Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pixide Podcast. My name is Joel Moran. I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Velez, and John Carlos. This is now episode 129. In this episode, we will give our top five MVP candidates, talk about the Suns and Clippers six-game win streak, the Wizards' hot start, what's wrong with the Hawks, and potential Marvin Bagley trades, plus more like Cam Newton going back to the Panthers and OBJ signing with the Rams. This is now episode 129 and a quick Patreon shout out to PJ's Mario Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Ruben, Brian, Ricky, E, Enzo, Sean Solis, Sean Muffins, John, Sean Triplett, Berna Hoops, Court Cousins, Ben Mack, P. Dot, George, Hikari, Mateen, Dave to Freedom, and Jay Aqua. Good old Jay Aqua, man. This is going to be a great show. Uh, I say that every single show because every single show, we try to make it as great as we can hopefully possibly try to make it. But this show I'm going to be hosting for the audience out there. because If you guys notice I'm not chiming in on topics, it's because today I'm, I'm going to hone in my inner Ernie Johnson and just host the show. you got to be funny. You don't think I'm funny? I didn't say that. I just said that means you just got to be funny today. Ernie Johnson has a dry sense of humor. And it hits. It hits. It hits. Yeah, it's, like a, it's like a Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> sense of humor. God bless that, man. But yeah, I'm going to hone in my inner Ernie Johnson on this episode. I'm just going to host it. So I'm going to let you guys shine, uh, my crew of basketball analysts. Rev doesn't have a laptop today because he feels uber confident in his skills and the knowledge he possesses, although he does have a bit of a brain fog still. Why did you pick today to point out that I don't have a laptop? Uh, You've never done that. No, you know what? I'm glad he did. <laughs> Cause you better come right, cause you were talking spicy, so you better come right. I'm ready, bro. All right, lock me in. All right, we'll start with football first because I oh, think geez. football is uh, your toast. <laughs> Who's toast? You, you right, boy. This. Two major headlines happen in football that have to be talked about. Cam Newton is returning back to the Panthers, and he's their all-time leading passer in NFL history. He revived the Panthers at least in that 2010s era. Now he's back. The Teddy Bridgewater experiment didn't work. The Sam Donald experiment didn't work. Now he's back in Carolina. They are four and five right now. 26th ranked offense, but seventh ranked defense. Can he take the Panthers to the playoffs? Wait, so remember how we was having that discussion about how Stafford changed the Detroit Lions? Could we say that Cam sort of changed the Carolina Panthers? He definitely did. The thing is, Carolina went to a Super Bowl. Obviously, it was a few years in between, but it's not like Carolina was like a laughing stock organization. They had a bad season, which is why they got the number one overall pick. But it's not like they have been a disgrace as a franchise. So you would say no? I would say not like not to the degree that Stafford did for the Lions. Before Cam got there, there was a period where they sucked. No, for sure. No, definitely. Jimmy Clausen was their quarterback. I'm not saying they were good. <laughs> so you're saying, yeah. You're sticking I'm not the saying edge, that they were an embarrassment. They weren't an embarrassment. Lions... With Barry Sanders, we're actually, you, you know that the of Lions, course. you know the Lions are 10th in most wins all time by the NFL franchise. I mean, how long I have they been founded? I did not know that. Hmm? Were they like one of the OG teams founded? I don't know if they were the OG teams founded. I think they were, but yeah. in the, I think in the 90s, they were a winning organization. I, I don't know. I, don't fact check me on that. Well, you can fact check me on that, but I know that before Stafford, like not right before, because obviously they went, they, they went winless. Oh, but. 16, mm-hmm. I know that before that period, like in the 90s, they were one of the teams that were winning. And, Relevant. You, know, mm-hmm. you know, Barry Sanders course, had a Barry lot Sanders of Barry Sanders is a legend. Big Barry. Um, the question is, of course, can Cam get them to the playoffs? I don't know. You know, the last time we've seen 
Cam on the scene, you know, he still had the same problems. He's inconsistency with throwing the ball deep, his inaccuracy. I mean, Cam still has the, I feel like Cam still has that ability to get a team a win. You know, he still has that running ability. He still can make those passes at times. And, you know, this team is loaded on the offensive end. But I just, I don't know. This team right now is, is it's it's at a buzzkill right now. You know, Sam hasn't worked. Teddy didn't work. You know, bringing in Cam Newton, a guy who hasn't played all year, a guy who, lost his spot to a rookie, you know, it's hard to say that he's going to just come in and win this, not win this division, but make the playoffs, especially in the NFC where teams are so tough. You know, you got the NFC West, you got even in your division, Atlanta looks good. You know, the Saints look good. And then you got Tampa Bay. It's going to be tough to say Cam Newton, who hasn't played all year and didn't play that well last year, is going to come in and take the make, take them to the playoffs. So I'm going to have to go and say, no, I don't think Cam is going to get them to the playoffs. But I hope he does play, and I hope he does play well, though. All right, so first off, I want to start with good things because obviously Cam Newton, what he's meant to the, to the, to not just the franchise of the, uh, excuse me, the Carolina Panthers, the NFL as a whole, just his his swag off the field, his demeanor that he carries himself is a way that other NFL players want to carry themselves as well. He's an inspiration to a lot of these guys in the league. So credit to Cam Newton. I'm very happy that he's back in the NFL. That being said, in terms of talking about his football play, he was really great at one point. But unfortunately, at this current point in time, he's not the best quarterback. If if we had to rank Cam Newton right now, we'll probably rank him late 20s in that 20 range. He doesn't have the, the great ability to throw the football. Throwing the football was never... His strength, his strength was always his legs, his body, his physical attributes were always at the forefront of his game. At this point in his career, his arm is lacking. The fact that Mac Jones was able to beat him out in a camp as a rookie after he had a full season to to learn the, the playbook, really get a grasp of it, finally have a full training camp with the New England Patriots, still wasn't able to, to get the job in New England. Had some time off, obviously, after he was released by the Patriots. Now he's back with Carolina. Carolina obviously has some weapons. McCaffrey's back. Who knows for how long? Because McCaffrey, these last two seasons, has been a question mark whether he's going to play or not. Obviously, you have DJ Moore, who's broken out these last couple of seasons, and he was excellent to start the season. But once Sam Darnold's body started to fail him, DJ Moore's numbers started to slip up. Robbie Anderson, who was great last year, but this season leads the league in drops. It all comes down to whether Cam Newton's going to be able to throw the ball. I know that him and McCaffrey are going to have immediate success because McCaffrey and Newton already had a time together in Carolina. But at the same time, Cam Newton's one of his strengths is seeing the check down, seeing the receiver, uh, excuse me, seeing the running back in the flat. So I know that McCaffrey is going to be taken care of. My concern becomes DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Do I think he'll he'll be a factor in, in some games and, and getting them a few W's for sure? Because Cam Newton has those abilities whether he's going to impact with his legs. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm pretty confident he could win a few games with his arms, but, but not overly confident, truthfully. So I don't know if it's going to relate to them making the playoffs. I think that it'll be he'll have a difference in the win column, but not by much. I think that by adding Cam Newton, you're maybe adding two wins to, to the record. By the way, from 1990 to 2000, the Lions had six seasons where they won nine or more games. Tough. 1990 to 2000 flat. Uh-huh. Nice. Very tough. 60%. That's pretty solid. Barry Sanders vibes. Bro, Barry was Backpack. God mode, bro. He was ridiculous. For the football topics, I'm going to chime in. There's just two. 
And the reason for that is because you guys know I'm in football mode right now. So Let's go. I'm actually planning on just hosting these basketball episodes moving forward because <laughs> I'm in I'm in football mode 100 percent right now. I love this move. I, I love that the Panthers went out and got Cam Newton and mm. the Panthers are making the playoffs. This to me, I when they first went out to get Stephon Gilmore, that to me was a move that told me that they're bought in on this roster. Definitely. When Sam Donner goes down. P.J. Walker is not good. And one of the reporters asked the general manager of the Panthers, do you not trust P.J. Walker? Because that's how it feels like on the outside. And he, he you know, try to kind of go go around the question. But the truth is they don't trust P.J. That's, what they brought, that's why they brought in Cam. Cam Newton is going to take the Panthers to the playoffs. And, I, I'm, and I'm going to love every single moment of it. All-time leading passer in Panthers history. Walking into the NFC, before the season started, we thought there were going to be at least three teams to make the playoffs in the NFC West. Right now, it just looks like it's going to be the Rams and Cardinals. The 49ers don't look good. The Seahawks don't look that good. Russell Wilson is back, but do I fully trust the Seahawks? I don't. NFC North, the Vikings continue to lose very close games. I'm not much of a believer in them because they can't finish out any games. Green Bay is the only playoff team in that division. NFC East, Cowboys, only team in that division to make the playoffs. I'm certain of that. So now it's down to the NFC South. The Bucks, I think, will win the division. But who is that second team? Is that Do I trust Atlanta to finish the season off strong? I think there are, are more holes in their roster than Carolina. Do I trust Carolina? I do. Their defense is elite. They have a top 10 defense in the NFL some of these weeks, they have gotten a bit exposed, but now that Stephon Gilmore is there to solidify that back end, J.C. Horn isn't too far away from a potential return. Now you have a lot of pieces there, and the Panthers, they just need consistency at the quarterback position. Cam wasn't horrible in New England. He threw for eight touchdowns and 10 interceptions, and the passing numbers don't look great. But then you realize he rushed for over 500 yards and had 12 touchdowns on the ground. So in reality, he had 20 total touchdowns and 10 interceptions. He's going to give you solid quarterback play. This is the first time, I think, in Cam Newton's career where he has a supporting cast this good in Robbie, DJ Moore, and CMC, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Because in his glory days in Carolina, the best offensive weapon was Greg Olson, one of the better tight ends at the time. But at receiver, you had Ted again. And Ted again is a, is an okay receiver. He's a burner, but is he a is he as great as DJ Moore? No. Is he as good as Robbie Anderson? I don't think so. Yeah. So now Cam Newton actually has some receiving threats. So Carolina has the offense, they have the defense, and now most importantly they have stability at the quarterback position. And I was going to mention another team from the NFC South. It's the Panthers, Saints. Bucks, Saints. Saints don't have a quarterback, and because the Saints don't have a quarterback nor a receiving threat. Or a tight end, they don't have anything. And Alvin Kamara is out um, for this for the this upcoming game. I don't believe in them. So I think my final playoff picture for the NFC is going to be the Bucks, Cowboys, Packers, um, Arizona, Arizona, Rams. the Rams, the Panthers, and the Vikings. Vikings still creep in. Yes. Interesting. He's Interesting. Gonna ride that Interesting. One. Interesting. But the three and five, right? Three and five or four and five. They're one of those. Um, this is tough. I don't. I don't think with the addition of Cam Newton that the Panthers can make the playoffs. Um, 
Panthers are bottom five in terms of passing, and that was with Sam Darnold. I don't think as a thrower, Cam Newton is honestly. I think Sam Darnold might be a better thrower of the football than Cam Newton at this point. I mean, they're both. It's not saying much because no. they're both bad. Okay. Um, uh, they're ranked seventeenth in the run. I know when they get CMC back, he'll help them out. Cam Newton can help them out in the run, but. A lot of this, to me, is predicated on if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy. Because even when he was healthy, we saw Carolina winning a couple games with him. So he's that, you know, he's that all-purpose back. He's that back that's going to take a percentage of the offense. He's going to have the ball a lot. So if he comes back and he's healthy and he can remain healthy, I think he'll help. I think he'll help them. Um, in terms of their offensive line, I'm not too high on their offensive line. I saw their rankings. I think they're they're ranked 22nd, and in the offensive line. And another thing that I found kind of crazy was the fact that. They had the third most difficult schedule remaining in the NFL with an opponent win percentage of 58%. And at, right now they're sitting at four and five. And I just think it's too much to ask a Cam Newton, a guy who hasn't really played football in a while, who came off a pretty like, you know, average season with New England. I think it's just too much for him to ask to take over this roster and take him to the playoffs. Do I think he can get him some wins? Yeah, I think they'll probably finish with seven, eight wins, but I don't think that'll be enough to get him to the playoffs. I'll tell you what, JC said a lot of good stuff right there. I mean, you look at what's going on in that division right now. It's a really tight race. You have, obviously, the Buccaneers who are probably going to run away with the division. They will. Then you got the Saints 5-3. and three. You got the Falcons 4-4. Four and four, And then in last place are the Carolina. 4-5. Oh, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. That's what I meant. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll tell you what. Falcons are sneaky. They are definitely a team that I'm looking okay. at and I'm not overlooking. Offensively, Cordero Patterson's had this Resurgent. renaissance. Exactly. Bro, he's just... <laughs> I, who. I think he Where might be one of the right? few players that has, a weird has broken out at the age of 30 or, or <laughs> later in his career. That is just one of the more impressive things that needs to be spoken about more. I feel like news lines haven't spoken about Cordero not nearly as much as he deserves. He's been excellent. Matty Ice has been playing very great. And this is all without Calvin Ridley, their number one wide receiver. Cordero Patterson has taken this burden and put Kyle it upon Pitts, himself. Boy. Kyle Pitts has been Beast. pretty good, but he's been up and down. He probably will still break the record uh, for for yards by a rookie tight end. He's breaking a record. Yeah, yeah he's which which is impressive for sure. But he's had his he had his moments of greatness. He's had it, his moments of he's being. He's only been down because they weren't using him. It to started the against the Jets. For, for, <laughs> he started going off last week. I feel like he he didn't do that much. You know what I'm saying? And now he's finally getting this full opportunity of being that wide receiver one because obviously we Jay, know he's listed as a tight end. JC mentioned the Panthers' remaining schedule and how they're tough. They face Arizona this this weekend, oh, Sunday. Yeah. Kyler Murray might not play. If he, Kyler he just, Murray— He just logged the practice, so I think okay. he'll play. But they, I think they said he was doubtful. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, against the Panthers— Defense is very stout. Colt McCoy, I don't believe in him, to be honest. It, to, he looked damn to have, good against San Fran. The 49ers have a, a abysmal defense. defense. Then <laughs> after Secondary that, is good, though. if they can beat Arizona and they can, they can beat 5-5, five and five, next up is Washington. They can beat Washington. Then they have Miami. They can beat Miami. Yep. That's three wins in a row. They can win right there. That's 7-5. Yeah. and five. Then they face Atlanta. They can beat them 8-5. and five. They face the Bills. That's a loss, 8-6. and six. They face the Bucks 8-7. and seven. Against the Saints, nine nine and um nine and seven, and then against the Bucks last game of the season. Depending on on if the Bucks have to play for anything, they'll probably easily win that game. So I think Let's the also Panthers take into account Saints did lose to the Panthers earlier in the season. So who knows what goes on in that? Yeah, division games are always have, tough. That's why I the say Jays that, just right? don't have a quarterback though. Like Trevor Simeon hasn't been awful though. I, do you really think I'm gonna trust Trevor Simeon? <laughs> which I I understand and I agree with that. Fair enough. That I'm, being I don't said, even trust Taysom Hill, which is. Understandable again. That being said, these last two weeks, Taysom Hill not only beat the Bucks, but came back against the Falcons, gave him a chance to win the game, 
just wasn't enough. They're they can, off they their can, defense. They can win that game, bro. I think the Panthers will finish nine and eight or ten and seven. And to reiterate my NFC standings, this is how I feel like the NFC playoff picture is going to ultimately finish. I think the division winners are going to be the Cowboys, yep. Arizona, the Buccaneers, and I keep I always keep for and the Green Packers. Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. So the division winners are the Green Bay Packers, the Dallas Cowboys, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Arizona Cardinals. And I think the wild card teams will be the Rams, the Vikings, and the Panthers. I think they all get into playoffs. So that, that would be my final playoff picture for the NFC. That don't sound too bad to me. What about the Falcons? You're out on the Falcons? I'm not out on the Falcons, but I don't know if I can fully trust them. I just think that the Panthers have a better roster top to can bottom. Can you trust Cam? You think he's going to come I in and make an I, immediate impact? I trust Cam. I really do trust the, Cam. The, so the, you're, you're, this is a faith thing? No, I think he's good. And I think in, in New England, I think Cam Newton has become one of those quarterbacks that is kind of underrated by people. People mm-hmm. think that he's washed. He's not washed. You mentioned he's in the 20s of the quarterbacks. The, yeah. You know, he's... He's a top twenty-five quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. I think. I agree. Like for example, yuck. For uh, example, it's, it's not the best be- between between him and Jalen Hurts. Who's better? It would be pretty rude. I might. Go I, Cam. Think, <laughs> I think it's Cam Newton and Jalen Hurts has been at least has been playing good quarter. He's been playing okay for the Eagles to, to right, be competitive. Right. That's such Listen, a good question, I'm not a Hurts guy. CMC, but let's, man, let's, let's, let's don't do that. Cam is better than Hurts, bro. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> See, see, don't get me. I'm not a hurts guy, that's but you where, can't that's do where, that. That's where like the fans will call us casuals for saying that, uh, that if Jalen Hurts is is better than Cam Newton. That being said, no, Jalen, I don't think it's casual no, take because no, Hurts is statistically I mean, he's been doing he's been his, playing okay. But people just say, "Oh, have you guys ever seen Cam Newton play?" Like it's preposterous to even think. But that bro, Jalen Hurts has been more than respectable this season. A lot of his production though has come in garbage time of a lot of games. That being said, over the last couple of weeks. Hurts looks solid. He just needs to be more consistent of a passer. Are we sure CMC's coming back? No, he is. 100%. No, he's, he's, here. He's, he's good. He's here. He's here. Uh, yeah. But that's right now, at least at this point in time, I think I would take Hurts, but not by a big margin. I think at this point in time, I just think Hurts' arm is a little bit better than you Cam's. only take Hurts because he's younger. Yes, and his arm is 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 better than Cam's. So back to the point. question of like the Herbert Mahomes that we had last podcast. Yeah. If you're starting a team today, age aside, let's say they're the same age. I probably Cam Newton or Hurts. I probably take Hurts. I don't know about that. I think Cam is because you got to think about it. In New England, he wasn't working with anything. Yeah, he wasn't no, working with fact. anything at all. And Carolina's similar. Other than McCaffrey, I mean, once he came along, before McCaffrey, barely Kelvin Benjamin. He had that one season, even that MVP season. He didn't have Kelvin Benjamin. Only had Greg Olson. He had Steve Smith for his rookie season, and we saw what happened with that. It's like and, and once he's had targets, that's a fair point. And there's a huge difference between Sam and, and Cam. And Panthers fans are finally going to get some good quarterback play because and Sam Darnold root for Sam Darnold <laughs> is not good. He the Carolina Panthers don't have a good offensive line, but when Sam gets pressured, he's a deer in headlights. Yeah. Cam Newton is going to step up in that pocket and make a big time throw. He's going to be confident, and I think. The Panthers needed some new life. They needed some new energy. It's yeah. like it's like a person that's choking on water getting CPR. That was the Panthers. Now Cam is the person doing the CPR. He's bringing some fresh air into the organization. The fan base is excited. I think the team is now excited because every person in that locker room, I don't know this for sure. I'm just inferring. I just felt like they put on a facade and acted like they believed in Sam. I don't think anybody on that offense ever believed in Sam, at least after like week five. They they realized that, okay, this guy is not good. 
Robbie already got tired of him. Now we're going to see Rob. Now we're going to see, you'll see. Second half of the season, we're going to see Robbie start to play way better. And now we're going to say, damn, Sam Donald is really the damn problem. <laughs> DJ Moore is going to play better. Terrace Marshall Jr. on also a good weapon who really hasn't been involved in the offense. Mm-hmm. So this team is good, man. And I it think they're going to make they're going to make a playoff run. It just comes down to not whether, a playoff run, but they'll make the playoffs. It just comes down to whether Cam can be confident throwing the football. Truthfully, that's my only concern. I mean, he completed 66 percent of his pass, passes last season. Yeah, but it was a lot of checkdowns. I mean. Cam, Cam knew it, and that's not. I don't Cam want that Nguyen, to come off like I'm being snide or rude. It's not. It's, just, it's not even that. Yeah, Cam Newton has always been a short passing quarterback. For no doubt about. He's that. always been an intermediate thrower. Yep. So that's why, like, he's not a Josh Allen. He's not a Stafford. He's not going to throw deep bombs. Yeah. So six six percent of his passes, mm-hmm. the Panthers play that style. It's similar to like but Teddy Bridgewater. Robbie play that Exa- style? Exactly. Robbie you plays have, that style. You have a deep threat in DJ Moore. He can do everything essentially, but he is a deep threat as well. Robbie Anderson, obvious deep threat. They're gonna want to let the ball fly down the field. I don't think so because even with Teddy Bridgewater, they didn't. That wasn't their offensive game plan. But and then we Isn't saw Teddy limited though. Wins. Teddy's limited, but that wasn't their offensive game plan at the time. I feel like they need a slinger. Bringing in Cam Newton's basically like bringing in a Teddy. Bring I wouldn't say bringing in a Sam. Obviously, yeah. If they had Teddy, this, if they if the Panthers no had Teddy, yes, they, they they have like six wins right now. Yeah, bro. He they might. They, they might. If the Panthers have Teddy, they're in a far better position. Teddy is a good quarterback. He is. He's definitely solid for sure. And he's he's My leading God. y'all yeah. to a y'all might make the playoffs because uh, of lot, Teddy. A lot of it's been on our Mr. defense. Drew Locke? Get, hey, let, listen. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater's been uh, basically around what I expected, and that's no, not, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's but true. at the same time, our defense really has been a huge part of our shocking success after losing to Cleveland with backups. Another big time thing that happened was that the Rams signed Odell Beckham Jr., and now Crazy. they have a star-studded cast: Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr. They are like the Warriors in terms of name recognition at this point. At least the 2017 yeah. Warriors with KD, Clay, Steph, Draymond, Iggy. Are the Rams the favorites to to win the entire thing now? I'm excited. You know, I'm excited for Odell to finally get somewhere where he can finally sh- show his talents and get back to playing the way he needs to play. Are they the favorites? Ah, it's tough. You still got the Bucks out there. You still got to worry about Green Bay. Arizona is creeping, but I would say this definitely puts them in a better position than they were before. I mean, Cooper Cup was already having a dominant season as he was. Robert Woods is still a really good number two. Now you make Robert Woods a number three and you put Odell a number two or a number one. It really doesn't matter. That's a scary duo. A guy who can do it all. Cooper Cup, he's been doing his thing. Then Matthew Stafford, a slinger. Their offense is going to be dangerous. And then you bring in Von Miller. That's a dangerous defense. I think they definitely... I, I, I had him as a number two... Team in the uh, NFC, I had the Bucks at one. What about your Cardinals? Nah, they're young. I gotta wait. You know, I, right. I'm, st- I'm still ride with them, but I gotta right. wait. But All you know, right. you, you still gotta pay respect to the Bucks. You know, they just came off the chip and they're the same team, and they still got Tom Brady. So you gotta pay respect to them. Green Bay, you gotta pay respect to them. They have Aaron Rodgers, and even with all their injuries, they still been able to pull out some wins. But it's definitely a three man race, and this definitely puts them. In that in that conversation, for real, for real, with the Packers, with Tampa, I'll probably put them a little bit over the Packers and right under Tampa right okay. now. Okay, all right. Instead of a three team race, I'll probably still have a four. I'll show respect to Arizona without Kyler Murray, without DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, they're playing an inferior San Francisco, but it didn't even look as if yep. Kyler Murray or or they, that they missed him at all. Truthfully, so on to the to the topic at hand: Are the Rams the favorites? 
I'm going I'm to continue to ride with the Rams. You bring in Vaughn Miller, and now you bring in Odell. I was surprised at this move for sure. Truthfully, I thought that either Green Bay or the Patriots were better fits for what he wanted to do, not be the a second, third option. Second option I could have seen because obviously the Packers, he would have been a second option. But a third option, I wasn't expecting him to go into the He would have been Rams. second option with any of those teams. Except New England. New England, he would have been one. Patriots, he would have been, uh, excuse me, yes. New England would have been one. Kansas City Packers, probably would have been two. Yes, he would have. He would have been, been three. Probably. He would have been three. He would have been third option. Where? Oh, because Kelsey? Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, and then him. Okay. okay. So then you go now and you look at the Rams. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods has been playing excellent. And Odell, I mean, at this point in time, as crazy as people are going to hear the sound, Robert Woods and Odell are closer than people think. Robert Woods is not a household name, but he still is excellent at what he does. What's going to be an interesting dynamic is, is Cooper Cup going to be the sole slot receiver, or because he's been so dynamic this season, are they just going to continue to move him wherever he wants on the field? I feel like that would be the best possible thing that they could do, because why ruin something that's already having success? Robert Woods is an interesting thing, too, because... As the last couple of weeks have gone by, Robert Woods and, and Matthew Stafford's chemistry have only gotten better. And Van Jefferson obviously has been that hit or miss type receiver for them. And that's probably why they decided to go all in and, and get a receiver like Odell to to fix mistakes like last week of dropping two balls that obviously Odell might not might not drop. But I've seen some some passes dropped by Odell this season that a regular Odell that I know in, in New York would not have dropped. So it was just interesting to to see that and 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 see that he was willing to to take that type of a, a I don't want to say a backseat because obviously you can't take a backseat on Odell like Antonio Brown went to Tampa Bay and he's a third option there and he's still Antonio Brown that we know so it's possible that Odell goes there and he's still a freak of nature especially given the fact that Matthew Stafford's playing excellent football so yeah I mean this offense only gets more dynamic that you bring in Odell you can do so many more things. And it's not as if Odell's going to have to come in there and and really learn the the playbook like we've mentioned. He's a freestyle type receiver, so he's going to be more com- he's going to get com- more and more comfortable as the the weeks go on. But it's not going to take that long for for Staffy and him to click. I feel like Odell, if if he really is that guy that that we all still think that he could be, they still they have immediate success off rip. Truthfully, so does this make them the favorites? They've been the favorites for me personally. You add Von Miller, you add Odell, it only increases their their odds to to win a championship. But you cannot overlook the Packers, whose defense has been stout even with injuries. Buccaneers, obviously. And Cardinals, who right now are one of the best coached teams in football. So it's going to be a great race, but I'm having the Rams right now. Odell is going to occupy Van Jefferson's role. And Van Jefferson gets about four or five targets a game, and his targets usually come by way of a big play. Definitely. They usually take shot plays and that's usually Van Jefferson's role in last game versus Tennessee. He dropped two big plays. He dropped one big play. Uh, Amani hooker yep. just swapped the ball. He just swatted the ball out of his hands and then he dropped a touchdown. Odell is going to play that role. I think Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are still going to be the featured guys. If they're going to be the X and Y receiver, I think Odell's kind of be kind of just he's going to occupy the slot. I think Odell's going to occupy the slot more times than not. And this is a huge addition. If the Rams don't win a Super Bowl this year, it's a disappointment because they went all in. I don't think draft picks for this team at least matters because Von Miller's already talking about an extension. I think Odell 
ultimately picked the Rams because they are in Los Angeles and he didn't want to be in Kansas City or in Green Bay. So Los Angeles fits his personality, his persona. He's with people that he's close to. LeBron James has a great relationship with him and he, you know, shouted him out. So I think Odell is going to fit pretty well on his team. You know, I know that I picked the Rams a couple, two weeks ago to be my pick, but I've been sleeping on it. I'm not going with them <laughs> because the pressure is going to be too grand and something wrong, something bad is going to happen and they're not going to get it done. I just believe that in my heart that the Rams are not going to get it done. I just can't trust this team. <laughs> I try to buy into this team, but I can't trust them. And all year I've made this decision hard for myself, trying to find the perfect team that I can buy into and I'm going to stop making it tough on myself. And not pick anyone. It's going to be the Buccaneers. And it's going to be Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the second best quarterback in football right now. He's the MVP front runner. He's probably going to win the MVP. And second year in this offense, he knows that he's not turning over the ball. And yeah, the Rams have Odell, Cooper Cup, and Robert Woods. Sorry, but that's not as good as Chris Godwin, A.B., and Mike Evans. It's just not. They smoke so them. Even though, even though the Rams have, they just got Odell, it's not even as good as what Tampa Bay got. Tampa Bay got something better. Plus, they got Rob Gronkowski. Plus, they got O.J. Howard. Plus, they got Cameron Bray. Ooh. Cameron Bray is just as good as Tyler Higby. Plus, they got a better offensive line. Ooh. So, I just trust Tampa Bay. And once this secondary gets healthy, Jamel Dean, I know you spoke on his name. You spoke badly on his name a couple weeks ago when we had Keith on the show. That was a minute ago. That was a while ago. That was a minute ago. And now, you saw that Jamel Dean's one of the best corners in coverage. He, he locks up. You get in Richard Sherman back. Didn't you're getting, wait, you're wait, getting wait, Sean wait, Murphy wait. Bunton back. This Tampa Bay Bucks roster is going to win it again. And I, this this team is going to win it again. I've made it tough on myself the entire year, but I'm just going to pick who I picked last season. They still got the same guys in place. I trust them. I trust Tom Brady way more than I trust Stafford. The Bucks will still win the Super Bowl. We made it tough on ourselves, but it shouldn't be tough. The Buccaneers will win it. I think that they're too injured, truthfully. That secondary, obviously, we've spoken about it. When healthy, it's a solid secondary. And obviously, they've shown that they're more than capable of winning the Super Bowl with this roster. As they're one of the only teams. I think they're actually the only team to return all starting 22 players the following season after winning a Super Bowl. So, obviously, the team is capable. I just think the Rams have too much firepower right now. The missing piece was the quarterback. They went and they got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I guess you could say one of their missing pieces was a slot receiver, even though Van Jefferson really wasn't that bad. You go and you get a guy like Odell Beckham. My biggest hole for them right now is a second corner. But I feel like with just Jalen Ramsey and the pressure that's going to be put on the quarterback game in, game out with uh, Aaron Donald and, and Vaughn Miller, obviously you still have Leonard Floyd holding down the middle uh, of the of the linebacking core. I feel like this is just too much firepower on the Rams right now. And it's not as if the Rams aren't well-coached either. Sean McVay is one of the, the greatest offensive minds that we have in our league right now. And if there's anyone that was is going to go tit-for-tat with a team like the Buccaneers, I'll put my money on the Rams right now. This is the thing. You mentioned their secondary. Jamel Dean is healthy. He's one of the better guys in the league. He's a top-20 corner for sure. Richard Sherman. Top-20. Jamel, Jamel Dean, top-20. <laughs> what do you mean? There's 32 teams in the NFL. If you're a top 20 corner, that yeah, means you're, you're right. What do you mean? You're no, it's, just a, it's just weird hearing know, the number yeah. 20. It's just like. What do you mean? Nah, but I know what you mean. Go He's ahead. been playing like a top 15 corner this year. No, nah, do you think? Okay. Richard Sherman, always got to trust him. Always got to trust, uh, trust him. I'm out on him. <laughs> I'm out you know on who him. else they have? 
that they just recently got, Pierre Desir, who was a solid cornerback yep. for the Colts for years. Yep. They got him. Carlton Davis can return after the bye week. So Carlton Davis is coming back. Sean Murphy Bunton is coming back. So now you got a secondary with Jamel Dean and Sherman, like Desir, Carlton Davis, Murphy Bunting. I've seen Dean get burned. Few times they Pierre? they played already. I know, I know, but obviously we saw the yeah, Saints play the good. the Buccaneers last season, and that didn't mean anything. You know what I mean? So I'm not taking that into account. More so, I'm thinking, come down the road, team team versus team. You know what's different about that though? When the Saints played the Bucks, Drew Brees was on his way out. Stafford is looking like an MVP candidate. Yeah. So it's like it's a little different than what it was. I'm not saying I'm not saying, you know, it's it's the end all be all, but it's a little different in the sense of this team is a lot more different than the Saints. Their quarterback was on his way out. Rams caught him when they were unhealthy at like their most unhealthy. They had almost no corners playing that game. So it was barbecue chicken. Cooper Cup was doing whatever he wanted. So I'll give Joel the benefit of the doubt. If these guys are healthy, it'll be a great game. But even still, I think the Rams pull it out. I am not worried about regular season games when it comes to the Bucs. I understand. And I agree. I, I saw the Bucs lose to the Saints twice last year in an yep. embarrassing fashion. And even then, I said, I don't care about that. I don't care about the Rams' loss. I really don't. That's not yeah. even in my mind. I just feel like all year, we've all been trying to make it so tough on ourselves and trying to say, oh, this team's going to win it. This team's going to win it. Just open your eyes. It's going to be Tampa Bay. It's going to be the Buccaneers. I'm going with Tom Brady. They're getting healthy at corner. Sherman, Jamel Dean has been amazing. Murphy Bunce is coming back. Carlton Davis is coming back. We know their defensive line is elite. Their offensive line is one of the best. Yep. Even though the Rams got Odell, Chris Godwin, A.B., and Mike Evans are better than any Rams three receiving trio that they can put out there. That's debatable. Going off this and season? When you, talk about, when you talk about Leonard Fournette, Cooper Cup has been crazy. Yeah, I know. Going off this season. Uh, Cooper been, Cup's having a great season, but he's not better than Chris Godwin, and he's not better than Mike Evans. Are we talking about this season? Wait, you, you can have a better statistical season, somebody not be better. Than I feel him. like he's on the same level as Chris Godwin. Yeah. I think Cooper Cup is on the same level as They're Chris Godwin. They're on the same Godwin. level as Chris, but he's in, my opinion, his in my opinion, I do think, well, when everyone's healthy, I think AB's the, the, the best. Yeah, that, yeah. I do think he is the best. That being said, Godwin might be better than Mike Evans. In, in terms of everything that he, he can give me, route running, over-the-top abilities, catching the ball, he might be, be at this point in time, he might be better than Mike Evans. That being said, it's not like the Rams three are slouches. Cooper Cup has over... I'm not ra- saying they're slouches, I, but they're just not as good as them. It, well, Ramsey's going to take one of those But it's not like it's night, it's not night and day. Facts. You understand what I'm saying? It's definitely not night and day. Like, it's not night and if, day, but there, there is a gap. If they're one, if the Bucks are one... Point. The Rams are two. Like, that's easy. Oh, yeah. The Rams are two, but there's a gap there. Not that big of a gap. The way that Cooper Cup has been playing, the fact well, what's that what's Matt- the gap? I think it's like from a shoe size 8 to 10. That's the gap I think it is. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I think there's okay. a pretty good gap there. It's tough because... Who's creating AB, the gap? Robert Woods? I think it's the third receiver. I think... Now, it's, there, if, if anyone, it's like... We gotta it's see what Evans. Odell is. It's Evans and... We well, for Odell one, Edwin, Evans and Godwin, just them two are better than Woods and Cup. Let's just get it out there. That's fair. And then you talk, you match up You're AB right. and Odell. It's AB. I then agree. if we bring in the tight ends but it into needs it, to be health health but, has to be played a factor. But into then it. if we bring the tight ends into it, Rob Gronkowski's way better than Higby. No doubt. Way better than Higby. No doubt. And then you talk about the running backs. I'm taking Fournette Easy. and Ronald Jones over Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson. That's what I'm been doing. A tweak this I like Daryl Henderson, man. but I think Leonard Fournette is better. <laughs> I like Daryl Henderson. But I think Fournette I think is Leonard Fournette is <laughs> And Rojo hasn't even been playing this year. He's taking a huge bag. Because step. he doesn't. Listen, I'll be honest. 
if Leonard Fournette got 95% of the sacks, that's what I'm saying. This this is my final point. Let's not sleep on Daryl. Tom Brady has already shown us that the times that this guy, oh my gosh, Tom Brady has a better chance of going to the Super Bowl than Steph Curry has at making a three. Why are we overthinking this? Tom Brady is going to get to the Super Bowl once again, and he's going to win once again. It is. Just, it's just that's what's going to happen. Damn, my boy. Nah, you go the easy route. I'll take the for sure route. I just want to. I'm going the I'm right route. That's the route I want to go. And they so is this, the is, this right is this your final pick? We're going to ask you this one more time. <laughs> is this your final pick? Or are you this gonna, is my final pick. This is this is it. Yeah. You're not going to do this there's again the, because in two there's weeks. nothing that I can't trust that I can't not trust about the Bucks. All right, cool. I think anybody saying the Bucks won't win. Want to be different? <laughs> okay. I mean, if, if you go with the Rams, it's really not that the bad. The two teams are the, the Rams. Packers. The two teams are the Rams and the Bucks. I don't think the Packers. They don't have a. They don't have a number two receiver for me to be like. Okay, I'm buying them. Yeah, the but I mean, it's it's been all right enough to still make it to the NFC Championship game two years in a row. So I'm. You can't count them yeah, out. But that's why. But that's out. why they've made it to the NFC Championship two years in a row. They haven't made it to the Super Bowl because they're missing that one thing. They lost by a score last year. If and they got not, embarrassed if, by the same And they got embarrassed. Yeah, Sam Fran sure. did it to him. Yeah, they got embarrassed because they didn't have the run defense. Most of them ran wild. Sam Fran ran wild against And also, everybody. you mentioned that the Bucks faced the Saints when Breeze was already on his way out. Let's not forget, Brady had a knee injury all throughout the playoffs last season. No, right. Torn, Torn, MCL. Yeah, MCL. MCL injury. Tom Brady had an MCL injury all throughout the playoffs. I didn't know that. Now he's healthy. So... Now oh, even Brady even a bigger looks perfect. even oh, a bigger reason for me to say yeah the Bucks I'm all in on them I'm all in on them now I don't know why it took me so long to say that I'm glad well, I did you, you've been a flippy flop so you know <laughs> no I just picked the Rams because I I just something about them I liked but they're like flashy. I said nice to watch, I just you know? can't trust Stafford that's it's, what it comes down the to the Rams are very I'm glad, exciting I'm glad we got his bad vibes off now we're good if you if sound. you if you had if you had like if the Rams had Tom Brady I would definitely go all in. They had the greatest quarterback ever, right? Yeah, I got to go with the greatest quarterback ever. I guess. That's the greatest quarterback ever. We're going to move on to the basketball portion of the podcast. So now this is where I'm going to start honing in my inner Ernie Johnson. And I'm going to be the host of this uh, of this portion of the show. Like I said before, I'm all in on football right now, just watching a bunch of film on football. So I'm going to leave it up to JC, Riv, and Drew to talk basketball because I know they're much more into basketball. Well, Drew is much more into football than basketball, but Riv and JC – like basketball much more. First topic of this basketball portion, Suns and Clippers. They're both on six-game win streaks. Suns are seven and three. Uh, they're second in the West, and the Clippers are seven and four, six in the West. Which team have you been more impressed with so far? This these two teams faced off in the Western Conference Finals just this past season. But which team are you impressed with so far? I'll start with you, Riv. <laughs> giggling because. It has to be the Clippers, like easily. Like this team, you know, this team on the stretch missing Marcus Morris, Serge Ibaka hasn't been playing. You know, he's he's still getting his feet wet. A team that's been down twenty, down seventeen, down thirteen, like down big on repeated games, coming back, fighting through that adversity. In Minnesota, for example, they was down twenty, came back, won that game. Even against Portland, you know, they was down big last night against Miami, you know, down 17, came back. Not to say Phoenix's run hasn't been great. You know, it's been great. They've been under the radar, low-key winning six games, you know, continuing on doing what they've been doing. But I think with the Clippers being as hampered and injured as they are, being as undermanned as they are and still finding ways to win games, you know, they were just one and four not too long ago, you know. So coming back, not 
giving up in games that adversity. You see the Tyron Lue, the coaching. Zubak has stepped up his game. Paul George is being Paul George. Nicholas Batum has been phenomenal the last three games. So it's like people who you wouldn't expect, you know, to show up is really showing out. You know, Reggie Jackson hasn't been great, but he's hit clutch shots. Eric Bledsoe's finally starting to find his way on the offensive end. You know, Luke Kennard is finally starting to get minutes and shots. So it has to be the Clippers just because of the simple fact of the cognuity, the, the way they play, and the fact that they've been outgunned and outmanned in almost every matchup, and they still find a way to win games. So I got to go with the Clippers. And the fact that they're playing without Kawhi Leonard and they're still having the success that they've had. Defensively, they've been stellar. They're top three right now in defensive rating. I think only if I... They're two. The, the, they're third in defensive they're, rating. They're, oh, they're third right now. So you have the Nuggets that are two, and then Warriors. The, the Warriors who are on historic pace right now, with, I think under 100. I think it's 99. Something, something ridiculous. But regardless of that, we spoke about it before the season started. If they wanted to have a chance of competing for a playoff spot, playoff, oh, excuse me, yeah, playoff P, I'll give him the respect because <laughs> he, he's been hooping, man. Paul George had to be the the catalyst to the squad that made them go. We needed to see Paul George go to that spot that he was at when he was in Indiana backpacking a squad. And we've seen him doing that, averaging almost, what, 20, 27 points per game, averaging seven uh, over seven rebounds, uh, just under... Uh, six assists a game. He's been amazing. Everything you could ask for out of your star player. And defensively, you knew that the Clippers were one of the best defensive teams in the league, but you didn't know how losing Kawhi Leonard was going to impact that defense. And it hasn't slowed down at all. Obviously, not to take... crazy part about that is this is the best defensive ranking they've been, even with, with Kawhi, Kawhi playing, yes. So is this is the best they've been me. defensively so me. far. But re- regardless of that, we look at the Suns and... I say it's not as impressive as the Clippers because Suns have had their lineup. This is their lineup that they're probably hoping that is going to carry over into the postseason. Clippers are playing without arguably a top five player, one healthy in Kawhi Leonard, and and they're still winning games. So if we're going by impressed, it's a no-brainer. It's got to be the Clippers. <laughs> I'm going to take the different route from you, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I like the Phoenix Suns. Um, I was actually kind of surprised when I saw their six-game winning streak. That's how under the radar they've fallen but uh this is a team that started the season one and three you know they've been they've they've won a uh, six straight this is a team that started one and three um this is a team that's top five in offense right now with the same core that they that they went to the championship with um the reason i feel they're falling a little under the radar is because if you look at the teams that they've beat it's not really impressive i mean cleveland's a good win i think we can all say cleveland's a solid team new orleans one of the worst teams in the league Houston, one of the worst teams in the league. Atlanta's been bad this year. Sacramento's, you know, they're okay. Portland is a team that I don't think is going to make the playoffs. But the thing that stands out to me about this Phoenix Suns team is, and it's hard for a lot of teams to do because even my team has done it, they don't play down to their competition. Every game that they've every game that they've played, whether it's against an elite team, whether it's against a team that's not so good, the Phoenix Suns run their sets well. They play well. Defensively, they're getting better every week. They're about to enter the top 10. And I think that's just huge to me, a team that's coming off a championship that I think we all really forgot that they are a team that really came off a championship. But the fact that they don't play down to their competition, I mean, it's easy to see Houston, even Atlanta, Sacramento on your schedule and think like, oh, this is like, you know, we're going to coast this game. But no, this is a team that's going all in, that's playing every game, like every game to their to the top of their ability. So, I mean, the fact that um, that the Clippers started one and four and where they are where they are now is impressive. But the Phoenix Suns also started one and three and they've won the last seven games. And they've been dominating. They got a game against Memphis tonight, who I think we can all agree Memphis is a pretty good team. My money's on the Suns to continue this win streak and get to seven. 
And I, you know, and I don't, I don't think the reason why I don't think they play down the competition. I don't think they can. I think they've they've heard the noise about last year. You know, they've heard the fact that people don't respect last year. They keep telling them it's a fluke run. So I think they walked into this year thinking we have something to prove. Yeah, we just made the finals, but nobody cares. You know, nobody believes that they would have happened if everybody was healthy. We believe it, but nobody else does. So now we got to come in this year and we got to repeat that success. Chris Paul's getting older. He's he's not going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. So we have to repeat that success and we have to come in and play like we play every night at our best. So I think that's probably why they play down the competition. I think both teams, they play their best when they need to. They step mm-hmm. up and they go out there and they have something to prove because the same way the Suns, people feel like, it was a fluke. People mm-hmm. think this team was done without Kawhi. People thought this team wasn't as wasn't I was good. out on them when they were one and four. Yeah, so. people thought they wasn't good without <laughs> Kawhi. So they have something to prove, too. So I think these are two teams having something to prove, and they're proving it to people right now. I know it's still early, and obviously teams can flop. But right now, these teams are both proving that they, they're they no slouches, and these are two good teams in the in the, uh, damn, in the West. I was going to yeah. say AFC. Okay. I, 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 just, I, I personally think, like, in the long – like, I mean, what the Clippers is doing is excellent. In the long run, though, I, I trust Phoenix more. This is the core they went to the championship. Yep. The Clippers are missing their best player in Kawhi Leonard. I mean, Chris Paul's been playing really well. Devin Booker's playing well. Bridges is playing good. This is a team that it, it's coached very well by Monty Williams. This is a team that's that's you know primed, like you said, to to try to make another run to the finals. So in the in the long run, while what the Clippers is doing is in, is incredible, the fact they started one and four and they won six straight, they're tied with the Suns for the highest streak. I I I, I think that I just think that the Suns are. Just the better team, and they're more primed for this oh, continued yeah. success. I think they are definitely the better team because they don't have a, another guy averaging over 15 points on this team right now, and they still are having success like they've had. Uh, you have Devin Booker obviously averaging 23, but a significant yeah. amount less than what we're accustomed to seeing yep. Devin Booker averaging. And then you have Chris Paul averaging around 14 points per game, DeAndre Aiden averaging around 14 points per game. I believe Mikhail, uh, my, uh, Mikhail Bridges. Not Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges plays in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. Mikhail yeah. Bridges. He's averaging just under fifteen as well. So they're not really having that second prime time score that obviously they were expecting to have an eight and, and or CP three just hasn't been there. But yet they're still winning games. Why I'm looking at the Clippers and I'm still impressed, or why I'm a little bit more impressed with with what they're doing is because Reggie Jackson is just continuing to to be that ball player that we saw him flash a little bit in the in the playoffs, averaging eighteen points this season. Uh, being a, a big part of, of what's going on in, in Clippers right now while Kawhi Leonard's been out facilitating the offense with Paul George. It's been great to see, and I just think overall right now you got to give it to the Clippers because, like we've all said, no one was expecting them to have any kind of success once they started the season 1-4. and four. Losing to the Warriors, though, that's a, under, that's a slept-on game. that, that They pe- played them tough. They, they were one of the best games that the, the Warriors have had right now. And... People really didn't look at that game too much and just thought, ah, you know what? It's it's kind of getting to that point where it's a wash now. But now they're on a huge win streak, and people are looking at them definitely differently. Like, uh, do you do you trust the Clippers offensively? Like, to, like because I know the Suns are a top five offense. The Suns right now are ranked are twentieth ranked in defense. I think as time comes on, they'll get better. I don't know what I don't know what place the Clippers are in terms of like NBA rankings for. I could, uh, I could tell, and offensive. Rankings. I could tell you this: they are a top five team in defensively. They no, are no, they're a top five team in getting open looks. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. So they're getting their Ball shots. Yeah, great. they're getting their shots. They're just not hitting. They haven't been as efficient as they was last year. But do I trust them offensively? It's tricky because if you're getting your shots and you're not hitting, then it's like who's their second score? 
Reggie, Reggie Jackson. Jackson. He's averaging yeah. 18 flat. Reggie Jackson is your second. Hasn't season. he been like not good these past couple of games I've been hearing from last Clippers game, fans? Last, last game, game he, he was, was good. Over in the half, and he had a 15 point third quarter. Yeah, it's he's streaky. You know, he's he streaky. Is. His shot selection is horrible, so he, he he's streaky at times. I, just, I don't. I personally, I just don't trust the Clippers to just you know. Well, one thing you can trust is that their defense is going to be solid. No, their defense that'll is good. be enough to their, win games. Their defense is good. At least yeah. keep them afloat during yep. the regular season. It's oh. official. Kawhi's not coming back too, which yep. is which also hurts. But at least they have shown themselves, one, they can compete without Kawhi. Mm-hmm. They already showed that in the playoffs without him. And two, it's continued over into the regular season. It's not out of the realm of possibility that this defense keeps them afloat. I want to speak to a point that you talked about within the Suns and how they're a on team this season. The teams that we talk about in terms of Smooth. making it out the West are the Lakers, the Warriors, and we even get some rumblings about the Jazz. Nobody talks about the Suns, even though you mentioned they made the finals. So do you think that the Suns can make the finals again? Ah, They could make the finals. I don't think they could. They could. I I don't think they could. I I think the Warriors are better. Yes. I think Utah is better. And I I think I think LA. I think that Warriors and Phoenix series will be much more closer than people anticipate. I think that that series would be closer than you guys versus Utah. I like I like the Lakers versus Phoenix healthy. Mm. I like Lakers healthy. I think AD versus anyone against in that that front court is. It's tough. I mean, could they? Yeah, you could probably say yeah, but. I like matchups. I think Utah matches up really well with the Suns. And I mean, they're basically the same team. And I like Donovan Mitchell more than I like Devin Booker in the playoffs so far. And then Golden State, I'm picking Steph Curry over anybody not named LeBron in a series. So that's just... That's fair. That's me personally. And then the Lakers, if AD and LeBron is healthy, there's only... I believe only the Warriors in the West can beat them if LeBron and Anthony Davis are healthy. So it's hard for me to say Phoenix can make the finals. So what's their their second-round team? Yeah. I would say second round team. Because you're going to have to see one of those three teams. So let's say it shapes out like this. Utah plays the Suns. The Lakers will have to play the Warriors. You don't think that the Suns could be? The I think Jazz. the Suns can be the. I Jazz. think they could, but I would, t- I would that's, pick that's Utah. their most favorable matchup. Yeah, they in would. My they, would they would have to play that's, Utah. That's I the think they one scenario. Jazz. That's why I say could. Mm-hmm. It's there's a possibility they could go because if the bracket works out that way, they go to the Western Conference Finals. It would be hard to beat the Warriors, but it's possible. It would be hard to beat the Lakers, but they've shown that obviously they can do it if we're banged up. So I'll give them that it's possible. Yeah. So since this is a Suns and Clippers topic, I want to get in this Clippers question in as well, and then we'll move on. Tyron Lu, in the uh-huh. past, he got a lot of slack because people felt like he was carried by LeBron and he wasn't a good coach in his own right. But we saw in the playoffs last season that he won two series, basically with Kawhi not being there. Well, he, you know, they beat Dallas. They came down from 0-2 to yep. beat Dallas. Very next series versus Utah came down 0-2 to beat Utah. Then took the Suns to six in the Western Conference Finals. Has Tyron Lue finally deserved the right to be called a great coach? I think so. Yeah, because yeah. of the, the situations. You know, Dallas, they were down 0-2. Even in that one, they were down 0-2. They got all the slouch. They go 2-2, and then they're down 3-2. Down 3-2, and then you're going back to Dallas is a tough game. Then in Utah, down 0-2, then it's 2-2. Then you got to go back to Utah, one of the best places to play, 
at home. You got to go back to without your best player. And then in Phoenix, you give them hell in that series. I think he definitely, and right now with the way the season starts, for the way he makes adjustments, the way he communicates and he interacts with his players, the way he puts confidence in his players, I think you have to put him as a great coach right now. What do you think? You think he's a great coach? Uh, yeah, I absolutely. Think. I, what's crazy is I, I thought... I thought he was a great coach, honestly, and it's going to sound crazy. I thought he was a great coach when he came back down 3-1, and he was somebody that I wanted to be the Nets head coach. Mm. If it wasn't for, you know, the Greg Popovich rumblings, I wanted Tyron Lue just because how he makes adjustments. You, you What you pointed to, um, Kawhi Leonard being out the rest of the series for, for, for you to go to the Western Conference Finals and honestly be a free throw away. You know, Paul George hits the free throw. If DeAndre Ayton doesn't get that tip dunk, for that to go seven without your best player is incredible. So, um, yeah, the adjustments you make, the fact that even years ago he came back down 3-1, a lot of people give credit to LeBron and Kyrie Irving, rightfully so, but he's he is the person who coached that roster, so he definitely deserves some credit. So, yeah, I, I think I think it's long overdue that Tyrone Lewis should be called a great head coach. I'm going to wait on calling him a great coach. I just need to see how this season plays out. Obviously, still early. Anything can happen. We saw last year the, the Lakers were 21-8 and eight or something like that, and we ended up being a seventh seed. It's just how the NBA is. Things can happen. Blink of an eye. So what he did last postseason was spectacular, and I'll give him endless credit for that. And what he's doing early on in the season has been very impressive as well. But I need to see it over the duration of the season. Right now, he is a a, a good coach. He is just on that cusp of being great for me. I need just need to see it sustained. We don't talk about that Nets coaching search as much as we should because the Nets ended up going with Steve Nash. And if it was between Steve Nash and Tyron Lue and they went with Steve Nash— that was an egregious mistake. I'm sure they're punching themselves over. That I wanted Tyron Lue. If it wasn't Greg Popovich, I wanted. I really Big wanted Tyron. Think about it. I mean, he he deals with superstars. He's dealing with LeBron. Nets have superstars. He's coming off a championship, one of the greatest championships of all time. True. You know, and then and then he just furthermore proven it down 0-2 against Dallas when Dallas was hitting for, hitting from all cylinders and they were down 0-2 to come back and beat them down 3-2, come back to beat them in Dallas, then beat them in a the game seven. Then play Utah. I know Donovan Mitchell was banged up, but like you said, that's one of the hardest places to play in the NBA. The fact that you were able to make it out of that series and the fact that you were maybe a Paul George free throw away from going set, going to seven with a team that went to the NBA championship. I mean, that's enough for me to call him a good coach. And just the fact that they were one and four this season. Now they're on a six game winning streak. They quickly turned their season around due to his adjustments. So I, I'm calling him a great coach. Oh, I've noticed this trend within the NBA and coaches specifically within the realm of Hall of Fame point guards and coaching. Players that formerly played in the NBA that were Hall of Fame point guards don't make great coaches. Jason Kidd is not a great coach. I wouldn't even say he's a good coach. Steve Nash, from what he's shown, is not a good coach. Magic Johnson, when he coached the Lakers for that short amount of time, he wasn't a Billups? good coach. Chauncey Billups. We have to wait and see, now on, to wait and see on that one. IT was not that good. Isaiah Thomas yeah, wasn't a good yeah. coach. <laughs> For all, Scott Skiles. It, it feels like it feels like role players make for much better coaches than stars. You know who's been a great GM though? That's a Hall of Famer, Jerry West. True, yeah. Jerry yeah. West has been elite at that. He's one of those basketball minds. For so real. between Tyron Lue and Doc Rivers, you're taking Tyron Lue. I would take Tyron Lue. You think it's a it's an easy answer for me personally? Yeah, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say it's easy. I think I actually would still lean Doc. Can I ask you two questions? Yeah. Do you think Rick Carlisle is a great coach? Probably. Okay, you think that, right? Yeah. From the moment Rick Carlisle has won that championship to now, Doc Tyron Lue has done, if not the same, Easy. a little bit more Fair than enough. what he's done Listen, since that. Listen, the athletes are, the are fine. He also, 
I, see, I don't want to sound like I'm hating because that's why I'm I'm stuttering. But at the same time, play with LeBron. Like he has uh, that benefit. I knew you were going to do that. LeBron. That's, that's that, exactly. That's I mean, the other guy did coach Dirk, but okay, true. I mean, th- those two championship runs were probably one of the most impressive that I've ever seen. So and Rick gets a lot of, he gets the ups for that he, one. I mean, he, rightfully so. Yeah, Tyrone Luke, I think, deserves to be in that same catalog. He's done something as great as Rick Carlisle, probably even more greater because, you know, it was 3-1, the first 3-1 ever in the finals. And we always say how how badly Kevin Love performed. And he also, so that's somebody he, else he had to he had to adjust around Kevin Love's poor play. And that's, a, that's like, another record, too. Last year, coming back two straight times from down 0-2, that's another record placed on Tyrone Luke's. Resume, he's the only so, coach yeah. to come back down three one. Yeah, so, in know, the finals, you got a few re- records in his resume. You got to. I just need a little bit more. So what do you need? I'll wait you need then. a playoff this year. Wait, yeah, well, I, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I need to see it happen. Respectful. Moving on to the next topic, the Washington Wizards have been amazing this season. They are the first seed in the Eastern Conference. They're eight baby. and three so far. They're fourteenth in offensive rating. Bradley yeah. Beal hasn't even gotten to the best start yet. He, his efficiency numbers are down. But they're fifth in defensive rating so far. So Wes Unseld Jr. has changed the culture around this team. And Wizards fans have been screaming about this for a while. Scott Brooks is not a good coach. He was one of the worst coaches in the NBA. And now they get a coach who looks to have a lot of promise in Wes Unseld. And now they're drastically better. And I think also trading Westbrook a star for multiple players that can just fill a role has benefited them. Mm -hmm. Four players for them are averaging close to 15 points per game or more. Kuzma is just under 15 at 14.8, but he's averaging nine boards. So how impressed have you been with the Wizards' hot start? Can they keep it up? Are they really the surprise team of the NBA? Well, you have to be surprised. You have to be excited because it's like, you know, Washington, We this was, this is a podcast where we've destroyed Washington. We've destroyed Bradley Bill. You know, we've, we've said a lot of bad <laughs> things about them. And yet they've come out and they've punched us in the mouth so far. Really you know, have. they've come out and they've played defense on that end where we've said a lot of their players don't play defense. They've come out and they've played as the team, the guys who we thought coming from L.A. who were complete scrubs. They've come into this new environment and they've performed. Bradley Bill, he looks more like a leader. He looks like he's trying on the defensive end again. And it's been a sight to see this Washington team has looked legit so far. Can they keep it going? I think that's the question today. And that's the question. Can we rely on Bradley Bill and those guys to continue on this pace? And, it's tough because, you know, the East is in a weird circumstance right now. You got teams like the Bucks, Atlanta struggling, Boston's trying to find their way. You still got the Nets up top, the Bulls up top, the Knicks up top. You know, it's like Indiana. Falling Indiana's falling, falling off, but they're not even healthy yet. So until they get healthy, we don't know. Miami's not healthy. So the East is in a real tricky place right now. But if I had to guess, I think Washington can definitely still hover around the playoff area. I don't know if they're going to sustain that number one, number two, or even number three seed, but I definitely believe that they can hover around that playoff spot because I think when you have the right group of guys that respect each other and that play for each other, I think that benefits throughout a regular season. And not to mention, he said it, Bradley Bill hasn't gotten it going again. I think we can expect him to eventually get it going. So if he starts getting it going, this team start continues to play that defense. Defense wins out in the, in the regular season for sure. God bless. So I think they'll definitely hover in that playoff area for sure. Right now, obviously, they've been probably the most surprising team in the NBA. I was very low on them preseason. I thought they were going to be amongst one of the worst teams in the East. They've completely told me to shut my mouth and to start you know, paying attention to what's going on. But I'm still going to stay firm on my stance. I'm not that high on Washington. 
They are right now the 18th, 18th ranked offense in offensive rating, and they're top four, number four specifically, in defensive rating. The defense part of the of their game has been the most surprising to me, obviously, because last year their biggest hole was defense. They had no type of defensive presence at all. This year they completely changed that. You bring in KCP, uh, you bring in Kyle Kuzma. Now we're seeing a motivated Bradley Beal on the defensive side, but now it's starting to take uh, take a hold of the things they can do on the offensive side because it takes a lot of energy to play both sides of the court. Now he's he's starting to do that, and it, it's inevitable once he gets his his fitness level up where he can maintain the the stamina that it takes to play both sides of the ball, that then we'll start to see his offensive numbers increase. But I just don't think Montrezl Harrell averaging 18 points is sustainable. And even with that happening right now, they're still the 18th-ranked defense. Dimwitty, fair Both enough. That, it, thank you. That's what I meant. Fourth-ranked defense. 14th in defense and, and offensive rating. They're, no, they're 18th. That might be points per game. Offensive rating, I'm looking at it. Washington Wizards, 18 with 107. So you're probably talking about points. Yeah, maybe. So 14, regardless. So they're around the middle yeah, of the pack. But, so I don't think that one by any means is sustainable. Obviously, Milwaukee Bucks are a playing team right now, and they're unhealthy. I think that. So I have this question for you because, you know, you haven't been shy about you thinking that Montrezl Harrell can't keep up this production. He's averaging. 18 and 9 right now. He's been stellar. With the Clippers in 2019. He's done that already. He played 63 games in 27 minutes and he averaged 18.6 points per game. So he's shown for a season that he can average 18. Yeah. But, so given the fact that he's already shown he can average 18 and the year before that in 20 in 2018, he averaged 16.6. You still don't think he can sustain 18 a game? And especially this is without Dimwitty getting really Cooking either too, you know. What I'm yeah, saying? but it's different because Harold's coming off the bench. But I want to <laughs> add this though: Bryant and Rui have yet to come it's a back. Fact too. So that that could diminish. What's his wrong with Rui? Personal reasons. Uh, Don't know. That could you know bring his points down. If though. Bryant comes back, he might not get minutes. Think so? Yeah, because yeah. he doesn't play defense. He's Gafford, a good offensive player though. Yeah, Daniel but Gafford. they have Bertans is basically filling in that role of that spot up shooter, and Gafford has filled in nicely as that starting center. And whose minutes are you going to take away that's coming off that bench? Bertans, right now. Bertans between Bertans and Bryant, who do you really want? I'd probably go Bryant. I mean, I'd probably go Bertans. Just because he can shoot really well. Bertans hasn't really been shooting it well though. But you know he's a and better then shooter. Rui has to come in. Rui has to get. No, minutes. Rui has to come yeah. in. And he plays the four. But, but I, think, I, I think if anything, Ruby is gonna fill in Kuzma's spot. But then Kuzma comes off the bench. And what about yeah. Denny, who's getting twenty-one minutes a game? That's I'm hard. not worried about Denny. That's man. hilarious. What, we didn't, we didn't what, what is Denny gonna, gonna do? We did not think. He I'm was just saying play. he's getting twenty-one minutes. That's just another spot. Rui obviously. Oh yeah, Rui could take Denny's minutes easily. No, Kuzma takes Denny's minutes. That's, Rui takes yeah. Kuzma's yes, minutes. Yes, correct. Yeah, it could be either or though, because you know and Kuzma right now is really points, phenomenal. But then once Rui comes in, we'll see that start to come down too. We've slowly seen Kuzma's averages start to come down. He has done it though, Montrez. Like he's no, been Mon- a six well, man Montrez, not only that, but Montrez, you're acting as if. Because these guys are coming in and Montrez is going to drop down. I mean, 2019, Lou Will was coming off the bench with him. Yep. So Lou Will was averaging close to 20 off the bench with Harold. Yeah, but so Lou Will tipped his obviously. So Harold has shown. one of the best bench players ever. No, that's true. But I'm saying his production didn't take away from Harold's. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Fair. So I, I think Harold, he's going to be their solidified sixth man for the entire year. No matter who comes back, who's in and out, he's going to be their sixth man for the year. So I just want to know if you're still confident in saying that he can't average 18 for the year. 
I don't think 18, I don't think he'll average 18 this season, especially with Rui coming. We'll see what happens with Thomas Bryant. Obviously, he's coming off a, a bad knee injury, but he was a big part for them, and they've been pretty firm on believing that Thomas Bryant is a big part of their future. Obviously, Gafford comes in and changes things. Harold comes in, and that changes things too, but you just don't lose faith in a player like that. So if, I, I do believe that he'll come in and he'll steal some minutes and his points will go down. Listen, I said it with the same thing with Kuzma. It started to come down both points and rebounds. It's inevitable we see Harrells comes down. Mm. Inevitable. <laughs> um, I've been extremely impressed with the Wizards. Obviously, you know, they're 8-3. and three. They're playing really well. Uh, they're, they're number 7 in point differential, which I think that's really, that really stands out to me. They're number 3 in rebounds per game. Kyle Kuzma has been stepping up on the glass. Montrez Harrell's basically giving you a double-double. Gaffer could rebound. So they're a team that could rebound the ball. And while I was, you know, looking through their stats uh, yesterday, to Joel's point, they have they have four double-digit scores. Beal's averaging 23, not as efficient, you know, not as much points per game as last year. But it doesn't matter. They're winning. It doesn't matter. Um, Montrez Harrell's giving you 18-9 and nine off the bench. Like Joel said, he's done that with the Clippers before. He's played this role before. I think the Lakers just misused him. I think he really wasn't a good fit to begin with there. I think Washington's a better fit because they need more of them. In Los Angeles, they didn't really need much. Washington, they need much because this is a collective team. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's giving you 15 and 6 a game. Kuzma's giving you 15 and 9. And in KCP, is just under 10 points per game. So he's, you know, he's doing, he's playing his role, role player, 3 and D type of player. Um, they're the, a number 11 ranked defense. I didn't think defensively they were that good. But for a team like that to almost be top 10, that's showing me that, you know, that they have the potential to be a top 10 defensive unit. Um, and they're top 10 in opponents points per game as well. So, I mean, th- this is a team like this is a team that plays together. Obviously, you have four double digit scores. You don't have sure. anybody that, you know, Bradley Beal has kind of surprised me this year because he hasn't really been dominating the ball as much as he was with Westbrook. Because you have these other players that can chip and you have Harold giving you 18 and nine. You have Spencer Dinwiddie giving you 15. I don't think Spencer Dinwiddie's even at his best form right now. I easily think Spencer Dinwiddie can give you 18 to 19 points per game. He's been, you know, a couple games have been off to like a little rough start, but like, you know, it's only 10 games in the season. So we'll see. I think Dinwiddie's going to get better. 15 and nine for Kuzma, I think that's sustainable. I mean, he's been really good on the glass this year. He's had seasons in LA where he's averaged 19 points per game. So to think that he can't really give you 15 a game. I think that's his max. Um, Harold, like I said with Joe, I agree, can give you 18 and 9. Somebody that, you know, I might have to revise my six man of the year uh, rankings because he's been playing so well. So, I mean, the fact that this team plays together, they're playing an all-around game, everybody's chipping in. I like this team. Their next three games are against the, one of the – all of them are, like, really bad teams. They play the Pelicans twice, and I think they play somebody else. So they're only going to continue to keep playing really well. Um, I don't think they're going to finish number one. Obviously, I think, you know, Miami's going to get, you know, going to get better when Jimmy Butler comes back and gets healthy. Brooklyn, you have the Bulls playing out of their mind. The Bucks aren't going to be six and six for long. So, no, I don't think that they're going to be the number one seed. But I think this is a team that you can look at and say, OK, maybe they can be anywhere from the sixth to eighth seed in the East. And I think that's pretty good. You mentioned Thomas Bryant coming back. Um I, I just don't know whose minutes he's going to take. I don't. And you talk about the investment, but he's an unrestricted free agent next season. So there's nothing invested into him long-term as a player. Daniel Gafford has changed around their defense. He's been an anchor for their defense. He's one of the better defensive bigs in the league. Then behind him, Montrezl Harrell is that starting five. Is that is that backup five? He's the sixth man. So if Rui does come back, 
Raul Neto's going to get his minutes because he's a defensive and he's just a rugged point guard. Aaron good. Holiday is going to get his minutes. I just don't see how Bryant fits into the fold of things. Well, Especially a- with the skill set that he offers because Bryant is a he's a good shooter. He's an okay shooter, but he doesn't play defense. Yeah. Yeah. And this team is right now trying to cultivate you, well, we didn't, a defensive we feel, we identity. We didn't think Bill would play defense. So maybe now that they're yeah, actually a defensive minded probably team, maybe exactly. get him to play defense. We'll see what happens. It's a little bit different, though, as, as opposed for a guard than a big man because Bradley Beal wasn't playing defense these last couple of seasons because he had average 30. Definitely. And well, we even talked about it how... Bradley Beal was never that type of player that can give you that 30 when he has a good supporting cast. When he has a good supporting cast, he is going to hover around 23 to 26 a game. And now we're seeing it right now. Mm-hmm. Thomas Bryant, it's not like he had to take a backseat on defense to give out this great offensive output. He's averaging like 10 a game. Which is going to be curious. And your center is supposed to be your defensive end. It's anchor. curious because Ruby's also a very bad defender. So it, it, it's going to be interesting to see when they do come back eventually how that's going to work because this team is clearly taking the defensive route. Mm-hmm. I think the difference in that is that Rui, there's really no backup four on this team. Yeah. You know, you have Harold, then it's Bertans at the four. Or Rui at the four. Who's Danny Anavia, yeah, Aaron Holiday, Raul Neto. Like I think their guard spots are solidified because they don't really have anybody to play those guard spots. But then at the three, four, and five, it's Bertons, Rui, and Denny. Rui can easily get in over Denny. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, because Denny isn't the best of defender either, and, and you would rather have Rui's offense. It's gonna be interesting to see if he comes back, who's gonna take that back seat if Maybe KCP comes off the bench. I highly doubt that. Yeah, no, you know, so that that's what I think. But I think this team is off to a great start. And I do think that these averages are sustainable. Like, I think Kuzma has shown us in the past that he can average around 15. Carroll has shown us in the past he can average 18. KCP has shown us in the past he 10. can play great defense. No doubt. And then just be great a shooter. And yep. Bradley Beal has shown us that he's one of the best scorers in the league. So this all, to me, is sustainable. And like you said, Dinwiddie hasn't even been playing his best. Like Dinwiddie, we know can average close to 19, 20 a game, and he has kind of been inefficient mm-hmm. these last couple of games. So once all this gets going, it's going to be interesting to see how it all shapes out. Yep. Yeah. But then again, it is very early in the season. Definitely. Yeah. Super early. And the Cavaliers another team in the East that it's early, and they have had some success. They are 7-5 and five right now, even though – they did lose Colin Sexton, and that's a huge loss. And I think you mentioned it, Drew, that he's out for the year at this point. Basically, Almost, yes. Out for the, so he's going to be out for a long portion of the season. They have six players averaging in double figures. Take out Colin Sexton now because he's not going to be playing in a while. Last season, Cleveland started out 8-7, and seven, and they finished the year off 14-43. and 43. Do you think that's going to be their same fate this year? Do you have more faith in this team? What's your thoughts? I'm going to say I probably have a little bit more faith in this team because of the fact that they're much better defensively. You know, I think when you watch them play, you can see the effort is there. You can see the willingness to communicate is there. You can see on one through five, you know, it, it, 
one through five, the, as long as the effort is there. Last year, you saw a lot of lackadaisical plays. You saw guys giving up easily. As long as the effort is there, they'll definitely be fine. And then with the addition of Evan Mobley, you know, you could just see a different team. You know, he's able to go out there, guard the perimeter, guard the paint. You know, he's been phenomenal as a rookie. And then the steady improvement of Darius Garland. You know, him as a playmaker, Definitely. his initiation into Down the better. offense, you know, he he's shooting better. He's not taking those 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 long ball threes or those heat checks. You know, he's become much better as a point guard, and that's what you like to see. And even Colin Sexton, you've seen some improvement in his game. But, of course, he went down for the season. Laurie Markkinen, you see improvement in his game. You know, he's starting to play defense on the other end. So, and even Kevin Love, he's showing effort. So, it's like this team is showing a collective effort. It's just, you know, the depth. The depth was always the problem with me. Rick Rubio's been great. Seti Osman, do you trust him for a year? You know, he, he struggled right. a little bit last year. He was pretty inefficient. Do you do you trust him for a year? Lamar Stevens, do you trust him, a player like that? Taco Fall, I don't want to see him in a game. That's just me personally. I don't want to see him get in at all. But Come on, bro. No, I don't. Like, don't I don't. like seeing tall people. Like, I, I, no, he's whack. No he's, he? no, he's whack. No, he's whack. <laughs> he is whack. Yeah, he's terrible. Yes. But, um, you know, so this, this Cleveland team. <laughs> Couldn't is, even keep it up. Yeah, this Cleveland team, it's, it's a different vibe. But nonetheless, I think they can definitely improve the competitiveness. I don't know if they're going to continue to win games, but I think they can be as competitive as they've been. It's just I don't know if they're going to be able to finish out games, especially with Colin Sexton missing. Because a perfect example, I was watching the Cleveland and the Clippers game, and Colin Sexton, every time Clippers try to make a run, make a run, Colin Sexton, put it away, put it away. His defense, his tenacity, his effort. So I don't know if they're going to continue this, but I think the competitiveness is what's going to keep them alive. It's going to be tough for them, truthfully, especially after they lose probably their best scorer in Colin Sexton. But as you mentioned, Garland has had a great increase in his play. His efficiency has been excellent, averaging 47% from the field, 41% from three-point range. He's been great, averaging seven assists per game. He's been everything that you could hope for from the Cleveland Cavaliers organization. Why I have some hesitancy thinking that they could sustain it is because seven and five, and yes, I got to give them their credit right now, top 14 in offensive rating, top 12 in defensive rating. But now we're going to start to see whether they're for real or not. The schedule gets pretty tough. Detroit, they should win, given that the fact that they, obviously they've shown some steady improvement, which will be pretty interesting. And Kate has been cooking up these last couple of games. But totally. it, it, they should win that game. Two games back-to-back against Boston. If they're like that, they split. But Boston has been playing pretty well lately. Then they play Brooklyn, Golden State, Brooklyn again, Phoenix. Shit. It's a tough span of games. And then you got Orlando, which... Orlando's not a, a, a gimme win, but obviously Orlando's not the best of teams, but they've been playing hard lately. Then you got Dallas and Miami. So God it's, damn. it's a tough schedule coming up, and they're seven and five still. So their November, it, it, December stinks. I, one thing to their credit, they have, I think, five or six guys averaging double digit points, which is pretty impressive. But then you take out Colin Sexton. Obviously, you're going to probably expect Mobley and or Garland to have an increase in their points. But even still, Sexton was only averaging a point higher than what they were already. So it's going to be tough to see them sustain that or or ask these guys who already are not the most efficient scorers and Mobley and Garland to take that much of an increase in their game. I just think that they're too young and it's sustainable is probably not the word I would use. I just think that they're going to be a, a mediocre team for the rest of the season. Mm. Playing or no? I think it's possible. Playing. I'm, you think so? I'm banging it. Playing. Like like 9-10. A, sport, a sports surgeon, there was an article that that uh, said a sports surgeon said he believes Colin Sexton could return in four weeks. 
What, That's what's being the injury? optimistic. Torn meniscus. Ooh. When did he do that? I was about, yeah, yeah, recently. Yeah, it was recently. Damn. Like, that's best case scenario for That's best case scenario for weeks. And worst case scenario is he's done. Worst case scenario is that he'll, he's going to miss a significant amount of time. I'm not sure what that time is. I don't I don't think it'll be for the entire season. I didn't think it was the I whole season. I think probably, like, January, so we said, February. We said a fully torn meniscus is four weeks now? Doctors are crazy nowadays, apparently. I'm about to look. It depends Westbrook because the, do- the doctor said that it might just be a bone bruise. Okay. So it, it's depending the, on what it what, is. So they didn't go check it yet. Yeah, they didn't go check. I think MRIs are coming out soon. I'm not sure, okay. though. Um, Sustain this level of play. I mean, I think this team, I could picture this team getting in as the eighth seed. I think this is a good young team. This is a team with, you know, good young players. Hopefully Colin Sexton comes back because that only helps their team. Um, but so far, this is a team that's ninth in opponents' points per game. They're number six in paints in the points. So, you points know, in the paint. points in the paint. Number six in assists per game. Number six in free throw attempts per game. And number nine in shooting. And the wins that they've had this season. I mean, at the start of the season, they played the Hawks. I mean, we all know, <laughs> but we all thought the Hawks were going to be a good team. So I'm, I, I was going to count that as a good win because we all thought the Hawks were going to beat. Obviously, they haven't been that as advertised, I but still think they got the okay. Hawks. They beat the Hawks. They beat the Nuggets. They beat the Clippers. Hornets, Blazers, Raptors, and Knicks. Yeah, they got some so they don't have belt. any non-impressive wins. And then if we look at their their player stats, I mean, Colin Sexton, albeit he's not there anymore, he's giving you 16 points per game. Darius Garland's giving you 16 and 7. He's improved as a playmaker. Evan Mobley, who was my pick for rookie of the year, is giving you 15 points, 8 rebounds a game with a steal on the block, playing stellar defense. Jared Allen, who, you know, is if you're a Nets fan, he's a fan favorite. Good to see that he's still playing He's playing well, and he's getting better. He's giving you 15 points, close to around 12 rebounds a game, a steal on the block. We already know that he's been a good defender. Ricky Rubio, I mean, he had a game where he had 37 against the Knicks. Obviously, that's not sustainable, but Ricky Rubio is a solid point guard. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if they, if around the trade deadline they might trade him. If they're playing well, they might keep him off the bench. Uh, Laurie's giving you 13-6, and six, and then Kevin Love's giving you 11-7. and seven. So they have six players in double figures, but if you subtract Colin Sexton, they have five. This is a team, like the Washington Wizards, it's a collective team. There's not one person that's really dominating the basketball. This is a complete team effort. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that this team can be an eighth seed. I think if they get in the plan, whether it be 10 or 9, I think they beat whoever they play, and I think they have a, a, a chance of getting into the playoffs anywhere from 8 to 7 seed. Uh, they're seven and five right now. What Drew said was correct. Uh, we're gonna see what they do when they start playing these tough opponents. We're gonna see what this team is really made of. But um, this is just a, a season where the Cavaliers have improved, and with the player Evan Mobley, they're kind of like ahead of like my expectations for them because I didn't think that he was gonna come and make this much of an impact this early until I started watching the game, started watching the preseason. So um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think that this team can be the eighth seed. I just in my mind, I don't know why I just see them being a seed and playing the one seed in the playoffs when the playoffs comes. But um, yeah, I think this team's going to make the playoffs. I think they're really good. They play collectively together. And, you know, hopefully Colin Sexton comes back because that's only going to make them better. This is a win-win for them, honestly. If they win games, it only helps the young players. And if they lose, another lottery pick to add to this core. So win-win yeah. for them, honestly. Evan Mobley's averaging 15-8 and eight right now. He's been solid. He has been arguably the best rookie yeah. So far. Yeah. So what you said about the Cavs, I think they're a bit different from Washington because Washington has Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. They have a star. Mm-hmm. At Cleveland, they don't have a star. Mm-hmm. They have Not budding yet. stars. Darius Garland hasn't taken that next step leap. He hasn't taken a gigantic leap. He's been more efficient, but he hasn't been 
like top 10 point guard category now, or he hasn't been playing at that level. Colin Sexton now out, Laurie Markinen, wow. average player. Like Evan Mobley, arguably now is their best player yeah. with with Sexton out. I even with Sexton in the lineup, Mobley was arguably the best player before. I do want to see Garland be more aggressive in the offensive side of the game. Obviously. It has to be now. He definitely has to be. And now, obviously, you're you're probably taking around 12 to, to 14 unaccounted shots with Colin Sexton minimum. Colin Sexton being out. That's going to probably be divvied up um, amongst Garland and Mobley. But this is what? Garland's third year now? Fourth year? No, this is third. Third, third year. I want to see him be a little bit more aggressive. Obviously, he's already upped his... I wouldn't say up because last year he was still pretty efficient points per game. I want to say he was around like 16, 17. So I want to see those numbers continue to jump. His assist totals, if they stayed around 7, 8, I'm not going to complain because they're already up from last season. But I do want to see those points per game get close to 20, especially if we're projecting him to be a future top 10 point guard. Yeah. And this is his moment to really stake that claim. I think he could be one. I mean, it's kind of hard, you know, to get your shots off when you're playing with Colin Sexton. He's going now. That's a fact. We're going to see now what he does. Um. And then this will really show, I don't mean to cut you off, King, but this will really show if the Cavs are in the right mindset of trying to get Colin Sexton off the team. If they start playing more together, if we start to see Garland and Mobley have great chemistry with one another and Garland's points per game comes up and they're winning games, then I can understand the, the, the Colin Sexton trade talk. But if they're around middle of the pack, similar to what they were last season, then they still have to... Just, uh, to look at Colin Sexton in a different light. And you I'm, just mentioned a, a worst-case scenario for the Cavs. Yeah. Because if, if that happens and Sexton can't be traded, what is he going to be traded for? Can't get well, nothing for him. I wouldn't say nothing for him. I just think that if they understand, certain players just don't fit a team sometimes. That just happens. Obviously, if you're good enough, you could fit on any roster. It's just his style of play is not or might not be, might not be beneficial for the Cavaliers, depending on how it goes these next chain of games. Especially because Garland, I wouldn't say needs the ball to be efficient, because obviously he doesn't, but he knows how to facilitate an offense significantly better than what Colin Sexton No, can that's do. true. That's I mean, Sexton is a 6'1 shooting guard. Exactly, which is why I think... But I'm saying, it but could back be, to your point, what I'm saying is mm-hmm. that Sexton is a 6'1 shooting guard. Yeah, Sexton... In the offseason, no team wanted to trade anything significant for him. So him having a torn meniscus, if the Cavaliers play better without him, you can't get yeah. anything for him. What are you going to get for him? Yeah. A second-round pick? Just Maybe a late first-rounder at best? I wouldn't say— Especially if he's yeah. a restricted free agent, yeah. you can't get nothing for him at that point. So worst best-case scenario for the Cavs is to— I was going to say, it's like 25 last year, nobody cares. Nobody cares. I can't get on, on board it's with crazy. that. I really average 25. Bro, I like Jerry Colin. Stackhouse. The Atlanta, Yo, Hawks, <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks are coming off a Eastern Conference Finals appearance, but they started off the season pretty slow. They started off 4-8. and eight. Trey Young is averaging 24-9, and nine, shooting 42% from the field goal and 33% from three, so he hasn't taken too big of a dip. And across the Hawks players' numbers, they're pretty efficient. DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish has really played better this year. Bogdanovich is still shooting 40% from three. The only player that's taken a, a big hit has been Clint Capella. He's averaging 10 points, career low. Well, outside, like career low when he plays these much minutes. Yep. They're the 11, They're one of the worst teams right now. They're one of the worst teams in the East record-wise. But last year, they were 14-20 and 20 with Lloyd Pierce. They were the 11th seed. 
Then they got Nate McMillan and went on a gigantic run. So last year, they started off slow as well. I don't know if it's time to quite hit the panic button on this team, but it seems like on the outside, there's a lot of noise about this team isn't the same. So I'll take it to Riff because he's a Hawks expert. He loves to watch the Hawks to watch Cam Reddish be worse than RJ Barrett. So I want to ask you, what do you think about the Hawks? Do you think there's something wrong with them? Are you concerned about them? Do they look like the same team that they were last season? No, they don't look like the same team that they were last year. And the difference with last year was they were 14 and 20 and they made a coaching change and Nate McMillan came in. He instilled this type of culture. He instilled that discipline and Nate McMillan is still there. Why is that same discipline not there coming into this season? You know, so they're not playing defense. That's just just yep. just call it like how we see it. The Definitely. Hawks aren't playing defense. Twenty fifth ranked defense. You mentioned Clint Capella. He's shooting his lowest percentage at the rim at fifty nine percent this year. He and def- he was supposed to, last year when they got him. He was that guy that anchored that defense for them. And this year he just hasn't been the same. You know, Trey Young. We know what he is in the defensive end, but the team as a whole hasn't been good on defense. And they're blowing leads. Like, they're blowing games. Even you brought it up, that Suns game. They blew that yeah, game. Blew that, that was game. a Hawks win, and they yeah, blew that it, game. It really was. So it's like this, this team hasn't – the discipline hasn't been there, and Nate McMillan hasn't been able to instill that that same system that he implored last year that got them to where they are, that got that, that mentality that they had last year. It's not in them right now. I feel like they feel too big of themselves, and they're not playing defense. Granted, Cam Reddish has played better. He's – you know, he looks really great off the bench. Trey Young hasn't gotten it going, but he's he's going to figure it out eventually. And the, like you said, the team is offensively, the team is fine. It's just defensively they haven't been able to stick. And they have good defensive players. So on defense, they just have to figure it out. The discipline has to get there. But I, like you said, I'm not going to push the panic button, but it's not the same as last year because they made a coaching change and then everything was different. You know, they got a player coach. With this situation, they're just not playing defense. And whether it's... You know, they don't I don't even like I don't even know why they're not playing defense. I mean, maybe they just come into the games lazy or they just don't have that same drive or they just feel like they're bigger than the world because they just came off ECF. But this team is just not playing defense and there's no other way you could put it. Another issue of theirs is their depth right now. We're looking at their bench unit right now. You got Hoarder who has just been I guess disappointment would be a bit of an understatement right now. Hoarder's shooting from the field forty four percent and then from three thirty five percent. 35% isn't bad, but for hoarders' standards, that, that definitely could be better. You yeah, got, those are pretty good gar- Those are pretty good numbers yeah, for, for a guard. For regular, you know, for sure. But in terms of what hoarder can do from three point no, from the three-point range, you want to see that increased a little bit. Then you have Daniil Gallinari averaging 30, or excuse me, his field goal percentage is 37% from the field, shooting around 38% from three, which is solid. Then you have Lou Will, who I don't know what Lou Will is at this point in time, but I guess... Old. If you're Atlanta, Cooked. you needed him to to be some kind of spark for you off the bench. Hasn't been the case at this point. Shooting 32% from the field and then from three-point range, 27% from from that that territory. They need they need some depth right now and it's a lot of Trey Young shouldering, it's a lot of John Collins right now shouldering and those if John Collins and and Trey Young are the only two that are going right now and and Trey Young really hasn't gotten going, obviously we expect his his three point shooting and his his field goal percentage to to increase a little bit, but Trey Young shot around this basically last season. I mean, what if you could do me a favor? Look up what Trey Young shot last season, and if it's more than two percent variation from thirty three percent, I'd be shocked. 
He shot 34% from three. I mean, so it's not as if Trey Young is doing anything or playing any really different than what he's doing last season. It's just his points per game right now is just a a little bit down, and the rest of his guys really haven't been performing. The foul baiting. I don't, I mean, he's still averaging 24. Yeah, but he's, he He was averaging 30. With Atlanta, you can tell them not getting calls frustrates them more than any other team in the league. But I feel like Mm. as if even still. He averaged twenty five last year's average twenty four now. Yeah, so like Trey Young's not the problem. It's the rest of these guys on their bench unit right now that need to just take their ta- their Trae their Young play right problem. now and turn it up a notch. Think Trey Young's a problem. Why is Trey the problem right when now? When you're the when you're the leader of the team, I guess. And and you and you, and the, the the guys follow you. Like if if Joel is up here, right, and Joel comes in here with a bad attitude or somebody makes a phone call to Joel and it just t- throws his mood off, then it's gonna affect us. Then our our moods are down. He comes on the show. He he's not feeling it. He's giving attitude. Then we're gonna kind of feed off him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's the same with Trey Young. You're the leader of this team. They don't give you a call, and now all of a sudden the team's gonna feed off your energy. And then all of a sudden it's gonna it's infectious. It's gonna affect everybody. Let's so, just let's just look at the starting roster and their 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 splits right now. You have John Collins who's shooting 58 percent from the field and 45 percent from three. That's excellent. You still got Bogdanovich shooting 45 percent from the field and 40 percent from three. Red is shooting 41 from the field, which could be a little bit better, but then 39% from three. It, it, he takes a lot of threes. And obviously, he's not a starter, but he's like one of their lone bench players that has been actually performing for it's them. the only one. You, yeah. They need the more one. consistency from those guys. That, that This is what separated them last year because they had so much depth coming off this bench. Now they don't have that, and it's translating to losses. But who's, who did they have coming off the bench last Porter year? Herder last started? season was excellent for them. Herder last season Gallo. averaged 11. How about Gallo? But in his role last season, he was definitely more efficient than what he's been doing up in this. It's Gallo been similar. Was definitely like, more Herder, in the playoffs. Herder, I'm speaking Herder, specifically. Well, the playoffs is, is no, a I, little, was a small but, sample but, size, but that was a big reason why people were so high on Horder. Where why Horder was ranked higher than R.J. Barrett on the 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 top eighty two or well, whatever. That was the reason why he was ra- the reason why he was high, ranked high is because people that made that list was were stupid. Yeah, that's really what it yeah, was. Fair enough. Kevin Herter last year averaged twelve points per game, but he played thirty one minutes per game. This year he's averaging nine, but playing twenty two minutes per game. Yeah, so he's averaging three less points, but he's playing Play about nine yeah. nine less minutes. Last year he shot forty three percent from the field. Well, this year he's shooting forty four percent. Hunter was out a lot last. Yeah, year. that's true. There's no doubt, but I think Kevin Herter has been fine. And really, really, the bench has been fine. If anything, it's gotten a bit better because Cam Reddish stepped up. Danilo has been bad. I think Horrible. the bench needs a guard. The the drop off from Trey to the backups is like Wright, that was right? supposed to be Delon Wright, but last year they didn't have that because yep. last year was supposed to be Rondo. So last year they didn't have that either. Yep. I I think that what can help them is getting Onyeka back. Yeah, that would help. That's what I think yeah. can help them defensively more than anything, getting Onyeka back. Because right now off the bench is who? Gorky Jang. You know, he's Whatever. a journeyman. You know, he's not he's not anything special. So I think Onyeka can help them out defensively. Like you said, I don't think offense has been their problem. You no. mentioned they're one of the worst defenses right now. Kind of like the Knicks. The Knicks are one of the best offenses, but one of the worst defenses right weird. now. What yeah, but we know we know Tom Thibodeau is going to turn it around sooner because it's a Tom Thibodeau-led yep. team. We're not sure if Nate, Nate McMillan is going to turn on, turn around this team, yep. but if you guys were to bank on the Hawks, I know before before the season started, we made our Eastern Conference predictions. You guys had the Hawks very high, so yeah. are you still confident in the Hawks finishing as a top six seed in the East? I still believe they'll finish top six. I'm going to stay firm on that too. It's still early. 
Obviously, them being bottom three in the East is a shock to anyone watching basketball, but I yeah. think they'll get it together. Yeah. Um, just like just just <laughs> piggybacking off what you guys said, I mean, I think the regression of Clint Capella has definitely made this defense worse. Uh, they're the twenty fifth ranked defense, but I just I think I don't think they have a really good bench. I mean. I'm looking at their bench statistics right now, like the players off the bench. I mean, like you said, like you alluded to, Lou Williams has been awful. Uh, Gallinari's been awful. And Gorgie Jang's like, he's like, like you said, he's a journeyman. They don't, they don't have much of a bench. I mean, and then I think, I think Trey Young slightly regressed this year. I agree with you. He slightly regressed this year. I think maybe, you know, the foul baiting rules have gotten to him. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, I just, like you said, I don't see the same desire from this team defensively. I mean, they're the 25th ranked defense. Um, I think Art uh, DeAndre Hunter coming back has kind of, like, you know, I don't want to say messed up anything because it definitely is a mess up anything when you when you bring back a good 3 and D player like him. But Kevin Herter, all these guys have to have have to find a new role now Now that DeAndre Hunter, and he was an integral piece to their team last year. So him bringing them back, I think the addition to him coming back to the team is kind of like throwing off Kevin Herter and all these other guys. But... Um, they're four and eight right now. I don't think it's time to press the panic button because there's only 12 games. Defensively, they have to get better, and defensively, Clint Capella has to be better. I mean, this is this is a guy that you you gave up a you gave up a, you know you gave up some pieces for him uh, from the Rockets for him to come on your team last year. You had a stellar season. I think he was averaging 16 and 12. So for you to take that much of a points decrease and then your rebounds go down, everything going down. I mean, you were the anchor of the defense. You were Trey Young's lob threat. You were an integral part of the offensive defense. So the fact that he's Performing worse, I think that's affecting this Who team. Who was in that trade? Oh, I, for, for, I, for, I forgot. It was, it was a three way trade. trade. Yeah, they didn't trade anybody significant at all. Who was that? Was the Westbrook trade right? That was a Robert Covington trade. Yeah. Clint trade Robert to the Covington. Hawks, Covington to Houston, and fourteen deal. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to read all this. Yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> got it. Basically, Robert Covington, Lou Will and Danilo starting off bad. I think is more so because they're older. Yeah. Usually, Lou older Will's players done. get better as the year progresses. But Lou Will has already stated. I think, I think Lou this is cooked. his last year. You know, He's Lou done. Will. It doesn't seem like he has a desire to play past this year, which makes you wonder if he has a do- desire to play even this season. I mean, I, I told you guys before the season, the Hawks were a fluke last year, and. I'm not pressing the panic button on them. I, I I think they'll make the playoffs, but they'll definitely lose in the first round. And I hope they face the Knicks because then they're really going to get embarrassed. They're two trash-ass defenses. <laughs> We're going to pick it up, though. Yeah. We're going to pick it up. And you know we are because we got Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. Your offense will be shit when the playoffs come. Not really worried. <laughs> oh, you think so? I don't think so. Kemba just had 17 in the first quarter. Oh, he did? Yeah. Against who? Against Boston. Oh. His former team. Tough. Oh, <laughs> he needed yeah. to do that. Better than you know the Bulls are top ten in offense and defense. <laughs> I, mean, I thought they were going to be that. I thought they were going to be better offensively. Actually, top five offensive team. We'll get there soon. It's crazy. Demar's better than Zach. If Vucevic was what he's yeah. supposed to be, we'd be like top six. If Lonzo was actually a star, maybe you guys would be top six. He had a star game last. Maybe night. if Kemba wasn't washed, you guys would be okay. You ever thought about that? <sighs> well, he's he's going to be he's playing. Not playing wash right now. Oh, good for him. Like today, at least. How many wins you guys got? Lonzo was averaging what, like eleven? <laughs> not like thirteen. But he's locking up. That's what I love. He'll lock up your guards. If you know Lonzo that, averages 13, 14 points and he's arguably the best. He's going to make all defensive the, team. Yeah. But I, I thought Lonzo would average around those numbers, but everybody thought he was going to be like this star, all star point guard once he got to Chicago. Who's ridiculous. everyone? People on Twitter. You can't be talking about people at this table. Okay, good. Oh, definitely not Riv. Yeah, he knew I'm not I didn't. Talking about Riv. Ah, hell no. Yo, have you guys looked at who the Hawks have lost to, though? <laughs> They've lost to like. 
almost every team they've lost to has been an elite team. Really? Yeah. Okay. They lost to the Jazz. Then they lost to the Warriors. They lost to Phoenix. They lost to the Jazz again. They lost to the Nets. They lost to Philly. They lost to the Wizards. They lost to Philly and, without Embiid. And I then think they though. lost to the Cavs. So they've lost to like really a lot of really really. You said they good lost teams. to the Cavs, and you said yeah, the you league. said elite. You did definitely. Oh, pardon say me. Elite. Oh, well, Cavs are a good team, but <laughs> yeah. they've lost to a lot of really good teams. So I mean, I don't know if we should. Philly no Embiid. Philly had no Embiid in that game. Philly's been winning without Embiid. Yeah, yeah, but you just you don't lose that. They're not an elite team without Embiid. I mean, though. we lost to Philly with no Embiid. That's so. what I'm saying. That Philly without Embiid is still good. That's why I told I gave you out a question of Doc or Tyron Lue because. Doc Rivers without Embiid and early on without it's Tobias. Been Doc been is great. a regular season coach. Wow. That's what Chicago needs, though. Y'all need a regular season coach. I've been asked. Uh-huh. I'm not even going to go into the back and forth with you right now. Now you got Billy Donovan is good, though. Embiid did play that game. Right. Oh, he, they did? Got he did? Absolutely smoked. Oh, he did? It was 122 to 94. I thought he okay. didn't play. Embiid yeah, because Embiid's been out for a couple games. He had 19. Yeah, they've lost to a lot of really, really good teams, so we'll see. On the topic about Philly, we're going to talk about Ben Simmons because it was recently reported that the Boston Celtics are interested in a potential Ben Simmons trade. And the only way Boston can trade for Simmons is if they trade Tatum, Horford, or Brown. One of those three players they need to trade to match the contracts. I don't think Philly wants Horford. I don't think Boston want, they, they won't trade Tatum. The only person they could trade is Jalen Brown in a Ben Simmons in a potential Ben Simmons deal. So I came up with this trade and let me know what you got, your guys' thoughts are. So we all know if Phil if Boston wants to trade for Ben Simmons, Jalen Brown has to be involved in the deal. So if I'm Philly and I want Jalen Brown and, and you're Boston and you want Ben Simmons, if I'm Daryl Morey, I call you and I say, you know what? I'll give you Ben Simmons and Seth Curry. You give me Jalen Brown and Josh Richardson. Are you taking that trade? Make it simple, bro. Wait, what? What? It's a it's it's a simple answer. <laughs> I give Ben Simmons and I give Seth Curry for Jalen Brown and who was the other person? Josh, Josh Richardson. Richardson. Oh, so Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry. <laughs> okay. The only reason why I can understand you think about this because Jalen Brown has some injury history. That's the only reason I can understand thinking about no, because it. Because he's significantly better than Ben Simmons. He, he, he is, is better than Ben Simmons, but it's, yeah. it's not even about that. He's, no, been, I, I he's, think, been, he's been Boston's best player this season. I think you think about it. You have to think about you it. Think, the reason why you think about it is because Ben Simmons can run the offense. He can be their point he guard. Can. He's going to be great defensively. We know that. And Seth Curry is a great marksman. 50, 40, 90 right now. 45. Seth Curry is going to give you 16 a game. Okay, so then you have Tatum, who already is struggling. I do believe he'll get Tatum is going to get it together. I would say this. We didn't already see the JB and JT experiment. It's we've seen it. We know what it's going to be. We've seen it. Like we've understand. Taking turns. Boston needs a point guard. Getting a championship. But I already know JT and JB aren't. We don't know that. They've already been to two Eastern Conference Finals. With a completely different team. That's very true. But at the same time, they have shown that they could go. They have lost. They also have shown that they can't go. That is true. They did go two times. Yes. Once as rookies. I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm looking at Boston. They need a point guard. They do need a point guard. Ben is a point guard. Ben Ben brings the equal defense. Probably a little bit. Actually, no. Brett, no. Screw that. Ben brings better defense. Ben's a better defender. Better playmaking. Yeah, he drops in scoring. But I got Seth. Significantly. Yeah, but I got Seth. I still got Jason Tatum, who now I give him the full keys. Like, yo, bro, this is your offense. (laughs) Run the offense. Al Horford's playing good, too. 
Yeah, he's playing really well. No, he has. Been. No, he is. He's averaging 13, I, 11, he's, he's old, three so I'm not relying game. on him after this season. I, ben I is like some young bull. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, and now it's like I'm looking at the team. Like, all right, now I got Ben Simmons. I got Marcus Smart. The defense is there. Like, defensively, they're gonna be nice with them. Dennis Schroeder, like this is a good defensive team. I'm a def- I would think about it. I ain't now gonna sit question, there and close how, the door. How much are you upgrading at defense from Ben to Jalen? Big upgrade because Ben is more versatile as a defender. He's also a better off ball defender, and he's a better on ball defender. He's just a much better defender than Jalen Brown. And yeah. also, I think that him going to ball for one, Jalen Brown has had to take on a much bigger offensive load, so he is dropped down as a defender slightly. Ben Simmons ha- is probably going to Boston. And he's all in on playing a role, being a defender and being the point guard. Ben Simmons, we know at worst, is going to give you 12 to 15 a game. I'm going to say 15 a game. With Seth Curry, he's giving you 15 to 16. That's a combined 30. And then added, and Jalen Brown's giving you 25. So I think the scoring output matches. It, it definitely matches. And you get somebody who can space the floor as good as Seth Curry. That That is really intriguing. I wouldn't. Hang the phone up as easy as people think. I would definitely think about it. The only reason I can understand you you have that, inter- you know, you entertain that I think we need to stop putting Jalen Brown on this pedestal. Stop it. Don't no, we talk. Do. Stop no, it. No, we do. Bro, he's almost at 50 and 40 right now. Like, he's we, been but, tweaking this season. We, we need to stop. Crazy okay, I get it. Ben has Ben has been a bum. I'm and not going to say And he it. would never, ever, ever in his life touch 50 and 40. That's fine. But we need to stop acting like Ben doesn't do other things at an elite level. I'm not saying that you're wrong by any means. Lord knows I've preached that to the mountaintops. That's oh, so the let's, let's not. <laughs> Jalen Brown is better at Ben, better than Ben Simmons at one thing on the on in the game scoring. That's it. He's just a significantly better scorer than Ben Simmons. Shooter. If if Ben Simmons yeah. is a ten out of ten on defense, it is it far fetched for me to say Jalen Brown's an eight point five nine. Yeah. It is because Jalen Brown's only great on ball. He's not a good off ball defender. That's why I'm not giving him a ten out of ten. He's an eight point five nine, like a seven. Oof, but off, but on, on ball, off ball, that's like that's significant because you're you're going to be off sure. the ball more than you're going to be on, for on sure. the ball for sure. See, and I don't want to trash Ben. I don't want to do that. But we saw him get kind of lit up against the Hawks. You told us he didn't get lit up against the Hawks. So make up I your didn't mind. Say that. Make up your mind. Did he get lit up or not? I mean, because you told us. No, they, not, and Joe no, was my witness. You no, told us didn't Ben that. didn't get didn't lit up. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You did though. No, what I said. You said was he was better ben. than Matisse Thibault that series defensively. He was. So I mean, he didn't that's get not lit saying up. Much. So he that's didn't get lit up. No, Matisse didn't get lit up. Whoever Trey Young was. Matisse didn't get lit up, so I don't know what you're saying. Did, I mean, whoever was guarding Trey Young got lit up. It was that simple. Trey Young oh, was so, unguardable. So Ben got lit up now. He did, unfortunately. Okay, he just wanted to make. Okay, so listen, go back. You're flip flopping. I can go back. Not even. That's <laughs> not me. You're flip. No, you're flip flopping right now. That's not me. So would you? you yeah, <laughs> Especially with Ben. You're that's crazy. not me. <laughs> it's just in terms of talking about Jalen Brown to Ben Simmons. Come on, that I, you got to be realistic. Would that not make them significant? Okay, so what's the difference? You you bring in Ben. Now he plays the one. That's you have thir- Seth at the that's two. That's a minimum 13, 14 point difference. Already, 13, 14 What about point defense? Difference. Defense is the whole it's, other half of the it's game. It's not that significant. Bro. It's not as significant as you're making it out to be, especially when I'm, I'm getting 13, 14 more points from this player who plays arguably the best defense on my team. 
But Ben goes there. He, there is no argument. He's wait. Jalen Brown doesn't play the best defense on Boston. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. I mean, wait, no, no, not even. Robert Ooh. Williams and Alford are way better defensively this season than Jalen Brown. This season, sure, because Jalen Brown's had to be this offensive. Now you got Ben Smart, Horford, Robert. Oh my I'm God, such bro! Such minimal offense. It's disgusting to me, bro. But offense, that's what the set Curry sixteen points now. per game. I don't know, man. I'm sh- no thank you. JB and JT are one off, one on. First of all, they've been inconsistent all year. One time, one has thirty, the other has eighteen. Then the other guy has thirty, the other guy has I mean, eighteen. Jalen was is at least Ben. And, and at 40. least Ben in the regular season, you know, you're going to get that consistent fifteen, eight, and eight in elite defense. At least you know you're getting that in the regular season. Like that's going to come. That's every game, every night. You're going to get that. With JB, it's like you might get this thirty, or he's hurt. He's hurt. That's or you thing. might get this twenty four. You might get this eighteen. We see like we we this year especially we've seen him. He's going out to get, get buckets, but defensively he hasn't been that same person. And now Ben Simmons would have motivate. Now he's motivated. He's out of Philly. He has a new mindset. If he's in Boston, mm-hmm. so I'm assuming he's gonna have a new mindset. He's definitely motivated. He wants to prove people wrong. We could possibly see 18, 19 points a game. Eight and eight. Listen, man. I so would kill I to I, I like the points that you're bringing up. But I think you're kind of missing the mark on they're getting Seth Curry too. Yeah, I didn't even get into that. Thank you. Talk about that. Like, I, well, I want you to talk about it because I'm, I'm just hosting this. Time. I'm gonna talk about it. They're getting I mean, Seth I, Curry too. I don't too. need to talk. They're getting a Curry. That's, like that's it. They're they're getting a Curry. Like, oh my god. The, like the, they're getting one of the best the shooters in the NBA. Uh-huh. Like that's that's a guy who can slot in. He's played with Ben. They they have great chemistry. And not to mention, he shoots way better than Josh. He shoots better than Josh Richardson and Jalen Brown. So not only are you getting a marksman. But you're getting an elite defender on all sides of the ball to play next to Jason Tatum. So now you really can't double team him. And also, because of Ben's size and versatility, you could realistically have Seth and Marcus Smart starting with Jalen Brown and, and Ben Simmons and Horford at the five. Jason, so what are you, you doing with Robert? Tatum, Tatum. You said Brown. Oh, yeah, with Tatum. And so what are you doing with Robert? He come off the bench. He yeah, you can start him off the bench. It doesn't matter. Him and Horford are interchangeable. But because Simmons is positionless, basically – and Tatum can play anywhere from the two to two to four. Now you have Smart, Seth, Ben, Tatum, and Horford. And Seth defensively is masked because of all the great defensive. And defenders Horford can him. play on the perimeter. He's not a guy who you can just sit him down low and now he's clogging. He can, he can, he can the space the floor. And it just ben, sounds and like a horrible offensive game to me personally. I think you just you just. You, your, your JB love is getting out of hand. I mean, I guess, but he's been the best Boston, player this season. Boston's offense doesn't look that great right now. And that's with well, Mr. JB. Playing. When he was playing, it, it looks sloppy when they're playing. I mean, he's been so consistent for them. Savaging 50 and 40. Get, like, I mean, no, he, he, he was balling Don't last say 50 year. and 40. Say, All right, excuse me. 49.3 yeah. and 39.7. <laughs> I mean, he was doing this in the beginning of the year last year. I remember me and Joel was legit arguing about it. Jalen Brown, I just think that he's just a tier above Ben. I mean, you could say that. And ben, is, ben is an all-NBA player. He's been an all-star. JB's not. So, I mean, okay. If you want to do that, All right. we can do okay. that. No, no, no. That's like, fine okay. with me. Because <laughs> not too long ago, you were telling me that Ben Simmons absolutely sucks. So now you flip, you're no, flip-flopping. Listen, you just, make up your saying, mind. I'm just saying this. I'm just saying you this. You make up your Let's mind. Not, I'm saying, I'm yeah, saying he this. He on the whack. No, I did. <laughs> he said he was trash. No, I did. Garbage. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I shit. did. I did. But let's not act like, like oh, obviously I was trolling him because at the moment he was oh, whack. Man, he was now garbage. Now but let's not act like he's this complete bum. He does some great things. But don't don't sit here and- He's not Jalen Brown. Yeah, but don't sit there and act like you wasn't 
talking about Ben Simmons like he was a god among men. I mean, don't I, do I, that because you were also I'll doing still give that. Him his credit. All right, just don't do that because you were also putting him on this pedestal. I mean, like he was a god still, among men. You, was you, putting, you, you did compare him to Giannis. <laughs> you you oh said, God. "All right, see, this is when stick to being a host." All I said was, "He needs to take the Giannis mentality." That's what I that. said. Because and if he, he has that mentality, that. he can be what? If he had that Giannis what? mentality, be what? it's not as if people haven't said that he, he can be, be better than JBs. He can be better than JB. If he had that Giannis mentality, so he has the skills already to be better than JB. He just needs he just the mentality. Shoot. I mean, yeah, if he was aggressive, he'd be a beast. He's a physical freak. Okay. Okay. And he can handle the ball. So everything with him is mentality. Correct. So the so the gap between him and JB is mentality. That's what you're telling me right now. And don't play. No, no, no. That's like 90% of the game. No, that's why I'm asking. So the the skill level is is comparably. It's close. close, But the gap is mentality. Correct. Okay. Want to make sure and one's approach at the game, okay, which comes down to mentality. Yeah. Just want to make sure. So I want to get your final answers on this trade. So if it's you, are you saying yes or no? Yes. You're saying yes. I'm done with the JBJT tandem. I'm Are done. you saying yes or no? No, thank you. How about you, Jason? I'm saying yes. I think it'll benefit both teams. You're not Kawhi and PG, bro. Give it up. Yeah, I think Philly gets a shot. Yeah, what have they done? Huh? What have they done? WCF. And they went twice. No, they didn't go. Kawhi Leonard was hurt, bro. Ah, uh, he was hurt. Ah, you're bad. Kawhi has three championships, bro. <laughs> like, like, what are you, what are you goggling about? Like, he, has two. he has two. Oh, two. I'm sorry. Still more than two JB and JT. WPs. JT and JB have a bunch of L's everywhere across the board. First round L, second round L, ECF L. Like they lost every round. Yeah, the ever. blew a three-one lead. Yeah, they did. It's cool. It happens. It's life. Steph did it. Katie did it. It's life. Goats do it. It's only know? happened like seven times, but sure. It happens. Kawhi has Let's two rings, bro. Two well, final WPs. Yeah, bro. And no one's talking about Kawhi not being a GOAT. Like, he's amazing. Uh, at least you know. Uh, what do you guys think about this whole dilemma with the Sixers and Ben Simmons and his mental health? Because Ben Simmons, Rich Paul has said that he's not ready to come back, but Philly has said that they have made everything for him available, available to seek out help, to seek out mental health advice. And Ben is basically saying he's not ready to come back yet. So what do you think about this situation? What's interesting, I'm sorry if you didn't know yeah, yeah. first, but... He's saying that them finding him is only adding on to the mental stress that's been going on. And listen, if I'm getting fined hundreds and thousands of dollars because I'm not showing up, yeah, it's going to be on my mind and it's not going to make me feel good. But I can understand both sides. Obviously, if I'm Ben and I'm supposed to believe that this team is 100% supporting me and everything that I do, but at the same time, they're still finding me because I'm not present, even though I've stated on multiple times it's due to mental mental health issues then i can understand why you know what why ben would be upset you look at calvin ridley in the nfl he came to them flat out and said listen mentally i'm not all here i need some time away from the game they respected that wholeheartedly they put him on the non-injury uh the non-injured list which is a thing apparently and he's been out and they have they're they're completely compliant they're completely cool with that Philly, if they were to take a similar approach, maybe Ben Simmons would be back on the court sooner than what it has been up until this point. But at the same time, I can still understand the 76ers side. You gave him a $180 million contract. You expect him to show up and do his job and and be a ball player and, and come to show up on time, be prepared, be a true team player, and he hasn't been that. So I can understand being Philly and being upset. You're spending all this money on him to not show up and not be a part of this team, not be the number one overall pick that you guys were expecting him to be. So I can understand both sides, but I lean more so on on Ben's side here. I think Ben has stated to them multiple times, listen, I need I need this time away from the game right now. It's not good for my mental sake. 
I think that you guys just need to to bear with me during this time, and I'm adding on this extra money that's only going to make it the situation worse. Forget about his mental status. On top of that, of course, it's just going to make that there. It's going to make it be more turmoil within this situation that doesn't necessarily have to be there. I think in a situation like this, when it comes to stuff like mental health, you kind of kind of you kind of got to take your own route. You know, I think with point. Philly, I get it. They want him on the court as fast as possible. I don't think they're they're looking at it. I think they're looking at it from a business standpoint instead of a Ben Simmons health standpoint. A human standpoint. Yeah, and I think you have to just, when it comes to mental health, you have to let somebody take their own path, take their own way. You know, you can offer as much as you want to offer, but at the end of the day, you have to let Ben make the decisions for himself because of the fact that it is his mental health. He knows what's wrong with him. He knows how to fix himself. You can offer help, but you have to kind of let him. You can't pester him. You can't kind of force him to do things or do it at a fast light. And with Rich Paul, I feel like he's kind of being the middleman in all this, and it's kind of annoying because he's not letting Fair. Ben be a man about it and speak up on it, or he's just kind of playing both sides of the party. And I feel like you kind of just got to keep stuff out the media. You know, he's coming out too much to the media. But at the same time, I do feel like mental health is something that you got to kind of deal with in home and deal with on your own and figure that path out by yourself. So I think... Philly can do everything they want to do, but at the end of the day, you got to let Ben make that choice on his own. Let him be ready when he's ready. When he's ready, you'll know he's ready. You know, don't rush him. This is a now we've we've been waiting for him to tell us what's wrong. You know, now that he's decided this is a mental health thing, he's come to that. All right, bro, we want you to get better. We want you in the NBA. So now you got to kind of just let him come back on his own. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Philly kind of has a lot more fault in wanting him back. So. Badly, they're playing well without him. You know, Tyrese Maxey has stepped up. It's not like they're in dire need of him. So, like, I agree with you guys. When Whenever any, anything's mental, just like with the Calvin Ridley situation, I think the player needs to find themselves. They need to be by themselves. So I'm kind of pointing the finger now at Philly. I was pointing the finger at Ben Simmons because I thought he was being stubborn, showing up to practice, you know, not taking the drills correctly, you know, not getting along with Doc Rivers and everybody. But now that I look, now that I really think about it, Philly right now, a couple days ago, was 8-2, and two, number one in the East. Right now, I think they're 8-4, and 9-4. and four. They're playing well with Tyrese Maxey. They're playing well without Joel Embiid. They're doing this without Joel Embiid these last couple of games. They get Joel Embiid back, that they're only going to be a better team. So for you, for Philly to kind of want to force the hand and have him back on your terms, it, it, it's kinda, it doesn't make any sense because the team is playing great without him. It's not like you need him. It's not like Philly's 4-8 and eight and, you know, they're, they're desperately trying to make the playoffs. No, this is a team that's playing well without Joel Embiid these past couple of games and with Tyrese Maxey playing well. So I'm all I'm, I'm all on Ben Simmons' side. I think when a player has something mentally, I think that's something that you handle on your own. And I think Philly as an organization has to respect that. And Philly has to see that they're playing well without him. So it's not they're not he's not in dire need to come back to the team. They don't need him that bad right now. The only reason it makes sense is because or why – it makes sense that Philly is pestering Ben to come back is because they gave him $180 million. It's not yeah. like they gave him a middle of the, the, the pack type deal. This is a max contract. Max. And obviously they want him to, to play up to that contract. Yeah. If not make them look even smarter by giving them 180, as opposed to the 200 that some of these guys get. So obviously I can, especially after Ben had such a hiccup in the postseason last year. They're looking at that contract and they're punching themselves right now. They want to maximize that contract as much as possible. And the fact that he's not showing up, basically stealing their money in their eyes, clearly. Sure, I can understand why they would be upset. Yeah. Uh, we can move on after this, uh, but I just want to say one thing real quickly. 
the Calvin Ridley situation is interesting because I think he was in good terms with the organization. Definitely. And Ben Simmons, mental health is a serious thing. And I, if he's going through something, I hope that he gets better. But it kind of feels like he, he's using mental health as a cloak to not go to work, to not participate. Because if you look at the timeline of the events that that occurred, he doesn't perform in the playoffs. The blame gets put on him. Mm-hmm. He goes out to the media. He gets a bunch of you know a bunch of shit for his performance. Then in the offseason, he says he doesn't want to go back to Philly. He's all out on Philly. Then when he notices he's going to get fined, he shows up to practice but doesn't care one bit when he's in practice, has a phone in his pocket. And then after they say, you know what, don't even bother to show up with us because you're not contributing anything, con- contributing to anything. Doc Rivers kicks him out. Now Ben Simmons says, okay, you know what? It's, you know, this is my mental health is, you know, f- is my mental health isn't the best right now and all this other stuff. It kind of reminds me of like a Le'Veon Bell situation, right? Where Le- when Le'Veon Bell decided not to play for the Steelers because he was holding out for a contract and wanted to get paid, he sat out that entire season. That's like Le'Veon Bell sitting out getting fined and then saying, you know what? It's because, you know, I've been acting this way because I'm like depressed and I have anxiety and it's my mental health. And it feels like a cop out because now that you notice that you don't have leverage in this situation, now you want to say, oh, it's my mental health. And he wants Philly to stop fining him because obviously he doesn't want to lose money, but you got to go to work at some point. You got to go and perform. Philly wants you to go and perform because it can it's going to enhance your trade value because right now it's at an all-time low and they can't really get anything back for you. Ben to me at least it feels like the timeline of these events that have occurred it feels like Ben Simmons is using mental health as a cloak to just not report to Philly. Because in the offseason he said he doesn't want to be in Philly at all. You know, Calvin really with Atlanta it's not like he made a big fuss about it. It's not like Calvin really said, I don't like this organization. You know, they suck and all this other stuff. I want to be out of here and then sits out. And when it gets fine, oh, you know, I don't want to be a part of you guys because I'm actually dealing with things mentally. No, Calvin Ridley, nobody knew what was happening. Everything was good. He was showing up. But then one day he realized, you know what? I, I just right now I'm not in the right mindset. Ben Simmons showed up was kicked out of practice. It's not like Ben Simmons participated in a practice and was doing great and was involved. No, he was out of the loop. He was kicked out. And now when he realizes he has no leverage, he's using this. I hope that he's actually using it in a genuine way and he feels that way rather than him using it just to get his way because it feels like something that a superstar would do to do that. And he obviously believes he is a superstar player. So I think we can all agree that Making money makes us all happy. And if you want a good mental health, you you could use DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook. The NHL season is underway in a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. I know we don't talk too much about hockey on this show, but if you're into hockey, NBA, NFL, and um, UFC, you can use DraftKings and you can win money. But with the NHL, you new customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed because everyone can play 
all season long for huge prizes, DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a million dollars in total prizes with their final deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win a hundred in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big one with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Shout out to DraftKings. Shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network. And shout out to Riff for handling his braids so well in his cornrows because I know his head is on fire right now. <laughs> it's itching pretty bad. How bad is it itching? One to ten, five. It's out of five? Yeah, it's out of five right now. Listen, you look fire. Thank All you. that matters. Thank you. How'd you, Brody? You somebody somebody said man. that cornrows isn't helping out your headache. <laughs> he didn't cap. Yeah, it probably is making it worse. Besides, he's going to stay in. Since swag comes first. Yeah. Pretty hurts. Beyonce said that. This isn't a big time player, but I think it's a big time story in the NBA because he is a former high overall draft kid, draft stinks. pick. He stinks. Yeah. Oof. And that's Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley was a second overall pick in the 2018 NBA draft. He was drafted over Luca. He was tra- drafted over Trey. He was drafted over Jaron Jackson Jr., Colin Sexton. The list goes on. He was drafted over a lot of really talented players. And this season, he has only played 10 minutes. He refused to check in the other night. And I think it's about time Marvin Bagley gets traded. There are rumors that the Pistons are looking at trading for him last year. There were rumors about that, but the Kings wanted back Sadiq Bay, And the Pistons said, no way we're giving you Sadiq Bay for Marvin Bagley. But now... Talks are popping up again. So what team would you like to see Marvin Bagley go to? I just think I, I put up a list of teams that I think kind of fit him and he can get playing time on the Blazers, the Rockets, OKC, the Pistons and the Timberwolves. What team would you like to see Marvin Bagley go to? Damn, I was going to say, you know, Detroit embracing that rebuild. If Kelly Olenek didn't get hurt, you know, I would say Sacramento is geared to try to make the playoffs. Olenek. Bagley swap would have been cool for both teams. You get a young player for Detroit that can hopefully build with this young core. And then Sacramento gets a guy who can contribute to this team right now, who they're playing playoff basketball right now. That Timberwolves, I think with that young core, you know, Cap, you could learn with Cap, Pat Bev, he's got them boys, Ann Edwards, Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, just a young, fun, exciting group that Marvin Bagley can go, you know, have some fun, you know, get the fun of basketball back to him. I think that would have been a different spot for him. Those two definitely would have been my spots. And it's interesting because I was reading some reports and Luke Walton said he wanted to go small this year. He wanted to try a smaller lineup. But it's like Marvin Bagley's kind of like a small ball big. You know, the way he plays, he's mobile, he's agile, he moves well on his feet. You know, he's athletic. So it's like he kind of fits that small ball big. He's not a big 6'10 to 6'11 guy. He's kind of lengthy, kind of skinny. So it's interesting that they, and you know, him dealing with a lot of injuries in the past two seasons and not making that significant jump like his other peers, like Aiden, like Luca, like Trey Young, you know, not making that significant jump. I think that also affects his playing time. But at the same time, you know, you got a guy who's young, who still needs, you know, minutes to contribute. I think he was still an all right contributor enough to get some minutes. You know what I'm saying? Guys like Maurice Harkless is playing over him and stuff like that. Like, I think he at least can get some solid minutes in there with him. 
So I think yeah, the Timberwolves and the Pistons are definitely a spot for me because this is still a pretty significant young guy, a guy who's one of the best players in high school at his class, a guy who's one of the best players in college, and I think he has a lot left in the team. He could still be a solid player in the league. He just needs the right environment. And Sacramento hasn't shown the ability in a long time that they have a great player development team, so I'm not surprised. I mean, they lucked out with De'Aaron Fox, but even Buddy Hill, he wants out. You know, he still doesn't want to play. Davion Mitchell was still going to wait and see Halliburton. He looks good there, but they haven't shown the consistent ability to develop talent, so I'm not surprised. I just want to reiterate this point. I haven't even mentioned this actually yet. You mentioned him being a small ball five. Up to this point, Marvin Bagley has been one of the worst defensive players in the league. Not only defensive bigs, worst defensive players. He has a 117 defensive rating which is one of the worst. So he's a horrible defender, so I don't know how beneficial it is playing him at small ball five, and he's not a good free throw shooter. He shoots 57% from the line. If I'm going to be honest, if he's not getting burned on Sacramento when they already have a need for his position, where is he really going to get burned? I'm looking here at the Pistons. Obviously, it makes sense. They don't have the most talent. I'm looking here at at the Blazers as well, who who probably could use a man at his position. Really? Yeah, they could. They could. I mean, obviously, you still they don't have, need you have less, more no defense. Very true. Larry Nance and Cody Zeller are there. True. True. I don't know. They just haven't been doing that much either. I mean, if he really can't have success in Sacramento, what makes me think that he can go somewhere else and have success? I can understand that, obviously, a change of scenery can impact the player. We saw with Julius Randle. We saw with basically everyone who's left Los Angeles and, and gone to a new team. But... I feel like that's a specific situation. And I, I'm looking at what he's done, and he's only regressed since his first season. Average 14.7 his first year, then average 14.2, then average 14.1. Now he's barely getting any burn. I just have a hard time putting faith in someone that can't have success with Sacramento and putting him in a different team right now and expecting him to to surpass that 14 clip. I feel as if if, if he passes that 14 clip, going to a different team, that's credit to Marvin Bagley. It would be a borderline miracle at this point. Uh, this team that I'm about to say is going to really surprise you guys, <laughs> but I think him on the Nets wouldn't be that bad. I really, I, re- I, re- <laughs> nah, I, really know, I really think him on the Nets wouldn't be that bad. I think the change of scenery, playing with players like James Harden, Kevin Durant, players that can get the most out of you. And then on top of that, like Nicholas Claxton, like he was our starting five. He's better now than gonna, Marvin Bagley. I don't know about that, bro. I'm, I'm no, not, I was I'm, trolling. I, I truly was about, don't know. I was about better. to say, yeah, because I wasn't too high on Nicholas Claxton this year anyway. Claxton I thought he was going to get much better. I feel like every single Nets fan was so high. They I'm were high last you. year. Everyone no, wanted I was, Nicholas Claxton to get Claxton some Claxton ain't giving it's, up it, no 117 deep defensive rating. No, but I'm saying, I think like I think that's him playing unmotivated. He's he's already in his head. He's he's decided he doesn't want to play for Sacramento. I mean, he proved it the other day when he didn't check in you the game. You got De'Aaron Fox, and I'm sorry that you're giving your point. You have De'Aaron Fox as one of the corners stones of the franchise to grow with you and you don't want any part of that De'Aaron Fox clearly showed that he could be one of the better scoring point guards in the league already you had a chance to be a part of that and really grow together and he's ascended while you have descended I don't know I just I think I um you just mentioned De'Aaron Fox one player for a reason why Marvin Bagley should be motivated you look at Buddy Heald. You still have another guy Buddy who Hill has talent there. He, he was in New Orleans. Like it's, but it's like, like 
the reason why I'm not totally bought in on that statement is because they both. I don't know. I don't know if picks, I don't. Like, I don't know if any player is saying. I got to play harder tonight because I have De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that's Why do happening. Why you say that, though? Because that's not <laughs> happening. Because you look at Devin Booker and DeAndre Ian. It's like DeAndre Ian understands, listen, I'm not what whoa, Booker means to this whoa, squad. Ian started mean, playing better because of Chris Paul. Good point. Fair not enough. Devin Booker. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, let's. Nah. Fair enough. <laughs> not Devin that's a Booker. good point. And De'Aaron Fox ain't no Chris Paul. <laughs> No, but De'Aaron Fox is a great scorer, no, obviously. Like, I'm like just saying Chris he's a Paul great has ball a track player. history yeah, of but no but making players better. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Making the playoffs, we're getting, you know. We're getting away from my initial point. All I'm trying to say is you had a young you had a young core in the making with De'Aaron Fox. Obviously, you had you add Halliburton to that mix. You have him. Rashawn Holmes is, is up there in age, but you added him into the mix as well. You had a very firm starting five, and you saw everyone else increase their level of play, and you just slowly but surely went on a decline. I don't understand how that correlated. You would think is, that... Is that not the same thing that happened to Kuzma? No, because Kuzma didn't have... what? Excuse me. Uh, Marvin Bagley did not have these guys just randomly put in, as in LeBron, Anthony Davis, where now his role is completely diminished. Mm-hmm. Marvin Bagley's role was not... He did that to himself. I don't know. You go from one year with Dave Yeager, then going from going to Luke Walton. True. Luke Walton and said he wanted to play small. Process. No, yeah, that's also been a big issue. Fair. Marvin Bagley has played in only 118 of 226 possible games, so he has missed about half of yeah. his games. Basically, I was just speaking to your point about. I don't know that any player is wanting De'Aaron to play harder because of De'Aaron Fox. But De'Aaron Fox is a dog. I don't, I, you say that I'm it not saying sounds disrespectful. He's taking no, a step back this year. No, because I am not. Back. I am not talking about De'Aaron Fox as a player, as an individual player. He's like a an very talented player. But he's on the squad already. Yeah, but you're not going there saying I got to play hard for Fox. You're no, just I'm not. not I'm, that's not how I meant to word it. I'm saying as alongside, like, yo, I have De'Aaron Fox, who's improved, who is a beast. I also, in my own head, am a beast. Yeah, Why but I'm isn't not, this working? I, me personally, if I'm back, I'm not thinking like that. Why You're not would, thinking like I have would, someone that actually matches scenery, my talent right? level? No, no offense. All right. I don't mean to do this, but I feel like I got to do this. No offense. Why do you think he's looking at Darian Fox, somebody who's accomplished the same things as him, which is nothing? Whoa, no, no, whoa, no legit. Whoa. Why is why would he why is he doing that? He's, he's saying never averaged over twenty five points in his. I mean, life. I mean, I mean by like act like he's never been all star. He's never been on an NBA team. This is he hasn't accomplished anything. So while he's looking at that and he's like, oh, I got to get better because he got better. He's, he's top like, ten under twenty five though. Yeah, yeah, but he's a, he's, a, he's a guard. Bagley's a big. It's like, was Devin Booker an all-star up until last season? He barely made it. But it's different, though. You can't compare... Well, first, you can't compare a guard to a big, and it's a different situation. And one guy has played compa- only 100-plus games. I wasn't comparing a guard to a big. All I was simply saying was, I have a guy in De'Aaron Joe, Joe, I'm just going to I don't want to keep repeating this. I'm just going to ask this question. I just keep thinking. If you're on mark. the Kings, if you're on the Kings, and you're Marvin Bagley... Uh-huh. Or let's say you're yourself. You're Andrew Velez. You're you playing the on the team. Third, three you're, pick. you're a center on the team, whatever. So I'm, in my head, I am the number two pick overall. Yes. Okay. I know I'm right, a hold, beast. Hold on, hold on. Let me just ask you this question. Are you, let's say somebody shoots a shot. You're playing defense. Somebody shoots a shot, they miss. Are you going to box out better because De'Aaron Fox is on your team? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think, nah, I you think guys are taking, taking it too far. It, yeah, yeah, yeah taking it too far. Yeah. What you're saying, bro? I feel nah, like I, don't think he's I feel like that. coaching. I feel like coaching is a much more and it's a much bigger factor of yeah. trying to play hard. Right. Well, I think all I'm saying is you, you got more talent on the squad. You would think that with the more talent, it would benefit him. That's all I'm saying. I think you guys are misconstruing what I'm saying. It's the more talented the Kings got, the less talented he got. It was a little bit. You you worded it differently though. Yeah, that's, that's all it was. Not really, because I mean, you, you said did you, you said what I meant? you said okay, what he's saying. You were like, I'm Bagley, and I'm looking, and I'm like, we got De'Aaron Fox. Like that's Ooh. the only you you said they got talented. I, no, but, but yeah, that's said, the only person. I said Halliburton. I I said Rashawn Holmes. I mean, you guys slept on Harrison Barnes. He's been their best player up until this point, offensively at least. Yeah, he's pretty good. Not up, yet. Bro. I mean, he's dropping off since that time. I mean, he's still averaging 22 points. Yeah, he had 25 the other night. So again. There's talent on no, the I squad. Get, I, I get what he's saying, bro. He's That's, saying that like no, I get what the you're saying. The emergence of De'Aaron Fox is like it should make him want to like propel Motivate, himself as a player like, yeah, to it. get better. I'm yeah, sorry. I get it. <laughs> Just I don't think the Yo, emergence well. of De'Aaron Fox is going to make somebody better. better. You're saying right? it very disrespectful towards. I just don't think the emergence of De'Aaron Fox is going to make somebody any you know, better. My, so to my Brooklyn take with him playing with James Harden and Kevin Durant, do you think that would motivate him more? I, mean, I think he needs to be in a situation like that. I think yeah, that's something. Yeah, I want to get better. He's a rim runner. He can run. He can catch lobs. You're playing. You're playing with a team that's yes. you know in win Marvin now. Bagley will want to get better. But if then, he sees those but games. then after that, when James Harden, if James Harden decides to opt out and Kevin Durant leaves, he can be one of the young cores going forward. I don't so think it's a bad move. Your pick is is Minnesota and Detroit. Yeah. Your pick is the Brooklyn Nets, and your pick is you didn't have a pick. No team. He said the Lakers. He's, like, he's done. That boy he, he cooked. He said the Lakers. <laughs> we don't no, need no, another. Big. We don't need another big. You need I would love to see him on the Nets, bro. He's, he's better than DJ, bro. He's way better than DJ. <laughs> he's better than Claxton, bro. <laughs> he's better than DJ, bro. <laughs> nah, but Yo, look, I haven't looked. Look, I haven't really look. Like I've seen like highlights of the kid, but like I haven't really really watched the full game. Is he really that bad, or does he just look disengaged? He's not, he's not a bad. I know player. he's not that bad. No, he's though. not. He, he's he not. just disengaged. He doesn't want to play there. No, he's just. He's not good defensively though. He's too. But I he feel like defensive. Around. I feel like defense. Like defense is, is 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 partly is effort. Hold up, you know Claxton gets pushed around. He gets bodied. Marvin Bagley's worse. Mm. Worse Claxton? than Claxton? No, no de- defensively yes. Claxton, yes. Claxton no, defensively yes. He has some sort of effort. But he has a, he has a, he has a better offense. Marvin Bagley is just not effort though. Like he's just not. He has more talent. Doesn't have the strength to rookie season. He averaged almost fifteen points. He can put the ball on the floor and create his own shots too. Slightly. You got to understand, guys. For Bigs, defense is more important than offense. Fair. Fair point. I just look at this as a lob threat. James Harden doesn't really have that lob threat. I think that I was going to get a lob threat and then go down the court and give up thirty. I mean, when KD's nah, averaging no, thirty serious. on fifty-seven percent shooting, why wouldn't he be that bad? It won't be that bad. Why would he, he, be he probably bad? wouldn't be starting, bro? I'm talking about well, coming off the up, bench. He'll give oh, up so you tell me, so you're telling if you tell me if he was starting, he's giving up thirty. No, I don't know. No, I'm telling you, he's giving. 30, I don't bro. know. I mean, how do how, how do y'all know that though? Defensive rating. He's a bad defender. Well, all right, but he's a bad defender. There, you have to see him in a new situation. No, bro. but he's you, a, he can't be. So he can't improve on defense at all. So JC, that's what y'all I, saying. I think, I think he's capped on that. I end. think what she, <laughs> what can't you get better. What you think is that his problems on defense is just effort. It's not just effort. It's on the perimeter. He can't keep up with any guard. He doesn't have the foot speed to keep up with any guard. You gotta it's watch that, the film. It's just that I don't watch that kid, yeah. bro. Keep it, it it's just on the block. It's just on the block. He cannot compete with centers. He's not strong enough. He gets bullied. He's not smart enough to anticipate it's a, a power move. forward. To be fair to to him in this league, he's yes. probably more suited as a center though. Yeah, in this league, okay. six eleven. I understand. What you're Is saying. he really? 
I mean, where he can he really? By Sanders, where can so, he like, really be a four at? Like, where can he be a natural four? Unless at? he learns to get to the jump shot. I mean, Sacramento really is the perfect spot for that. That's no, it's the, not because Harrison Barnes is the four. It's a four right now. No, he's a play, he plays a three. Buddy Hill comes off the bench. Yeah, but it's Harkless the four. Same tomato tomato. Harkless, yeah, no, Harkless, yeah, Harkless, why is Harkless playing the four? Because Harkless him. plays defense. He does play really good. And he defense. hits open threes. He does sometimes. Better between between that three and really four shooting. combination, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. They want wings in, in in this modern NBA. Most teams are constructed in a way where you have those two guards. You have two forwards who are more so wings, mm-hmm. and then you have that true big man. Like for example, Phoenix, Mikel and Jay Crowder are both threes, yep. but Jay plays the four because that's just they play smaller. Yep. And they want to be more versatile on defense. Like in this modern NBA, unless you're a great defender at that position, which Mar- Mar- Marvin Bagley isn't, yeah. no team wants to run out two big men out there. Fair. Unless you're Cleveland. Then hoopla to you. They're like, and that's because they're four bigs. They're, they're, they only do that because of Evan Mobley. Yep. That's really why they do that. And Jared and he's Allen. So versatile. Yeah. But that's the real, don't, that's the only reason why they do that. I actually think the best place for him is Detroit. You know, I, I've seen a track record of that Josh Jackson. Revived his career in Detroit somewhat. At least he's not out of the league in Detroit. Josh Jackson, and I think right now Dwayne Case is just looking at trying to get Frank talent. Jackson too. He's been all right. Frank there Jackson, too. yeah, but he wasn't a hot We've pick. Seen you know Killian what I mean? Hayes too. So, Killian Hayes, who knows that he's in the band? <laughs> We've seen Killian Hayes. I mean, we've seen Jeremy Grant regress a little bit. With Killian Hayes, at least you see Jeremy something. Grant just dropped thirty yeah, points. Yeah, 35. 35. Yeah, yeah so we got to continue that. See something. You know, he plays Who? really good defense. Killian. Killian Hayes, he plays really good defense. At least you get something. <laughs> I'm keeping track of him. <laughs> nah, for real. Like with him, you get like almost nothing. So it's like he's not on the court, and then when he's on the court, he's really bad. I feel like somewhere else he's getting cardio player. out there. Huh? He's getting cardio. Out nah, there. he's not Tony Snell in it, chill. He's not even getting cardio, bro. <laughs> bro, he sits the bench the entire game. I think he averaged. I think somewhere else he'll be better, bro. He didn't want to come in the other night. <laughs> I wouldn't really? either. He didn't want to check in now. I, I can't respect that. That's OD, though. <laughs> Yo, he Somebody else did that. I think Buddy Hill did that one time. Nah, nah. It was Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood? Yeah. He Tough. was supposed to check in in the finals. He's like, nah, bro, you can go for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really didn't check in. That's funny as hell. We see like an Andrew Wiggins with his career fake. If he goes to another good team, like you know how Andrew Wiggins, you know everybody was down on him as a player. Yeah, now he's was on good goal. in Minnesota. Yeah, that was complete. That's was he really? Good. Was he really good? Like he, he was, was good, good but like, but like I feel like he's way better with Golden State. Well, he was Wiggins like there was, was there, way there, better like, than no, him. no, that, he, he has was, a role in there, there was State. there was people like the, the Minnesota Timberwolves organization was like, yo, you got to promise me you're gonna get better. So like you, you know he what I mean when they gave him that contract. You know what I'm saying? He has to go to he has to go to another situation. Wiggins finally has a role in Golden State in Minnesota. He was never bad. He just was never number one overall pick. He averaged Marvin. 24 points one yeah, season. Marvin Bagley's not doing that. No. With another team? Yeah, no. Marvin Bagley was just, I mean, Andrew Wiggins, it was just, they didn't. They weren't using him right. And then you bring in Jimmy Butler and, and then Cat, you just get a reduced role. So, you know. Well, I'm just talking Wiggins was always pretty the revival good of his career, I guess. Listen, Jimmy Butler left and he went back to 22 points. Who? Andrew Wiggins. One of the biggest situations that happened this past week was the Nikola Jokic, Markeith Morris scuffle that happened. Markeith Morris hit him from the side, then Jokic went behind his back and then elbowed him to the ground, basically. And what are your thoughts on this situation? Jokic, I believe, got suspended while Morris got fined and suspended. What do you think of this situation? I love it. I love it for the NBA. I like that his brothers jumped in to defend him. I like the Marquise brother jumped in. It was like, it's, all, it's lit for you. I can't wait to that Denver Clippers <laughs> game. I want to see what Marcus is going to do. But nah, um, 
honestly, I saw the play. Markeith did do a little cheap shot thing. You know, he, that's the type of players they are. They've done that for over a decade now. They've been doing that in this league for a while. But Jokic kind of hit him a little hard from the back. You know, so, pause. yeah, pause. yeah, pause. Thank you. Woof. Yeah, yeah. That was that's crazy. Great. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, nah, thank you. I appreciate you. They would have let it slide. So you see how them two would have just let it slide because we're comfortable, bro. Yeah, I we know. Don't be caring yeah, but we know that. you care about that type Yo, of stuff. Oh you God, said pose. Lord, I was nah, nah, talking. Nah, no, nah, nah, you, you care nah, about that. Jason, you know what's crazy? I was really gonna keep talking. Oh, you was? Yeah, I was dead. Now I'm surprised because usually always say pause. I was gonna keep talking. Usually always says pause. I was gonna keep talking. You said pause. In my head, I'm just like, oh yeah, he said some out of pocket. I was just gonna. I was. I was waiting for the pause with him. You just. I was dead going chill that time. I was just like, I'm gonna just keep going. He was like pause. I was like, all right. Paused it like you peep. <laughs> you know, so I was like, all right. Yeah, nah, the Joker, yo, his, I heard his brother's a boxer. Like, UFC, he really. They used to both play basketball, too. For real? Both of the brothers? Yeah, they're thorough. Yo, and they Serbian, too, right? Yes, and they've been to jail. For real? <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith's like, look up their track record. I dead went to go look it up. Yo, they're some goons, bro. <laughs> they're some goons. I didn't even know that. Now, Jokic doesn't play around. Yeah, but Marcus ain't no punk. No, I'm they're from saying, Philly I'm too, not though. Saying, you know what I Mark mean? Keith. Yeah, mm. but what's a goon to a goblin? Talk to, oh, talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Shout out to Lil Wayne. I don't, I don't know. I don't think you want that smoke with those brothers, bro. Nah, I won't lie. Joking every single time that smoke's brought into his face. He, you seen what they did at Devin Booker. You saw how they was going you know, I mean, it's easy. Nah, what is Devin Booker though? It's easy to do that in a basketball game. You know, somebody gonna break it. Only thing I think they really like that. Only thing I'll say that was slick was Jokic going and just blindsiding him where he's not even looking. That's the only thing I'll say that was I kinda like dirty that. on that sense. That being said, Markeith fouled the mess out of him. That like that was definitely a hard foul. So <laughs> yeah, I don't I blame I don't blame Jokic for or Jokic, excuse me, for, for going and and you know retaliating, but at the same time, you don't do a wild guy's backs turn. That's soft. <laughs> <laughs> That's soft. Yeah. If you hit me first if you hit me first, I understand. If I hit you first and then you wait till I turn around, you gonna hit me. Exactly though, that's what I'm saying. If you if you lay your hands on me, it's not no. I'm waiting for you to turn your back and then I'm 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 sneaking you. That's that's whack. Then we in the game. Yeah. No, up. if you hit me first, I, I'm gonna just I'm gonna go immediately. Shove you. That's it. No, but immediate. It wasn't no immediate. It was like he got shoved. His he back thought about it the whole time. He though. thought about it for a second and then he was like, nah. And he won and he turned. It and was like he shoved him and then the pro- the process went his brain. Exactly. Like he, just, he just did that to me. And then he was but like, yeah, nah. he had a process at first, though. Yeah, but at the same time, his back was turned. Like you could have like really, I don't know. It could have been handled differently, in my opinion. I just thought that that was a little. What would punk. you have done? I mean, if he's pushing me, it's smoke. He fouls you. What do yeah, you do? It's smoke immediately. So what do you do? Like walk me through the situation. That same exact it's, thing happened. I, 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 he, yeah. he shoves you from the side. You You jump up in the air and then he starts to run. Back, run. I guess I have to get in his face. That's speed the only, walk. Like, yeah, I, speed I, walk. I get in his face if he really tries to do some extra shit. Then it really pops. Mm. But like, if his back's turned, that's soft. <laughs> I don't know. You guys think it's soft? I just, it's, just it's, think about it on your side. Not in the situation. That's tough because it's like you he, think about it. Joke is probably mad as hell. Yeah, and his back is already turned. But you already mad as hell, so you're not thinking. So you probably like, nah, I got to get my get back. That you know I, what I'm saying? Listen, I understand. So like was, you black out and then yeah, you just he probably go to was OZ space. tight. We already up twenty. You doing weird shit like yeah. that? Like you over here bumping me like a weirdo. You probably ain't even score. They have a too. track record of doing that stuff. Yeah, you ain't scoring no buckets. You're not nice, and you coming in here bumping me like that's weird. And you whack. So now I got to do oh, something. Oh, listen, I I fully 
support dumb whack. Yeah, I fully support him. <laughs> he's dumb <laughs> whack. <laughs> now, if Markeith Morris compared to Jokic, yeah, he's dumb whack. Yeah, he's, that's what I'm saying. And, that, and then, like, day. it's like, you did that, and then now people looking at me in the blonde eye, and now your brother jumping on the gram, and I see him four times a year, so I know I'm going to see him down the line. Like, it's just, it's Jokic brother's definitely going to be at that game. But they, what they what they going to do? Like, what, like, honestly, what are they going to do? After the game. What? You mean security's bro, not letting see? none of that meet him after bro. the game? Bro. Also, we cannot meet him after the game. We haven't spoken about Jimmy you Butler. You can't meet him after the game. Why not? Fake bro, too. it's almost impossible to meet players after the game. There's so much security, and they make they're gonna make sure once they see the brothers, they're gonna make did sure see, they get them to the bus. Did you see the bro. picture after the game of all the Miami heads in the locker room waiting for the the Nuggets players to go? Yeah, but I heard yeah. Jimmy Butler was talking to somebody else. Bro, Jimmy Butler Who was, was he being extremely to? suspect, man. Bro was chatting to the to the bench, but really just keeping his distance. Just yeah, that's yapping. what I'm talking. Like, who was he talking Nobody to? Nobody really cared, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like he was, was just he house. was just yelling, screaming, and I'm just like, word, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't understand that either. I don't know. You say that it was soft to Jokic to do that, but isn't it kind of the same thing with Markeith shoving him from the side? Oh no, I like agree. Jokic isn't looking at him. Listen, I'm not upset at Jokic retaliating at all. I just. You're a bigger man than than Markeith obviously is. We're playing the bigger man card. No, I'm just saying no bigger man as in like physically, like you know that you can. Markeith is older than him. He's thirty. But that has nothing to do with anything. Talk about frame. I'm talking. It was like size. I get what like, you're saying, but it's like attributes. Like I think not I a think that over. if uh, He's Philly, bro, you don't care. About I think that <laughs> it's different if you sucker punch somebody. That's a bit like when of a Melo difference. did. Okay, but, but he, no, but he shoved. He shoved yeah, the he hell. Out yeah, but of like when you shove somebody, it's kind of you just saying. If you do that again, something else is gonna come to that you. That shove was like wild, the, though. The nah, shove he is just the, hell the shove out is of just him. like okay, now you know, like now you know you can't fuck with me. Yeah, that's what I think it was. Like a sucker punch is kind of a little bit different. It's like Melo, Melo yeah. man, it ran. Yeah, he backed up. It was it wasn't a rain. It was a backup. Yeah, he did, bro. <laughs> he he was, it. He now, Mark, he really got injured though. Yeah, whiplash. He did. Yeah, because you. I think about it. Joke is seven feet, so he the way he hit him, Yo, the shoulder probably hit the neck. So well, it was probably no, like he's next. He's a yeah. Big he's boy. a big dude. Like it's Hell different. Yeah. So he probably hit the neck. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's just funny because when Mark keeps shove Jokic, he probably thought that shit wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. He he, he, <laughs> thought, he thought he was just running back on. Mark keep all dramatic. He he fell on the floor. He like. Like he just falling like he died like, or bro, something. Get up! Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so who y'all taking in the fight? They're the, bullies. The Morris twins and Jimmy Butler or the the, the Jokic brothers. It's I mean, I'm assuming Jokic the brothers. Jokic brothers have an average height of like. I feel six, like y'all being seven. racist. Jokic brothers. Like, <laughs> I'm like, how? I'm just how? Like, the Jokic brothers. I might go with the hood kids. The Jokic brothers. Philly. Well, well, what if they if they bring Meek Mill with them? I'll take them. Meek Mill can't fight. I was about to say Meek <laughs> he Mill can't fight. Have you seen him punch? Have you seen him punch the bag? Yeah, yeah. I'm taking Jimmy because he was homeless. He's hungry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he, he, I don't okay. think I don't think he's being up the Jokic brothers. How how big are the Jokic brothers? I mean, they're, they're as tall as Jokic. Yeah. That ass? Bro, and they've been to jail. I they have the a drag record, bro. Nah, you know what it is? I saw the vids. They look really small. That's what. That's what I didn't know they were seven feet, bro. Yeah. Never mind. I'm taking the Serbians. Yeah, I'll take them too. Somebody say they live in a war zone. They do. <laughs> I'm taking them. Serbia looks dangerous. But yeah, bro, really they, a war they, zone bro, too. Bro, they created an account just to, <laughs> just to get back at them. They really like that. Twitter, we'll see. the joke. Yeah, I know brothers. Jimmy Butler and James Jones are best friends though, right? So if he call that back up. James Jones. I mean, James Johnson. Oh, oh James Johnson. No, he's on the Nets though. What he, that mean? He's he he not Brooklyn. going over there. He ain't worried about <laughs> that. Slide over, back up. You know? James Jones. <laughs> now, if it was yeah. James Jones, this is a different story. James Jones, yeah. James Jones is like that. James Jones who? I mean, 
Wait, James what? Johnson, James pardon, James me, pardon me. <laughs> pardon me. Oh, you, you, you said it all with the James Johnson. He, he fixed James. James Johnson. Talking about James Johnson. Did y'all see what Tyler Harrell threw the hoop to ask? Oh, my God. Oh, he fell? His knee buckled? <laughs> he looks so Yo, old. I, I automatically looked at the heat bench to see if anybody would laugh, and nobody laughed. But if somebody on that bench was laughing, because that's the OG, you can't. Bro, laugh I'd have laughed. Him. I'm not gonna. I'd have laughed. Like, he looks so old. Uh, did, you see, did you see the mid range shot he hit? Yeah, it hit bro. like every part of the rim it went in. I'm like, yo, he's so whack. Why bro. would a hero throw that? Like he just looked. So he had old. faith in him. Nah, he's old, he did, bro. He, he, didn't, he, he didn't even. Yeah, he just fell. Then, yo, like, nah, the knee died. Yo, it's just he slowly fell. Yo, the knee died and everything. I was like, nah, Chasm is done, bro. <laughs> he is toast. Why, why, did, he, why did he sub into the game? I, I don't know. I, I don't know, bro, but he was toast, It was bro. in the second quarter, too. It was not even like it was the end of it. He was getting some real minutes. That's when they're really in-depth issues because you throw Chasm in the game. Oh, my God. He's atrocious. He's a, he's a player coach at this point. He's not even a player coach. I wouldn't listen to him because what you talking about, honestly? Like, what you genuinely about to say to me? Like, you whack. You still, like, why are you still he's here? Like, nah, he's 40. Like, why are you still? Like, you're not even Playing the Vince Carter role, bro. You just here to collect the check, bro. Honestly, that's just how I feel. But that's just me. Nah, he was good at a point. Yeah, that was like twelve years ago, thirteen years ago, like forty. Like it's over, but you know, whatever. He got roots still. Him, D Wade, they they solid in Miami. So whatever. His best season, like ten points. Nah, twelve and nine. What was that? Oh seven. Yeah, I knew it. Trash bag. What did he average in twenty twelve? Five and four. Yo, I'm nice. <laughs> I'm nice. I was close. Yeah, he's trash, bro. What he do? What's his skill set? Defense? Who, you do? Yeah. Know. Yeah, defense. Defense? Leadership. He looks dumb skinny. <laughs> Leadership. Nah, he's not. He's not skinny? Now that he's older. Wasn't he like leaner. a really good mid-range shooter at one point? He was. Was he? he mid-range? He was really? pretty solid. You think so? Yeah. That's interesting. Trash. Nobody cares. <laughs> he's trash. Yeah. I mean. Bro got, bro got what, four rings just sitting? Nah, he he played three, three. He played, oh six. He played, oh for sure, for sure. For but sure. then after that, he played with us. What the hell? Me and LeBron in Miami. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're so annoying, bro. Yeah, I was so confused. Oh my like, what? gosh, bro. Yeah, you're crazy, bro. I don't care. Bro got three teams. <laughs> bro is a Lakers fan, a Heat fan, and a Cavs fan. Now you're sick mentally. <laughs> That's all right, man. LeBron Hopefully, fans, LA's the bro. last stop. You're a Nets fan too, so I don't want to hear you, bro. You're I'm on team James two. Har- You're about to be Harden on fan. team three after this season because the Nets not gonna have them back if they lose. Oh man, you're talking about them losing. They're gonna lose. <laughs> oh. Word, yeah, I'm gonna lose, bro. <laughs> we have the best duo in the league, bro. We're gonna win. Cool. Y'all not. That's cool. You're not. Who's the best duo in the league, bro? Zach and Demar. Facts. Is. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what? Yeah, I'm not signing with you, bro. <laughs> bro, no. right now bro. they're not? No, like, all jokes aside, like, I don't care if it's 10, 9, 12 games. I don't care. I'm Oh, now you don't care. Yeah, duh, it's my team. Care. I don't now care. You don't care. Right now. Right, so not now we're best. not answering that question then. If you're not going to be objective tonight, about though? it. You're saying your team. Who are you rooting for tonight? Oh, uh, both. You cap for the cameras. He cap for the cameras. I don't cap for the cameras. I don't cap for the cameras. Nah, it was gross. I'm going to say I'm rooting for a Bulls win, but Steph 40 points. That's what I want. You're weird, bro. But you just said earlier in the segment it's a win-win if the if the Warriors win, you don't care. Yeah, if the Warriors win, that's cool. You're not a fan then. You're always supposed to want your team to win, bro. What? 
You always supposed to want your See, team to win, bro. You didn't want your team to win during that twelve and seventy season. You wanted you to well, tank. Why are you going back to two thousand? No, but you you wanted your team to tank before. Like, so don't no, do that. Like why? Nah, what, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. You guys are a winning team right now. Hold on, hold on. I hate that narrative. Yo, I hate that narrative. So watch this. You wanted your team to tank before. If the Knicks and the Nets play in the ECF, who do you want to win? He said Knicks all day. All right, because that's your team. Wait, wait, wait. That's your team, JC, stop. Because he said it all here before. He said it's Harden. He said it's Harden versus the Knicks in the final. Yes. He said, no, you I'm rooting for Harden. Yes. That's what he said, yes, bro. bro. Oh, yes. Rockets versus Knicks? Back no, in the day? No, no. Nets. No. He said, if they was he to play, he's Nets. rooting for Harden, bro. Don't let him it's fool you. It's on TikTok. It's, it's on, on here. TikTok. It's on here, bro. We have it on I'm film. Look it up. I don't know. I don't, he had it on I, film. I, I, don't I let him lie to you. I'm rolling Knicks all the way. He lied. He's a cat. Yo, y'all got to send me that, yo. Don't let him cap you. Don't let him cap you. We're old. No, you're the only non-bandwagon over here. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Whoa, what do you mean bandwagon? bandwagon? Like, you're the only person that doesn't bandwagon over here. How am I a bandwagon? You bandwagon three teams in eight That's years. That's not a bandwagon. That is no, legit no, a bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is legit. No, you are the biggest bandwagon here. Yeah, you player, are. I never exactly. Well, one player, three but teams. Every, but every team you liked has been one of the best teams in NBA at one point. No, a, ba- a, the a, a bandwagon is a person who jumps from team to team. You've went from Cleveland... Ohio, then you went to Miami, Miami. Florida, no, you went back then you went to, to LA. No. Oh, you went back no. to Cleveland, then you went and back then to LA. You went to and, the you said, and then you no. just said you might leave again. No. If he leave again, you might go. You if might LeBron go to retirement. signs a one-day one <laughs> contract with the Cavaliers. You're going back Cavalier to Cleveland. Nation That's what I'm saying. You're, you're the biggest bandwagon. And then I it's him. Then it's me. No, I pray to God he goes to Cleveland because then I'll never be considered a bandwagon ever again. Wait, no, wait, wait. It's definitely you. What? You root for oh the Atlanta God, Hawks. You root, for the, <laughs> you root for the Warriors. Then you root for your team Chicago. You know what? You're right. You really I can't call me a bandwagon, player. bro. You, you did did bandwagon. you see what I tweeted no, about the Spurs the I other day? I root for one player did and I'm see, a yo, bandwagon? Yo, Spurs are sneaky my second favorite team. Yeah, bro, no, she's caught. Bro roots for Cam Reddish. Bro roots for Paul George. Bro, bro. bro roots for Steph Curry. I never said I wasn't fan. a bandwagon. I said I, I, <laughs> said I am a no, bandwagon. No, but you said you're a bigger... You, I'm, I'm the, the biggest. I'm the he second, said I'm the biggest. No, he said I'm you the second biggest You have seven different jerseys bandwagon. in here. <laughs> if you didn't own a Kyrie jersey, yeah, look, I'd be clean. Wait, hold on, hold on. That's I can't, the only issue. Hold on, hold on. I can't own basketball. Not jerseys. a Kyrie. You jersey. own different jerseys. Of Not the, a Kyrie. You don't, you don't he have, owns a Kyrie jersey. Yes, he, owns a Kyrie he has a Kyrie jersey. and Harden jersey. Really? He has a Katie jersey. He has your whole team. No, I don't jersey. have Katie. You have a Katie I don't jersey? have Katie. Oh. I just have Kyrie right. and Harden. Oh, okay. But I got I, have Kyrie. I got Kyrie because it's the city edition jersey of Brooklyn. I like the jersey. I know. Wait, so what? What jerseys do I have then? You have Kyrie, Katie, the Tom Brady. One. You have a Tom Brady jersey. You're a Jets fan, and then you have. Well, a we're Houston. talking basketball right now, though. Okay, so you have a Houston jersey. You're not- <laughs> cop out, but fine. No, it's not a cop out. He doesn't root for Houston that. anymore. Yeah, he he doesn't. He, Houston he just keeps whack. it for Harden. <laughs> he just that's, keeps it for Harden. You have more other team jerseys than the Knicks. That's we're not fact. even talking about I have football. A Julius Randle jersey. You have one. You have two Nets jerseys, which well, is crazy. No, I had one. I had a. You have RJ Barrett. You had a Melo jersey. You had a Melo jersey. I had a Melo jersey. You have a Melo jersey. I it's in a, picture. I, I remember it. Picture. Yes. Yeah. I also have a Chris Haas Porzingis. I also have a Chris Haas Porzingis sure, I didn't get the jersey. The reason why I didn't, I haven't bought in the Knicks jersey was because I wasn't sure if these players were going to be on the roster year to year. Oh, okay. Now that we have stability, yeah, I'm going to buy more jerseys. The only jerseys I have are James Harden in Houston because James Harden is my favorite player. <laughs> I got James Harden in Brooklyn because he's my favorite player. The Arizona State I got James Harden in Arizona State tough. where he went to college. Super tough. And the, the only other... Player jersey I have is Lou Will on the Clippers because I went to the Clippers game and I bought it as a memory. So you got a clip jersey before me. Who, who's really no, bandwagon? You. you. That's crazy. But it's because when I go out to places, I like to buy things from that place to remember it from. To Fair enough. It. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, like I went to a J. Cole concert. I bought a J. Cole shirt when I was there. Oh, Oof. no, yeah. Wasted your money. Nah. Jay oh, my gosh. I know. That was me. That was, that was me. They're not going to like He that. got the Buccaneers hat over there, too. Yeah, I bought the whole Super Bowl gear for the Bucs. <laughs> 
<laughs> Listen, you're honored. You know what? You know what he season. does have? He does have the James Harden beard. Yeah, that was that. That's pretty. That's tough. I've never seen that. That's insane. That's, that's a good cop. Yeah. So what are you talking about? But you root for the most teams here, bro. By far, like NBA teams, you definitely root for the most NBA teams. I, a thousand percent do. Yeah. I do. I do. I do. I, so now I got to start rooting for teams now. Then nah, just root for players. You don't root for teams. You root nah, for I got to start rooting for teams now. That's how really the NBA has turned. So now out when to the Nets lose, league. I'm gonna choose another great team. So it's not really. I mean, I don't. Though. I don't choose great teams. Memphis wasn't a great team. Atlanta wasn't a great team. Oh, so Memphis is being added to the teams now. Yeah, I never heard you root for Memphis like that. No, I watch John Murray all the time. I love John Murray. I, I love John Donovan Murray Mitchell. I watch John Murray all the time. Like. Giannis? I don't watch him. But do you like him? Yeah, he's cool. Uh, you used to be a big Donovan Mitchell fan. You're I not still that, am. You're not I like that, Donovan Mitchell. But you're not as big as a fan of Donovan Mitchell as you he's my you second. He's were. my second favorite player. You don't talk about him. Who's your number uh, one favorite player? Kyrie? Nah, LeBron. Respect. Is it? Yeah, it's always been LeBron. I thought one was uh, Mitchell. Nah, LeBron one, Donovan two, Kyrie three. Clay Giannis Tom- is in three Clay, no more? No, Clay Thompson four and Giannis five. I, you know I always like Clay Thompson. I always just try to tell you that. But you always okay. thought he was whack. <laughs> but without him, there's no dynasty. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's no, cool. no, it's not. No, that's cool. No, it's not. Doesn't really matter. Bro, I don't care. <laughs> what do you mean? There's know. no splash. There's no championships. So Drew's rooted for three teams. You root for four. Come, I've rooted for one player. I Can I get that, please? One player. In so three damn, I, I really only root for one team. Then I root for five, bro. Jeez. I so you're like... the biggest bandwagon here. And oh. second is you. Then third is How me. How am I second? I root for one player. Well, he's well. It's different because he's die harding for those three teams. I didn't. I don't die hard for Memphis. Like if they lose, it's life. I don't die hard for Atlanta. So you really follow Atlanta for Cam Reddish? That's yeah, that's legit. The only that is that's, legit. That's, is that's, yeah, bad. like that's terrible. Like he's doing it for LeBron. He does it for Harden. You're doing it for Cam Reddish, bro. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Wait, you were following Cam the Reddish? Nets for Karis LeVert. What What the hell? He's a Nets fan, bro. What are you talking about? You're talking, I'm not Sebastian, bro. What bro. are you talking about? I'm not Seb, bro. Seb is the biggest uh, Karis LeVert fan. Funny, 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 he, he thought I was Seb, bro. Funny, funny, he thought funny. I was Seb. So is Seb a Pacer fan now? Nah, he keeps up uh, with him, though. Okay. I that's a weird thing. He came up to me the other day. He's, he's like, yo, you saw LeVert the other day? I'm like, bro, he's not on my team, bro. Nah. <laughs> yo, <laughs> like, he's not on my team. You saw LeVert. <laughs> nah, but he's big LeVert. I mean, LeVert's his favorite player. I, I watch Cam, but I don't run up to people talking about, yo, you seen Cam Reddish last night. I don't do that. I don't know. I mean, every time he has a good game, you get a little happy. Yeah, me personally, inside. <laughs> he like, like, me, like, 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 like when, but, when you said Cam was averaging 12 points, he's like, yeah. But, but 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 when I tweet, I don't never tweet. Like when I tweet, you see Steph's name or PG's name. That's you, always what it is. Oh, I wish you had your Twitter account. You could go through people's tweets. You got to create a new Twitter, bro. I can't. I'm still blocked. They find me. Wait, what do you mean? How are you blocked? How do they find you, though? Like I'll make an account and then like they'll be like, oh, we've like we found who you are. You're right. still suspended. Did you use a new email? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I did. No, Yo, I did. Like I, there's nothing I can do to get back. I cook you up. Okay. You say that. What so. if I just give you uh, something? I, I, I had Sebastian's last time. And I got, and they got me. A Sebastian. Right, <laughs> I um I told um somebody I'll kill them on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll get you suspended. <laughs> on the feet. No, but we were going back and forth, and they literally only suspended me. You so said I was, that to oh, me it was a it was a real argument. Yes, no, 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 we was no, playing. No, exactly. like, I said that to Drew too. That to so me who OD reported times. you? Twitter just saw it. And yeah, they just that's like, sh- that's a, that's something to get you. That sucks. Yeah, they always get me, bro. It's <laughs> like, he, said, he said he's gonna kill him. On the <laughs> <laughs> I was nah, I'm not gonna lie. I said something very bad the other day. 
What'd you say? No. Did you get nah, suspended? Nah, he, nah he, I don't want to say it. <laughs> Yo, he is I bad. Said very bad. Did he get suspended? No, That's I right. deleted she, it. See the shit I'm talking about? But it was it was so bad that Joel had a private message me and be like, yo, bro, you wilding right now. <laughs> like, you bugging out. And then I had to think about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm bugging out. Let me, Damn. let me take that. Did you just screenshot it? Yeah, I, uh, I got to see. Oh, yeah, yo, you always. You, you know, got to show me that. Upper, you, you always got to be careful with Twitter, man. Always. That's why I don't. I don't tweet crazy, bro. I stopped tweeting almost completely. For bro, real? I literally yeah. created a new Twitter in like 2018. So none of my tweets from when I was younger. I, is I don't there. want my handle to, to ever leave me. I'm, I'm a Andrew try to get with back five A's is something that I want to go to the grave with. It's kind of whack, bro. To oh you. my god, your name does suck. To y'all. Not your like phone and like your Twitter name. I know what you're saying. Your shit is like Handrew the Weekend or some shit. Like That's all right. Like the Weekend Warrior. What lot, does that mean? So <laughs> oh my god, they there's go people that in weekdays their lives are you know miserable and they look forward to the weekend. Weekend Warriors. That's a thing. I'm a weekend What's the warrior. Next topic. <laughs> next topic is the MVP race. Uh, who do you think is top five right now? I'll start with the Weekend Warrior. What do you think, Andrew? So right now. My MVP's got to be Steph Curry. He's been absolutely incredible. He's whack. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm whack is the him, word. Bro. I mean, tired his, team, his team's only lost tired one of him. game. No, I mean, he's okay. his defense really has been the most impressive factor to me, obviously, outside of, of what he's been doing on the offensive side. Then I go and I look at Kevin Durant and the fact that he's averaging almost 30 points on 57% shooting from the field. That is absolutely insane. Uh, then I look at Jokic. Obviously, Jokic is playing borderline perfect. I think he at one point had a PER rating in the 40s, and I think that that's, that's never crazy. that's never been done. I think the next highest was Wilt Chamberlain. Obviously, that's the record. Uh, then I got Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has been excellent for the Miami Heat this season. Uh, defensively, he's been a pest with steals almost every single game. I have him in fantasy basketball. It's a dream come true. He wins me steal category every single week, but he's doing it scoring-wise, defensively, rebounds, facilitating the offense. He's been fantastic. And then at five, I got Riv's boy over here, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan, up until this point, has been the best player on the Bulls right now. You look like him. (laughs) (laughs) You got the braids because of him. DeMar DeRozan's averaging 26 (laughs) points per game this season. Obviously, he hasn't had to. They got the braids because of DeRozan. (laughs) Yo. Yo. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, but that's my five. I got Curry. I got KD. I got. I hate your five. Jokic, Jimmy Butler, Demar Derozan. He has your man's number one. What's wrong with it? So at number one, hold on, hold on. Name your five again. Okay, I got Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Jokic, Jimmy Butler, Demar Derozan. My turn. Yeah, Kevin Durant at one right now. You know he's playing out of his mind. He's he's we call him the efficiency king because his efficiency is through the roof right now. He's just dominating the game at an offensive level that. We, we don't see too much nowadays, so I got him at number one. Great. Unicorn. Number two, Steph Curry. You know, 10-1 record. He's played. He's improved as a playmaker, which I didn't even think was possible for him. He's improved on defense. The, the shooting strokes aren't there, but he's had his moments, his 50-point game, his 40-point game. So he's been there consistently, and he's, of course, leading his team to 10-1. and one. Number three, I got the Joker. With all those injuries, he's stopped talking. With all those injuries, you know, he's still doing what he do. And it's 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 just ridiculous how he puts up those numbers. He's able to impact the game from an offensive Yo. standpoint and still able to do this. Okay. Number four, I have Paul George. Because the, the, with all those injuries, he's still able to lead his team. This guy's a clown. And then defensively, he's still able to do <laughs> his credit. I'm a crap. Yo, get the, get out of here, he's still, bro. Defensively, he's been phenomenal. And then number five, I got DeMar DeRozan. A and three, second best record in the East. He's been dominant on offense. 
second, what is he, top four scorer in the East. He's just been on a different level. He's improved his three-point percent shooting. He Now he can shoot the three-ball. His mid-range is on money. And he's playing somewhat defense this year. So that's what I like about him. So that's my five. Mm. <laughs> I have right, one so. different player than me. My list I have, is trash. I the same five or seven, but I mean, I have Kevin Durant. Um, <laughs> obviously, number one, I'm a Nets fan, but like he's leading the NBA in scoring. He's giving you eight and a half rebounds a game, five assists, almost 50. Jesus. 40. He's kind of down on the free throws this year, but he's what been playing it? 83. Oh, it's kind okay. of like one of his lows. Roby uh, tired carrying harder. Yeah. After that, my number two is Steph Curry, 10 and one record, playing. Great basketball. The efficiency is not there, but his team's winning. Um, yeah, they have the best record in the NBA, so I can't have him anywhere out of the top three. Um, no, my number three is Jokic. He's putting up 25, 14, and 6. I mean, he's carrying this team with all the injuries. He came into season without Jamal Murray, second best player, playing really well. Nothing more needs to be said. Paul George averaging 27, 8, and 5, carrying the Clippers. They were started 1 and 4. Now they're tied with the Phoenix Suns for the highest win streak in the NBA. That alone propelled them to this to to this uh part of the list, being my number four. And my number five is DeMar DeRozan. Obviously, I mean, he's had a resurgence for his career. I mean, he's putting up 26, 6, and 4. I mean, this is a completely different player than what I saw from the Spurs. I saw what you tweeted the other day. Maybe the Spurs were misusing him, and he wasn't being used to his full ability. He looks like he has a just— What did you mean by that, no though? talent around That's him. That's a thousand percent awesome. when it was. What did you mean by that, though? I think that what DeRozan is doing now is showing us that the Spurs were misusing him when he was there. Before he got to San Antonio, he was averaging 25 points per game oh, you mean in like Toronto. As a yeah, and then he goes to San Antonio. He had a season in Toronto where he averaged 27. No, we're letting him. Like, we're just. He's good. He didn't. Bro. DeMar DeRozan it's didn't the best get the. guys could have done. DeMar DeRozan didn't get the chance to really flourish in San Antonio. Now yeah. in Chicago, you see that he, he probably should have been averaging 24 to He's 26. He's going to be an all star this year. For the last couple of seasons, yeah, because yeah. we got the, we got the proper spacing too. So we just yo throw him that ball on the other side. Just yo run the ISO, do your thing, and he just go get a bucket. So, yeah, Demar's my number five, and then like just for honorable mentions, I got Jimmy Butler at six, Giannis, Rudy, Ja, and then you know Joel Embiid. But you know he's probably gonna go down because he hasn't been playing. So what's your list? One through five. KD at one. I got Steph at two. I got the Joker at three. Paul George at four, and then I got DeMar DeRozan at five. Same exact one? Same exact one. Same exact one. Well, that's a pretty good list. What about, did you have a list? No, nah, I didn't have it. I told you, I'm just going to be the host today. You want to just throw a list off the top, yeah, of, your, uh, or top of your head? Well, KD is obviously one. I think anybody who doesn't have KD one is... Who, had, is, who, who didn't have KD one? Oh, did, oh, you didn't. The guy whose team is 10-1. and one. You stink. Anyways. Uh, but I think, <laughs> I think Kevin Durant... Can Jokic nah, number listen, two be made? You're having... Definitely. Yeah. Over I, Curry? I, yeah, having KD, but Curry anything lower to three is dumb. I'm not against KD one. Obviously, he's averaging. You just don't like him. You've you've expressed that you don't like him. Yes, so everyone yeah. knows I don't like him. That being said, thirty <laughs> points on fifty fifty seven percent from the field as a jump shooter is unheard. You should of. see a therapist about that hate. No, no, no. <laughs> he did it to himself. Katie's one. Steph is two. I think three is probably Jokic. Um, four is Paul George and five is the Rosen. You just stole what me and JC said. No, I literally have it. I have, oh, I have did? just this. I had John Morant here, but he's not top. What is he like? Seven, six for you? I think he's probably. Katie's four for five tonight. Eighty percent. This guy is ridiculous. You need to seek a therapist about that hate. Joe no. Harris is five for You're five. You're mad at him because he wins. No, I'm mad at him because he's a snake. Because he took rings from your goat. Yes, that's really weird. 
Maybe. Think I care? It's you not think weird. I care it's, what you it's, tell it's me? It's not weird for you Dude. because it benefited you and your favorite player getting exactly. championships. No, I was upset. Katie went there. I wanted to see. You must have been. Thank you, Katie, for Steph saving Steph. Again, Thank you so much. Yeah, Without you, we I, wouldn't I, have I, more no, than no, one no, ring. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. God no, bless no, you. No, no, you got it wrong. I didn't want Katie to go to go in the state. I wanted to see Steph. He didn't want him, but then once he got there, oh, KD, your savior. That's not true. I didn't know. First of all, Steph already had his one. He was. Good. Yeah, but asterisk. Doesn't matter. Who cares? No one would have respected that one ring. Who cares what you respect? (laughs) 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 He was in the Hall of Fame after that. Look, I will say, I will say one thing. Hall of Fame after one championship. After that second, no, no, after the seven three nine season, he was in the Hall of Fame. Oh yes, I will say one thing. Steph Curry dead win seventy three and nine. Lost in the finals, but if he would have won that, like if he would have won that championship with That's that record that. with the United, he would have been top ten player of all time. I mean, he yeah. been, if he would have capped it over the championship, with so, the so, way that he's been so, playing right now, he's, and how he's I been mean, getting better with age. Without that, he's still top fifteen. No, clean. no, but I oh, think with man. that season, he's top. With what he's doing now, but if he had won the championship with the seventy three and nine, that's the well. He's gonna win 10. this one, so you have to put him in your top ten. I hope he plays the Nets. Listen, so if Kevin Durant can cook this him. One, there's nothing anyone can say. There's nothing him. anyone can say now. Now there's really nothing you can say. Doesn't have a Finals MVP. Doesn't care. <sighs> doesn't care. That's a little bit of a like, like a mark, but it's care? not too big. You mean doesn't matter? No, I. Man, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you got. What, you got. What <laughs> I said doesn't care. <laughs> he he should have won. He, he probably should have won the year. Iguodala won. Oh, he'll argue that. Argue to death about that. You think Iguodala deserved it? I think Iguodala did. Deserve he'll it. argue to death. Yeah. about And he averaged twenty six and seven. Not he, against LeBron. He led the t- team. No, in 2015. Assist. Yeah, he did. He dead should have won. Now, when Iggy was on, when Iggy was guarding LeBron, he did a LeBron's great job. He did like he really held him in check. I don't really. I'm not a fan of giving losers the I trophies. I agree. Yeah, no, me neither. I, agree. I don't LeBron even think Jerry West should have got. I'm just. I don't. I don't like losers. Fair enough. Trophies. Fair enough. Kareem won an MVP without making the playoffs. Yeah, he won an MVP when he lost. Yeah, how about think. how about MVP without making the playoffs? That's ridiculous. Yeah, Kareem dead one one like that. I'm not a fan of that either. Because how are you the MVP? I mean, wasn't Russ's team like the sixth? Yeah, but they made the playoffs. No, but that was also the first time anyone ever, obviously, outside of Oscar, triple double. He thinks James Harden should have won the year they were the four seed when he averaged 36. That's fair. Harden averaging thirty six, he averaged thirty six in the regular season. Yeah, he should have. You didn't know that. MVP that year. Thirty six is crazy. Thirty six and eight. You know who else did that? Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I was going to say thirty seven. I knew was Jordan. Kobe. Kobe put up thirty six one year too. Yeah. You know who else he won that year? MVP, DPOY. He won a lot that year. All star game MVP, led the league Not in the steals. Finals. Nah, he couldn't get there. It sucks. Oh, you want to play that game? <laughs> you sure you want to play that game? What happened last year? Listen, Michael. <laughs> Your gold, what? He has enough. Enough what? He's fine. He's the fine greatest with ever. What? Greatest ever? He is. In hockey? <laughs> no, bro. Michael Jordan did all that in 12 years, bro. Good for Crazy. him. Crazy. It's half his career. <laughs> this guy needed to play 19. You're upset. Not really. Oops, I mean, it took KD going to the Warriors to stop LeBron. But why are we talking about KD? He's not in a goat conversation because he he's he wants that's LeBron. What's halted, that's, that's what's halted LeBron from being so win this year, LeBron. Undisputed greatest ever. So win this year, LeBron. There would never be an undisputed goat in NBA. In nah, NBA. If if he goes those two back to back years and wins, yes, he's if. the greatest ever. I agree. You yes, see how if. you have to use it. I'm just if. saying. Yeah, listen, I'm very well aware of that with Michael Jordan. We're we say he did away from me. Well, he did he won't win this year? So. Listen, you better hope not. Uh, because if he does, I will not shut up. I won't. You don't shut up now. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> like, now imagine shut up now. Imagine it times twenty. Imagine those were what? Times twenty. When uh, we win a championship. Bro, you're a clown, bro. We're gonna see. <laughs> I'm not counting the Lakers <laughs> out, bro. Shit, bro. Don't count the Lakers out, bro. 
Don't, I'm the best, counting. The best thing that happened out, to the Lakers. You guys, LeBron the Lakers are playing right. other teams in Westbrook. I counted I can't them wait. out. I've counted out LeBron. I counted them out in that game against the San Antonio Spurs when Rally hit that three. I'm like, they're done. Counted them up against the Warriors when they were. I wanted the Warriors to win that year when they were. When they were up 3-1, I counted them out then. Don't I didn't count them out, bro. I didn't count them out when he played the Suns. And I looked stupid as hell that day. So I'm done. Just I'm I mean, all, it, I'm all, he never had up until that point, he never lost in the first round. So that's fair that you didn't count them out. That means the clock's ticking, boy. It's over. He's about to be 37 next month. For your sake, you better hope you're right. I'm eventually, good. we are going to be right. He's 37. Yeah, about to be I mean, eventually, sure, but not this year. We'll see. That's a we'll see. He's injured right now, so I hope for a month. It's the, I believe it or not, this injuries. will be the best thing that happened to the Lakers. Probably because we need to learn how to play without LeBron. Simple. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it is true. Simple. His teams and don't clearly perform Anthony well without Anthony Davis. Him. Has been otherworldly. I'm sick Wrap of it up, Joel. Anthony Davis. We're gonna move on to the Patreon portion of this uh, podcast. <laughs> so, if you're subscribed to our Patreon, you guys can ask us questions, and we'll have them on the show and answer them. And we have four right here. First one from George Espin and Garcia. Will Jalen Green have an Anthony Edwards type of rookie season? I think he's in that realm. I don't think he'll have the the second half that uh, Anthony Edwards had last year. But I think for a fact he's going to have the the inefficiency woes. He's going to have the, the you know those nights where he's struggling from the field because you know he's a high volume scorer. He's a, high, a guy who takes a lot of shots. So I think yeah he'll definitely have that. Inefficiency woes throughout his rookie year. What did Anthony Edwards average? Twenty three points his rookie season. No. In the second half, no. he averaged twenty four in the second half. Yeah. but in total it was eighteen. It's 19, nineteen. I think. Okay. I mean, he's averaging around fifteen right now. It's not impossible given the fact that he's going to get a boatload more opportunities in terms of shot attempts per game every single game because the Rockets are not going to be good. They're just going to trust him to do what he wants. So I can see. It, it being a possibility of him averaging around what Anthony Edwards did, but I just don't think that he could reach the talent level of Anthony Edwards. Can he have a, a season like Anthony Edwards? Sure, I think it's possible, but I, I don't think that he'll so he'll come close to what Anthony Edwards did in the second half of the season. Um, when I look at the rookie seasons, Anthony Edwards obviously started out inefficient, started out not being able to hit his shots. The same things can be said about Jalen Green. I think. There's only a matter of time before somebody who shoots that many shots and and, and, and shoots that many three-pointers starts hitting. Obviously, he's not hitting right now. He's had a couple of good games, like the 23-point game, the 30-point game against Boston. It's been like it's been here and there. It's been like really spread out. But I think that I, I wouldn't be surprised like after the All-Star break if he has that Anthony Edwards type where he starts hitting his jump shots. Because it's only a matter of time before I think a player like that with his talent level and his scoring ability starts to hit his shots. So I th- I think he can have that Anthony Edwards second half of the season. I think that's right on. And even before the season started, I said that his rookie season is going to be up and down. It's going to be like Anthony Edwards. Like He's going to be inefficient. He is a volume scorer. He's a volume shooter. And Jalen Green, I don't know if he's going to have the second half that Anthony Edwards had because Anthony Edwards played like a top seven shooting guard in the league in the second half. He was averaging 24 a game on great efficiency. I don't know if that's going to be Jalen Green. I think Jalen Green will probably, will probably finish the season averaging 16 to 17 a game, shooting 42% from the field and like 34, 35% from three. I think that would be a stat line. So, yeah, pretty similar to bad. Edwards. Wouldn't be bad at all. Yeah, pretty, do that. pretty similar to Edwards, but not quite what Edwards was. And now second question from Sean Triplett. Mid-season awards predictions for the NFL. 
So MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, and DPOY. This guy wants it all. I could give it to him. Now. MVP, I'm going to have to go. You could what? No, I, I knew it was no, coming. I didn't hear what you said. Nah, I yes, you did, bro. No, <laughs> I did not hear what you said. Whatever. MVP, it, it got to be Tom Brady. Like, it, no doubt it got to be Tom Brady. He's playing phenomenal <laughs> at an old age. What's wrong with this guy? Yo, bro, I asked you a I'm simple sorry, question. This guy. You need help. I need help. Yes. Okay. MVP, Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Um, coach, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> coach of the year, this one's going to sound walk, but I'm going to go with Sean Payton if they make the playoffs. Okay. So look, look, let's just go from MVP to the final award. So MVP first, yours is Tom Brady. Why are you coming off? Because you're making it longer than it Sorry. has to be. So yours is Tom Brady, MVP. Yes. Yours is who's Drew? Uh, I mean, right now, I feel like. The front runner has to be Tom Brady. He's played up until this point perfect, and he's one of the only players right now to be doing that. So, Brady. Thanks. Yeah, Tom Brady, yeah. <laughs> I'm going with Tom Brady easily. And that was my pick before the season. I was going to say Kyle Pitts, but no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Coach of the year. I'm going to have to go with Sean Payton. With all them injuries to his team, if they make the playoffs, I don't see how he can't be the coach of the year. Believe it or not, I feel like after this past Sunday, I know it's against San Fran and that they're not the greatest of teams, but to play without your starting QB and your, by far and away, your your best skill position player in DeAndre Hopkins and still be the dominant force that you've been basically all season, I'm going Cliff Kingsbury. He's been calling, he's been calling excellent games week in, week out, every single week. He's been excellent up until this point, and I think that he can continue. I'm going to go with Sean McVay. You're not going to offer an explanation? Huh? Oh, no, nah, no. Nah, I'm going with Sean McVay. It's the way he just... I'm just going to go with Sean McVay. Nah, it's Sean just... McVay. I think, you know, obviously the Rams are one of the best teams in the league. They're contenders. I think they're going to finish with a high record. I think with the acquisition of Odell Von Miller is only going to make their team better. I think they're going to probably finish first or second in their conference, and I think that'll be good enough, but... To get them coach of the year, but I still think there's a there's a shot that they could get number one in the NFC. Yeah, I'm going Cliff Kingsbury too. I think they'll probably finish with the best record in football, and because of that, Cliff Kingsbury will most likely win the award, if not Brandon Staley. Next up, rookie of the year, Chase. <laughs> Got to be Jamar Chase at this point. You know, he's yeah. one of the most dominant offensive players in this league as a rookie. So I, I'm gonna go with Jamar Chase. I feel like he's just his impact on the game has been. Unforeseen, so I'm going. Listen, my rookie of the year is Jamar Chase. That being said, the NFL's rookie of the year is probably Mac Jones. If Mac Jones gets his team to the playoffs, what? Mac Jones. No, wait, you said I'm gonna pick Jamar Chase. So my my rookie of the year is Jamar Chase. But knowing the NFL and knowing that they're biased towards the quarterback position, Mac Jones for what he's been doing with the the Patriots, aka winning football games, putting the the Patriots in a position to compete for their division as a rookie is going to, to bode well with the voters. I got Jamar Chase. I think, you know, we've all discussed, I think he can ultimately end up breaking a receiving record as for a rookie. So I think if that happens, you have no choice but to give him the um, rookie of the year. Yep. Last year, the race was between Herbert and Jettas. Jettas, Justin Jefferson. Herbert won it because he had a historically great season, rookie season for a quarterback. And just as a quarterback in general was great amongst his peers. And it was still a close race. Jamar Chase is about to have a historic season for a rookie wide receiver. And Mac Jones isn't at some historical rookie quarterback pace. Because of that, Jamar Chase, I think, will easily win this award. 
For the defensive side, I think it's probably going to be Micah Parsons, though. You Mike, think Micah you Parsons think, has been stellar. You think if Mac Jones makes the playoffs? No, I, th- I don't think it matters. Oh, I think if he wins the division? It depends on his numbers. It's still going to be Matt. Uh-huh. I think it's still going to be okay. Jamar Chase. Listen, if he has I, I think it should be Jamar Chase because he's going to break every rookie record in terms of probably probably receiving yards for sure. I think that that's a lock already. What's the record for touchdowns? Do you know off the top of your head? 33. No, by rookie uh, for um, 17. Really? Randy Moss. He had 17 in his rookie season. Yeah, that's insane. I don't know if 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 Jamar could touch seventeen touchdowns, obviously, <laughs> yeah. but if he breaks the the rookie uh, receiving record, it should give him a strong chance Moss. to win. <clears throat> Comeback player of the year has to be Dak for me. Yeah, has to be Dak. Comeback team is the best team in the division. One of the best teams in the NFC. Dak for me. Yeah, I mean Dak's the easy choice here. He obviously had a graphic, gruesome injury last season. He, destroyed his ankle and he's come back and been the Dak Prescott we know. Yeah, I agree. Everything they said I believe is Dak Prescott coming off the injury. I mean, we're all reiterating <laughs> the same thing, but yeah. What's so funny though? <laughs> now, 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 let me stop. Go ahead, go. I think it's between Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow. Like and Dak, Dak Joe is Burrow having, is definitely in that conversation. Dak is having a better season than Joe Burrow, so it's probably going to be Dak Prescott. Now, defensive Burrow, player of the him. year. I got to go Trayvon Diggs. Uh, he, really? he, he's completely changed the landscape but it Dallas Cowboy defense, and he's leading the league in interceptions. So I'm going to go with Trayvon Diggs. It's between Miles Garrett and Jalen Ramsey for me personally. I feel like just the impact that Jalen has for his team, he really? completely holds down the secondary for them. You don't have to think about it. Jalen Ramsey has it covered. Now, Miles Garrett's leading the league in sacks, and obviously defensive ends and, and leading the league in sacks always goes hand-in-hand hand with winning defensive play in the year. And obviously he's that impact-type player He's a physical freak of nature, and that only helps his case as well. I think if I had to choose one, it would be a miracle if a corner won it. So I'm going to lean. Stephon Gilmore just won it. He did, but that was surprising to to me, truthfully. Tough. So I, I think. Was it? Really? Yeah, it was surprising. You know what? I am going to go Jalen. Thank that you. That was a dominant year for him. Yeah, I'm saying. You know Jalen Ramsey? Jalen Ramsey. Or deep p- defense player of the year. Yeah, man. He picked Jalen. Okay. You laughing because it was a bad pick? Yeah. He's just surprised. No, he's laughing because it's a bad thing. <laughs> Why so though? Nah, give me. No, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't really care. Don't it, care. It's not. It's not because he's not a great player. We know he's the best he's corner. Been playing great though. He's the best corner in football by far. But you got to have the statistics to also back up that defense player of the year. The thing is, no one's throwing to him. Which is no one's throwing to him, and he still has how many interceptions? A minimum one. Did Reeves ever four? win one? No. Reeves uh, did win Yes, one. he did. Reeves got oh, one. Oh, nine? Oh, nine. Oh, nine. Yeah, Reeves got one. Well, that was, that was different. Jalen Ramsey's not doing what Reeves is doing. I mean, Gilmore just won <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year. Gilmore had the stats, too, though. And Jalen, no one's throwing to him. That's literally not That's a fault. That's the stats. Ramsey's not going not gonna to win it, bro. The, listen, Diggs I, will win I, before Ramsey, I agree, bro. but I still, I've said it early on the season. I thought that Jalen would be my Defensive Player of the Year. He's playing at a Defensive Player of the Year level, but... He Miles he's the, be- has he's the, the best corner in football. He always is. There's no doubt. But that's when he's playing at that that type of level. Diggs is going to get it before him. Diggs, I'll be honest, bro. He's, yeah, he's done. Numbers are better. No, he's given up how many yards every single game? He has the interception, sure, but he's getting burnt. Hey, for a corner, that's lit. Yes. Look, Trayvon Diggs isn't, isn't going to win it either because TV he hasn't had an interception in the last two games. And I know that's, you know, it's only been two games. <laughs> Basically, his crutch of winning it. But Trayvon Diggs, if he doesn't get more interceptions, he's not going to win the award. Xavier Howard had 10 interceptions last year. He didn't even sniff the defensive player of the year award. Because of that, 
I'm going with Miles Garrett. I think Miles Garrett has been the most dominant force in football outside of Aaron Donald this season. Miles Garrett's just on a different level. And I, I, if it's not Miles Garrett, it's probably going to be TJ Watt. It's one of those two players for defense player of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, that was my my pick was going to be TJ Watt. Um, he's second in the league in sacks. I think he's top three in, four, in forced fumbles as well. He's only a half uh, half a sacks behind uh, Miles Garrett. He was in the race last year. Yeah, I I think should have won last I year. Think he, I think he's going to get his year. Only reason he didn't win last year is because Aaron Donald had the numbers he didn't. He was getting double and triple teamed. And now he's third question. This is from Jay Aqua. Good old Jay Aqua. What are your thoughts on the Lakers? He asked that specifically for me. He wants an in depth deep analysis. By the way. Okay. Um. How do I put this deep analysis? The Lakers have a. The Lakers have a lot of problems. They're injured. That's number one. Yep. Number two, Westbrook has yet to find his identity on the team. LeBron's not playing. That's also a big, big factor. But at the same time, I think this team just lacks that defensive in- intensity that it's showed in the past. They try- they're trying to play big, and I think they just don't have the personnel. Anthony Davis refuses to play the five, and I think their best – Ability. He's been playing the five no, a lot he has this been playing season. The he, he's been, but he he still hasn't committed to it fully. I want to see him commit to it fully. That's what I want to see honest, from start to finish. He has. No, he didn't. DeAndre Jordan just started. But no, um, but you, you can start at the five, but as the game goes along, I want to I want to see him commit to it fully. I don't want to see DeAndre Jordan okay. and Anthony right. Davis. I don't want to see those lineups anymore. Fair. I don't want to see Rondo and Russell either. Westbrook in those lineups. I want to see Anthony Davis commit to the five, and when LeBron comes back, he slots at the forward spot. And I want to see Westbrook find his groove in his offense. I want to see THT back. I want to see how that's going to go. Trevor Reese, when he is fully healthy, I want to see how that's going to go. But for the most part, this team just has to get healthy and find their identity and find their, their strengths and their weaknesses. Because right now, they're just trying to figure it out. I guess if I had to say specifically our biggest weakness right now, shooting. truthfully, yeah, that, it is shooting. But Wayne Ellington last night or, or two Malik nights ago, Monk. Malik, Malik Monk. Monk, God bless that man, Carmelo Anthony has been absolutely outstanding for us. Right now, it just rides on Russell Westbrook's efficiency, truthfully. He's been very inefficient. He's been turning the ball over an egregious amount. I think he just needs to... To slow it down is is just something impossible to ask Russell Westbrook to do because he just plays at such a fast pace 24-7 every single game that he plays. So to tell him to slow it down is probably impossible. But that's what he really needs to do. He needs to let the game come to him. I'm seeing him get a little bit more comfortable on defense, but even still, his defensive side of the ball has been very sketchy. I like what I not like. I absolutely love the way that Anthony Davis has been playing. I think that we're okay. Obviously, we have some two some uh, two bad losses against OKC. Two losses we shouldn't have on our name at all. But I think we'll be okay. We I mean, lost OKC twice. We did lose, to, and wow. we we were up twenty. We were up twenty six, and we were up, 26, and wow. we were up Yeah, there you go. Oh wow, we shouldn't have lost to them, and and that's two <laughs> losses that that could take us from the seventh seed right now to the second seed overall in the West. So again, I'm not over analyzing it. I think we're going to be all right, and I'm happy that LeBron's out right now. I said it a little bit before. I'm happy he's out because we need to learn how to play without LeBron, and once we do that, we're going to be better off in come playoff time. You going to me? Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so what do I think of the Lakers? I mean, obviously they have two bad losses, but uh, just Russell Westbrook's play. I mean, he's kind of erratic because last last night against Miami, he had a really he had a really great game. He was good in the clutch, 25-12-14. But then I looked two games before against Portland, one for 13, eight points, nine rebounds, six assists, seven turnovers. Then against Charlotte, five for 15, 17 points, 12 rebounds, 14 assists. So he's like, he's kind of like erratic with his play. I think the, like 
the the fate of this team kind of relies on him because you know with this what LeBron and Anthony Davis can deliver. They've delivered a championship, albeit not the same team, but the contributions of Carmelo Anthony. Hopefully Malik Monk can sustain the shooting. They need to give these players that are are good shooters that can space the floor. They need to give him some more time. But if Russell Westbrook can kind of find himself as that third option, as that man who can get a, a low-end triple-double 20-10-10, and 10, play efficiently and take care of the ball, I think this Lakers team will excel. But I'm just, right now, I just think they're feeling it out, feeling the process out. Um, I agree with you. LeBron being out, that's going to force Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis to kind of learn how to play together. I don't think LeBron is that hard to play with. He's played with other superstars before. He's like modified his game for the better of the team. So I think that the fate of this team really relies on Russell Westbrook. If Russell Westbrook can be efficient, can get his triple-double, which he loves, but if he can get, if he can shoot 40, 44, 45% from the field, limit the turnovers and get his triple-doubles and make smart plays, I think the Lakers are a championship team. Westbrook being efficient is a long shot, buddy. I say like 44, 40, that's how bad it is. I think 44 to 45% is efficient for him. It's very, for that. it's very it's early bad. in the season. And because of that, I'm not thinking too much about the Lakers' struggles. Damn right. So I just want them to get healthy. Those are my thoughts on the Lakers. I want them to get healthy. Kendrick Nunn, I want him to get healthy. I want THC to get healthy. I want to see this team. I want to see this team finally go small and see how it looks at that point. Because they're still starting DeAndre Jordan. I want to see AD, LeBron, Melo, Nunn, Monk, Russ, Ariza, Ellington. I want to see all these guys. THT. I want to see how Reeves. this teams look once they have all their perimeter players back, so we can see how the shooting and the spacing looks. For sure. And because of that, I'm not looking too deep into the struggles right now or what they're not doing so well because there are so many injuries and the the lineups are they have out there right now aren't the lineups that they're going to have later on. Now, fourth question. This is from Hakari. Who has surprised you in the NBA this year? Could be a team or a player. Got to be Washington. You know, we just talked about it. Got to be Washington. I'll even, I'll even shoot a player out there too, Miles Bridges. You know, a guy who kind of rejected that contract and banked on himself, and now he's playing at a phenomenal level. He's improved in all aspects of the game. He's been kind of that sidekick for LaMelo. And like I said, Washington would probably be my surprise team because they've just shown the ability to come together and lock down on the defensive end that I didn't think they could do and also maintain a, you know, an average offense at this point where they can still win games and be effective on both sides. So that my surprise team would be Washington, and my surprise player would be Miles Bridges. I mean, it's got to be Washington, truthfully. The fact that they're number the one seed, correct, right now? Tied, tied, that yeah. is crazy to me, truthfully, because I had them being a lottery team, truthfully. Yeah, I, I did not look at this roster and expect them to to be as productive as they are, as they are on the defensive end of the ball. And... I got to give them their credit. They've been the most surprising by far, and it's upsetting to me, truthfully. Um, so a team that surprised me, obviously, is the Washington Wizards, eight uh, eight and three, tied for the tied for the number one spot in the yeah, East. But uh, a player that's actually surprised me this year is Demar Derozan. Um, I had no expectations for this guy so far into the season to be top five in the MVP race. I had no expectations for him to average close to twenty seven points per game and be a top ten scorer in the NBA. I thought he would hover around his twenty twenty one points per game with the Bulls being that Zach Levine was going to be the leading scorer and Nikola uh, Vucevic was going to be playing much better. So the surprise player for me this year has been DeMar DeRozan. I definitely didn't expect an MVP-level leap so far to come out from him. But, um, yeah, he's he's the player that surprised me the most. Zach's still almost averaging 26. What a bad hand. Bro, he's been insane, too. 
I got a surprise team and a surprise player. I'll start with my surprise player. My surprise player has been Grayson Allen. Mm. I think Grayson Allen right now is averaging 15 a game on great efficiency. The Bucks haven't been winning, but in the absence of Middleton and Drew Holiday in and out because of injury, yep. he's definitely stepped up at that guard spot, especially since they thought they were going to get more out of Jordan Nora, and he really hasn't been as effective. My team is the San Antonio Spurs. And I, I say that because even though they have a 2-7 and seven record, the record's not amazing, they play every single team tough every single night. And they easily can be a 7-2 and two team right now. That's how close their games have been. They have a positive point oh, differential. Yes. It's like plus this team, This team isn't a bad team, and I think they can possibly get it going as the season progresses. Did you guys see that stat that they have a plus 37? Versus I think an, Versus I, another team, right? I just point In point differential, is yeah. plus 37. The Mavericks... Is minus four. It's weird. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because that blowout wins, blowout losses. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Great point. You made a great point right there. Nick's just lost to the Hornets. Yeah, it was up. I know. I know. I mean, well, when I saw the, the score on the computer, what? I was like, really? but how much? But you can't say that like the Hornets are slouches. No, they're they were. Not. Up, but they were. They're they were dominating seven, the game. True. Like Damn. they were. You should beat them, bro. You need a hug right now. Nah, this is ridiculous. How much Gordon Hayward had a really good game. How much I lost by? By like. Eight, but we were down five with two minutes left. So, you know, I'm actually going on a, on a Knicks podcast Monday. With who? Yeah, uh, his name is Alex. He's a he's a host of that pod. It's it's called the Knicks Jets podcast. He actually he's a <laughs> producer for Knicks fans TV. Dope. He's a producer for there. So I'm going on the podcast. And Let's go talk about the Knicks and stuff. Go about the yap it talk up. Talk about their yeah. woes. Yeah, talk about how bad they've been as a recent. Uh, Sorry, so bro, they're going to bounce back. So you guys lost again. Yeah. Rough. 13th, though? Early in the season. I'm not too What's worried about What's the record? Uh, seven seven, and, six. seven and six. All right. Six losses. Rough. Boston's being the Oof. Damn. Can't relate. Cannot. We beat Shaw, though. You definitely mm. did. You'd never beat us again. And then when we go, <laughs> we're not going to the Bulls game, but Knicks Nets. Can't wait. Nets. I'm excited. Hopefully for you. You need it more than me. <laughs> nah, his team needs it, bro. <laughs> Team seven and six. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, now yeah, dead got six losses. That's hilarious. They beat you though. Yeah, yeah we I beat y'all. So you're not better than us though. But we beat y'all. But you're not better. But are you better than guys. us though? Yeah, we are, are you better. Be- than so you're, so you're, you're a championship contender. People are looking at you as a contender. You're the people favorites are definitely everywhere. Looking, stop, bro, stop, stop. People are looking. Yo, wait, 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 wait. So they're so they're contenders, bro. Are you kidding me? Wait, wait, wait. Relax, 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 relax. Wait, 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 wait. People are looking at you guys as contenders. So why are you jumping in my face as if people are looking at the not because you because you like yo we better than you because you know because you like we beat you but you like no because you said yeah I know. Okay, but we beat y'all. Yeah, but we're better than y'all. But we're better. Beat us. He could talk to me. Are you better than us? But are you better than the Nets? Are you better than Nets? You are. We have a better record here. We have a better record, and we beat y'all. We have the same amount of wins. What are you talking about? Both are contenders. They're contenders. For what? To go to the championship. To to go to the finals? Yes. I'm done, bro. What are you contenders for? No. Why go ahead, can't go ahead, go ahead, go on, go on. Why can't that just got me dumb tight? Why can't that just got me dumb tight? Are you gonna that, tell us? That, are you gonna tell us? Yeah, foot away from uh, that, that, winning a winning that, a series. What are, gonna, what are you gonna do? He, you gonna just do said, he just said Chicago could go to the chip, they bro. Could. All right, bro. I don't know what are you talking about? Yeah, I can't. All right, bro. Why can't they? Word. What you, do you mean? Word. They're not better than the Bucks when they're healthy. They're not better than the Heat. They're not better than the Nets. Like, who are they beating? What what top four teams I mean, are they, they beating? Might, they might be better than. I mean, who knows? Slow your roll because you're not better than the Bucks, and you're not better. The than The Bucks heat. are six and six. 
but why they're can't all that apply up. to us? They're all banged up. They're all banged up. They're all banged up but the, wait, we're not better than the Bucks. We could beat the Bucks, bro. You could. Or you're, 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 you're going to be a foot away again. Nah, we're going to be healthy this time. We're going to beat them. Oh, we're going to beat them. Healthy, you're healthy now. We're gonna beat I hope we run into y'all. I hope we run into y'all. I hope it's only been like ten games. I hope you do run into us. I hope we run into y'all. I hope you do run. We're going to beat you in five. Five, guaranteed. Okay, watch. Yeah, I'm not worried. Now you can't talk like Zach isn't like that. Bro, nobody's saying Zach's yeah. not like that. You just said they're contenders, they though, are. to win the bro. championship. Zach bro, 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 You're not, you're not contenders right now. See, How? So it's like we're you, about to, we're nine to and four. <laughs> we're nine and four right now. They we're, are contenders. Come what on. are you That's talking about? See, no, 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 What is his guy saying? this is what blows me. So time out, you'll call the Bulls contenders before you call the Nets contenders? No, y'all are out of this world right now. You're putting words in our mouth. You said that. You said, listen, listen, you said we're not contenders. Okay, fine. You I, can say I, that. I, I started off by saying, wait, 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 let me clarify. I started off by saying that y'all weren't better than us. The Bucs can be better than us. The Heat can be better than us. But the Bucs are better than y'all. And the Heat are also better than y'all. The Heat aren't better than us. Okay. No way, The Bucs are better than y'all. So it's like, I don't, what are you I don't know about that. Yo, I don't really know about that. I don't know about that. We don't see. We don't see what? KD almost took him down by himself last year. KD almost what? He almost took him down by himself last year. James Harden is healthy. Yo, y'all better hope Kyrie don't come back, bro. Y'all better hope Kyrie don't James Harden is healthy James right Harden's now. Harden's he getting, looks like what James he Harden's like? getting. Have you seen James Harden the last four games? He's getting better. What are you talking uh, about? He's, he hasn't even cracked. He's cracked twenty <laughs> twice. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, yeah, don't watch the games, bro. Yeah, I know. We're talking about. We don't yeah, watch yeah, the games. Exactly. I watched the game against y'all. We whipped that was y'all. One game. You put forty. That's fine. That's fine. Y'all also lost to the Knicks. Yeah, y'all lost to us. Yeah, but when you play, so when you play us again, so when you play us again, so you play us again, you go in. Why can he talk to you? His team seven and six. What are you talking about? You're crazy. You're crazy. Y'all didn't beat us. Y'all gonna pop it off. I'm gonna end. I'm gonna end it like this, bro. If y'all see us in the playoffs, y'all getting smoked in five. I guarantee you. And we could. Bet any amount of bread that you want on that. Did you beat us? You could bet any amount of bread you want that we're gonna beat you. That's fine. In a regular season game, bro. Put any amount of bread that y'all beating us, bro. That's all I'm saying. James Harden, notorious. Wait, he's saying regular season game like the Nets are a big time matchup in a playoff game. You gotta relax, bro, because y'all ain't been shit just like us. So please slow your rolls over there, bro. Don't do that because you're talking about regular season game. We're contenders because we're contenders right now. Because you you hype because your team eight and three, bro. It's like it's like twelve games. I'm gonna be excited. So when other people hype. Cause you've been at the bottom of the barrel too. Not so last relax. year, I wasn't. Okay, not, last year. And this year, I'm not going to be at the bottom of the last, barrel either. You, you said that last that year. That was in the playoffs last year. But now we're back. So what's what up? About? Now we're lit. We're all lit. Right, we're so, all right, so when you play us in the playoffs, we're going to see what's up. We're going to see what's up. We're going to see what's up, bro. We're going to see what's up. I can't wait for that. five, right? We're going to humble y'all. We're going to humble that little bullshit y'all got going over there in Chicago real quick. Get that Alice Caruso bullshit out of here in the playoffs. Yo, come see us in the playoffs. Joe Harris? I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Joe Harris? You know I don't like Joe Harris. Blake Griffin? You know I don't like Joe Harris. Bruce Brown? What do you mean? You're playing Javon Carter 20 minutes to run around and do nothing. You need to relax off the Caruso. Javon Carter. We haven't been playing the last couple of don't, games. Like, don't try to be. Bro, we have Caruso's Kevin Durant. better than every single one of your role players. Like, come on, bro. Come what? On. He's, 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 except maybe Patty Mills. He's yeah, better exactly. than everybody. Your he is. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, it is. It's I ain't gonna lie though. You call him contender though. You're wilding. I'm not. You're wilding. No, you're absolutely wilding. I mean, we beat. We beat. They got it. No, like you're absolutely. Defensively, they bro, got it's it. Ten games, bro. They got it. We smoked games. We smoked the contenders. So this ten games. Let's see what y'all do tonight against the Warriors. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. Right, wait till we play again. Thank you guys for listening or and or watching, and we'll see you next time.